PKA episode 295 with our guest Wax, Big Wax. Kyle, a few words to start. Yeah, I got a few sponsors tonight. I want to thank Squarespace, Nature Box, Tracker, Blue Apron, and Loot Crate. We'll talk more about each of those later on in the show. There are links down in the description below, but got our guest Big Wax. What do you want to talk about first tonight? Lots going on. I want to talk about Wax's world, man. What do you got going on? Ah, man, just making music. I got I got a mixtape I'm about to put out in September called The Cookout Chronicles. Um, mostly mostly laid back stuff, laid back hip hop music. Kind of has a little like summertime feel to it for the most part. And uh, it was supposed to be out. It was supposed to be you know a summertime album, but since I'm lazy and irresponsible, <laughs> it's gonna be more of like an autumn project. But uh, yeah, just, yeah make, making music like usual. Been doing some other things. I do stand-up comedy now sometimes. How is and, that, uh, man? Like it, it, so, so everyone I hear talk about that talks about the bravery that it takes to do it. Yeah, you got to be ready to fail, man. You got to like – like I, I tell people that want to start it, I tell them a good first step would be to go, to go to a karaoke night and sing a song that you barely, barely know, if you know, <laughs> only know a couple words, and just fail in front of a bunch of people you don't know. And if you can't handle that, just don't even try it. But if you think that's if you think that's fun and you get amused by people kind of, kind of you know thinking no. you suck, then <laughs> dude, that, I, that's how that's what I think of when I'm thinking like I don't know if I could actually ever try stand up like for a real thing or not is karaokeing. Like just the thought of getting up and singing in front of someone makes my stomach hurt because I am fucking tried? a horrible singer. Like it just voice cracks and off pitch and um, it oh like if. If Newt Gingrich sang a song, then it would sound like that, like that level of tone deaf. It's uh, just mortifying. That's awesome. I, you can I do think, all of that shit, though. I think everybody wishes they could sing. It's such a cool way to express yourself. You know, everybody listens to music. Everybody loves music. And to be able to recreate that, at the you know, like that, that's cool. You are your own instrument. And everybody envies that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I, that's, that's what I do, you know, for a living. But I'm... You know, if you try to, if I try to paint a picture of one of your faces, you, all of your faces would look the same. If I, you know what I mean? Like, everybody yeah. has the, has their shit that they can do. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he, I'm amazed by people that can fix their car. You know what I mean? I'm amazed by people that can design uh, anything engineering. What my brain can't do. You know what I mean? But you know, I can kind of carry it too. That's cool, man. I, I, dude, I, I think it's just neat when anyone doesn't have a regular job. Like that's the that's the level of fame and success that I start to get impressed by. You know, like oh wait a minute, so like you don't have a regular boss? You're nailing it. Like you're crushing it. You know, it, it, it's in Kyle's house. Everyone found some uh, like you know alternative way, like whether it be YouTube or Etsy or something like that to mm. uh, to get by without. A nine to five and, it, and it's kind of neat when people pull that off i like it yeah i mean it's you know it's one of the goals <laughs> then you know when you're when you're working the nine to five and doing it on the side the nine to five that you hate is kind of like just as big of an inspiration as the love of whatever you do you know the hate of your boss and your co-workers <laughs> and your shitty job and waking up whenever you got to wake up and you know you know what i mean you guys already know it's, yeah that's a bigger driving force than anything it is just being like these people suck. I hate this person that I have to report to. I hate customers, accounts, whatever the hell. Like that to try and get more independent like what he was saying. That's I think that's like 80% of the motivation and the other 20% is like I'm good enough at something to not have to be here, right? Like but mostly it's just 
God, this fucking sucks. How do people deal with this? I got to find a way out. Which I, everybody here has pretty much. I, I I don't mean to knock him because I, he's a good guy and I admire him and and he's he has his strengths. But my last boss at Cisco, I shouldn't have said last boss because now I've really targeted him. But like, <laughs> it's just, be hard to get a recommendation now. Yeah, just trust me when I say this. I'm a good bit smarter than he is, you know, and and I worked for him, and you know, is it because of your Aryan blood? No, no, that's what you told me when the show. Okay, that's right, right. not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, he was an Indian guy, but he just and maybe it could be that because English wasn't his first language. No, that wasn't it. I was really just flat out smarter than he was. <laughs> and, and, and yet I worked to him and it worked for him. And every week we had like what they called a one-on-one. It was just a two-person meeting. And you discuss like what you're doing, what you're looking for, etc. And for me, I would treat these things as almost interviews. Like I'd, I'd write down all the bullet points of the things I did the previous week that I could be proud of. And be like, I got this done. I got this done. I got this done. I have this on my plate. This is coming up, etc. And just like every week sell what's so great about me. And, you know, I swear I'd like walk out the door and be like, why the fuck is a like amazing person like me selling myself to that guy every week. And it was, um, and he's a good guy. He really is. But it, it was just like, I don't, I, this is disheartening for me that like here I am just, like trying to you know impress him week after week yeah and you know the the worse the job the more chances are that you're smarter than the boss you know if you have a job you really hate like if you're if you're you know later in life and you 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 know you have to apply at CVS or something no offense to anybody who works at CVS but mm-hmm. You know, to me, that would suck. And there's a good, a very good chance, like compared to Cisco, that if you work at the gas station or CVS, that it's even more frustrating how much dumber the, than you, the boss. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of those places, they'll just be like, all right, who's been here the longest at this Phillips 66 station? Well, uh, can barely read Tony, has been here for 13 <laughs> years because he has no better prospects. Make Tony the manager. And then Mr., you know, doing really well, first year out of college comes in for his summer job and he's reporting to a guy that doesn't fully understand basic math or speaking uh, cadences they can only use the machine so if the cash register ever breaks down i have a fucking meltdown three deep in that line with this guy buying his lotto tickets in the numbskull behind the counter can't figure out the basic math and i've already done the math in my head because i'm sitting there with nothing to do anyway and i'm just sitting there like three dollars and 87 cents that's his fucking change 387 387 387 and like 80 seconds later when she finally goes three dollars and 87 cents i'm just like yeah i know come on (laughs) you get a prize there's a there's a lady at our local gas station and she there's something wrong with her. So uh, she has met Kitty, um, who has a British accent, for anyone who doesn't know, like 50 different times. Like every time Kitty goes in there, though, it's the first time. <laughs> oh, your accent so. Oh, I love your accent. Where are you from? You from England. <laughs> oh, I love that accent. Where you live around here? And and Kitty just has to play along with it day after day after day. Like like. Yes, I live around here. Like, like through the whole thing every time, and I just want to no, be this like, is just my favorite gas station flew all the way over." You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's got amnesia and she forgets every day, like that Adam Sandler movie or something like that, because she never remembers this. There's just something fucking wrong with her. <laughs> Have you ever had like one of the horrible 
I guess, gas station employees where something comes to like $3 and five cents and you give them four dollars and a nickel and just the look behind their eyes is like they're trying to solve that fucking math equation from goodwill hunting where they're like it's only 305 and he gave me 405 this is way too much money sir like it's three <laughs> chess all of a sudden in their dude I, in fairness like 15 year old me wasn't particularly good at that and, and it wasn't 305 to 405 like that one we're all on top of but you know the, the thing costs like nine dollars and 17 cents and they're like oh here's a quarter and it's like fuck you know <laughs> the machine already told me they need 83 cents in return now i've got 25 cents extra and i have to figure this out on my own you know Woody has too many cents <laughs> if Woody gives eight cents back to Susan, yeah. how many cents will Woody? And I have to, oh, uh, like, well, I, I have to put... in that position. That's something you do to the clerk. <laughs> yeah, but that would be it. It would be like seventeen. They just throw a quarter on it so that it, like, it'll be like a dollar and a few. And yeah, I'm just like, dude, like I don't know. I never had. I, I would just have and to figure know, it out. You, it sure. makes you know that a machine would be more effective than you. Yeah, you know, yeah, way like, more I'd be effective. better off if I was just a vending machine. <laughs> for sure i went to uh ju just talking about this ridiculous nonsense i had have you ever heard of the restaurant wing stop yeah or, no so i had never heard of it before i kind of thought it was more like a subway kind of place where you go in and you pick out what wings you want and they kind of quickly bundle it up and send you on your way uh it's not really the case you go in you order and they like make them super fresh so they're really fucking good i went in uh, at one point this week and this dude in front of me ordered a fuck ton of wings and they went back there making them. The guy sat down in the waiting area by me. The lady who had it, like 20 minutes later, 25 minutes later even, takes the, the fucking wings, just gives them to some lady sitting down. Like a mistake. And there was like maybe five minutes past. This lady's already digging into these wings because flavors are of no, no concept to her. These are my <laughs> wings! And she starts eating them. And this dude sees it after he goes back up there. And he's like, I've been waiting. Where are my wings? And they're like, are you Steven? They're like, yeah. Oh, and you see a little, like, conversation with the employees where you know they're saying, like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, <laughs> that lady over there. We accidentally gave Susan Steven's order, and Steven is now without order. And he's like, <laughs> you gave my order to that lady over there, didn't you? And <laughs> he's like, yes, we did. We are, I'm so sorry that we gave your order to that woman. We're going to put everything else in the back burner and get yours done again. And so I'm sitting there like, oh, okay, yeah, my time's worth nothing, whatever. I sit there, I wait another 20 minutes, another 25 minutes goes by. I've been at a fucking wing stop now for, all, for like 50 minutes with no wings. And this guy goes back up. They have a screaming match between each other where it's basically just the manager saying, like, calm down, sir. Like, if you're going to curse, you can get right out of here. If, you, if you're going to curse, you can get right out of here. I hate that. At least 10 times because this guy kept going like, I come here all the fucking time. And I spend a lot of fucking money on fucking chicken wings. And they were yelling at each other. Hey, and eventually was he a this, big guy? Uh, the... The manager was, was smaller than the customer. Customer okay. was, like, about my size. And yeah. customer leaves, and I just think, all right, thank God. I guess the guy just thought, fuck this. I'm not even going to get my wings. I'm leaving. Guy comes back, and I guess he must have called the police <laughs> because police were with him. He called, and I don't know what he said to them to get the police to show up because you can't just call and say I'm at a wing stop and they gave all of my teriyaki to this whore <laughs> over here and now I'm I am wingless and because like, so he had to lie to get them there. basically then I had to wait even longer as cops came in and were like what's going on here and they're like uh, well there's no uh, we accidentally gave this gentleman's wings to some 
someone else, and the cops just kind of like, sir, just step outside to the guy, to the customer. And I guess he took him outside and must have said something to the effect of, sir, I'm a police officer. I'm not here to, to mitigate your chicken wing issues. And uh, then the guy just left, just left without his wings, and uh, I ended up getting mine. But it was just, I, it was weird to sit there and watch because I was thinking the whole time, all right, when fucking Ashton Kutcher burst through that door, I'm going to be the guy that said, I knew it was fake. You asshole. <laughs> it's literally unbelievable. But I thought that was interesting. Wingstop, oh, cool. place though. Great wings. Oh, were they? Worth the wait? No. No, not that. <laughs> I can't think so. <laughs> well, oh, next time. That sounds awful. Wings. When you're coming up I like with. Think, I like to think that the woman sits there all day and just says every order of hers. I'm trans next customer in line. Yeah. <laughs> I identify as yeah, you were Susan like, and Rachel. Like, I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wex, when you're making music, do you ever get inspired by someone else and realize that everything you're coming up with is just like imitating that guy or girl? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. I think that, uh, that's, that's not as much these days, but I, I think when you first start doing it, it's, it's extremely common. Like I, if I listen to really, really old stuff, like I would rap exactly like Talib Kweli or Method Man or something like, and then I didn't realize at the time that I was, I just been listening to too much Method Man, you know what I mean? And, but I, as you get older, you grow into your own style and voice a little bit more, you know what I mean? And I think you actually listen to less and less music the more you make your own, you know what I mean? You just stay in your own little weird world. Do you ever cut yourself off of music or anything when you're in the middle of writing it, just so that at the end you can be like, all right, I know that I was not influenced. This is mine. That's it. That's interesting. That'd be a good, that'd be a good strategy. But uh, I, don't, I don't think so. If, I, if I'm listening to something too much, maybe. You know what I mean? Like so, Sometimes you get an album and it just fucking hits you. You know what I mean? You listen to it a million times. But um, then again, sometimes those albums are like a whole different genre of music than you even make anyway. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Like I, like I used. To, I remember when Amy Winehouse's big album came out many years ago. I was really attached to that, but like I can't fucking sing like that anyway. I couldn't like bite her if I tried. You know. What I mean? Yeah. It's a woman, anyway. You know. You know what I'm saying. Does yeah. knowing how this sausage is made like impact the way you think of music? Like like other people, they just listen to it on the surface. Like, does this make me feel good or bad? But you probably deconstruct how they did it, what it took. Like, does that change yeah. your opinion of music? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. It's like um. But, you know, an, an interesting way to put it is this. I've been making music so, for so long that I kind of always look at it like that. Like you hear the hi-hat and you're like, I wish they would have put more reverb on the hi-hat and EQ'd the snare drum a different way. And you're always thinking of it like that. It's hard to get back to your root of just like, oh, this makes me feel good, you know. But but for me, it's like I used to watch movies as a kid and I was like, I just thought like, how the fuck do you make a movie? You know, but then once I started making music videos and right. I, I saw behind like it wasn't until way way later in my life that I watched TV and movies like from the eye of somebody that might be behind the camera. So like that that I noticed more. I noticed that feel that that effect you're talking about where like you you see how the sausage is made. It, 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 I noticed it more with movies than I did with music. Reality TV. Like so like I'll see a scene right where people are arguing and stuff and maybe most people look at it and think that it could be real or whatever, but if if the lighting is right, it's like dude <laughs> You know, like, do you know what it took to get that? Do you know what the, the the actors in that scene are seeing, and with the shining and the lights and the the lav mics and the, like the whole thing? Like the, that production quality is so high that you know it, it's nothing close to real life. 
it's you are acutely aware of a camera on a steady cam. Do people know what a steady cam vest looks like? You know, like with the thing over their shoulders and the floating and you got a camera on a steady can and proper like filtered lighting in that room. It, it takes me out of the moment, like because I, I imagine what's behind the scenes a lot. Yeah, I thought of that when uh, did you guys watch Making a Murderer? Yeah, like, I did, like but I don't know scenes- what you're thinking of. Making a Murder was big, a big Netflix series, and it's like mm-hmm. it's like what you're talking about, basically. I hate to bring up shit when people haven't seen it. It's kind no, of- no, I, I saw it. it. I saw it. I just don't know the scene you're talking about. Like it, it's- well, like the, all the scenes where they're like they're like at the dude's family's house, and it, it gets real serious. And like I, I always thought, but like yeah, but like are they really acting like that? I mean, there's there's a camera in their fucking face the whole time. But it seemed mm-hmm. it seemed kind of genuine. Maybe maybe after a couple days, like people just get used to it. You know, it could be. Something that's like similar to that, but also a little different, is like seeing behind the scenes in movies where they have where the guy wears like that suit, like uh, Andy Serkis in Lord of the Rings is Gollum, and it's just basically in a wet suit with a bunch of orb things on it. Mm-hmm. Now every time I see anything in a movie where there's like a big monster like grabbing a lady and she's like, ah, as he's like breathing into her face, it's hard for me not to picture just like the biggest extra they have in a <laughs> wetsuit standing there holding her, and she has to act really well and be like oh god not ted the craft services guy like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know i always think of that now ever since i watched those behind the scenes i just recently i was watching star trek and there was a scene where i think like a i don't know a small dragon or whatever it was like landed on an arm and i'm like ah you know like it just seemed like they weren't really interacting with it in a way that seemed reasonable because it's hard it's not there at all Right, they're really just in a room full of green walls. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. Which Star Trek were you watching? The newest one, <laughs> Beyond. The movie. Uh, oh, that's out? There's a new... Yeah, there's a movie that's maybe two weeks out. Three. Oh, the movie, the movie. Okay, yeah. I misunderstood. I was thinking like the TV show. Yeah. I've been watching that so much. I, I, was, I was talking about it earlier, but like, it's so... It's... It's so hilarious to go back and watch the old, you know, original Star Trek uh, episodes. I watched one the other day. So Kirk, Chekhov, and Uhura beam down to this planet, immediately get captured and collared with these collars that, you know, if the guy pushes a button, it's like excruciating pain. I'm familiar with those, yeah. (laughs) They immediately try to, like, first thing first, they try to rape Uhura. Like, like, that's a thing. Like, she's screaming, and they're like, what are you doing to Uhura? And, like, she fights off the raper or whatever. So now a chick comes into Kirk's room, and it's the hottest space alien that, that there ever was. She literally has, like, enormous fake looking boobs that are just huge and she's wearing a space bikini and she's got green hair <laughs> and it's she's a space re- bikini. Yeah, not a regular it's a space bikini it was it's it's silver and like aluminum it's like she's wearing some aluminum foil and she's super fucking hot and and so kirk's first move is the honey dick that's always his first move if he can make it his first move he, he he'll use the phaser he'll outsmart you and outfly you with his ship if he needs what to the honey dick uh kyle so, all right, so it's the opposite of a honeypot. So a honeypot is like if you're like uh, an intelligence uh, agent or something like that. Like, remember, um, what's uh, the Natasha chick from, um, you know, the, the Marvel movies? Uh, you know, that's what she does. Black she Widow. Would, Black Widow, yeah. That's what she would, she would honeypot you in, you know, seduce you and lure you back somewhere and then either manipulate you or kill you in some way. Basically, basically get her way by honeypotting you. So, so a honey dick is the opposite of that. It's a man coming in and seducing a woman and luring her in, getting what he wants. And that's what Kirk does 
constantly. So first thing he does, he's like, he sits down. And he's like, never seen such a beautiful woman before. And she's like, she's like, she's a little bit like a child. It's a little like weird that he's hitting on her because she's like, what does beautiful mean? And he like picks up a mirror and he goes, that is beautiful. Like <laughs> <laughs> shows her reflection. So the next thing you know, he's got her somewhere and he's like. He's like making out with her, and she and, and she's never been kissed before. And he's like getting all grabby with her, and he's like getting more and more information out of her, and and until the point where he's like he's like that's what love is when a man and a woman can share that. That's the most powerful thing in the universe, yeah. love, and just more seducing her more and more and more. At the end of the episode, he tricks her into like basically getting his way completely, overthrowing the alien overlord brains, and she's like. Can I go with you into the stars? And he's like, "You have a lot to learn here first. Go <laughs> with the teachers and and learn and 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 only then can you reach for the stars." And he's like, "Scotty, get me the fuck up out of here!" <laughs> and it was it was such bullshit because if he'd wanted to, he could have been like, "Four to beam up. I got a space bitch now." But he didn't want her. He was just honey dickering her the whole time. He didn't give a shit, and he does that constantly. Anytime there's a woman who needs to be like, you know, she, she's she's a problem. His first move is to seduce her every time. It's always the honey dick. It's hilarious. I'm, I thought of like, okay, oh, and one so more thing: the the costumes for seem for the women seem to almost exclusively be mini skirts. Like I'm seeing Ohura's ass the whole show. Every time she stands up from her chair, her ass is hanging out of her panties. Like her I have forgotten that. So the '60s and '70s were a sexual time, right? When I was a kid, right? So I was a kid in like the 80s and 90s. I feel like I'm the last generation to legitimately believe their parents were like virgins when they married, that they behaved in high school. I didn't, you know, if you went to school in the 50s, did you smoke pot in the 50s? I think mostly not, or it, like, not like now. The devil's lettuce? You know, the 40s, <laughs> the 30s, like, I, I, like alcohol was like the. The, the edge of misbehaving back in the day, cigarettes, stuff like that. Now, like, if you're growing up now, more normalized. If you're a teenager now, you know your parents like grew up in a time when sin was rampant. Yeah, yeah. Teenagers now, man, they're they're exposed to so much sex. Like when I was when I was a kid, to have pornography, I mean, you had to you had to be a fucking detective. Like you had to have a hole in your backyard to bury it in. And first of all, it was a physical thing that you could hold. Uh -huh. you know I mean? It's like, pornography, no kids, look. Now, like, there's no, like, jerking off to Victoria's Secret catalogs now, you know how what did, I mean? That's, how did that's you come by your first porno mag, Wax? First porno mag? Did you buy uh, it? Did you get it from a friend? It was definitely got from a friend who got it from, like, their dad's secret stash or something, or their older brother or something like that. That's how I got, that's how I got, like, Dirty rap albums. That's how I got pornography. That's how you, that's how you got shit back then. Alcohol. You know what I mean. You had to. You it, had somebody had an older brother who was cool. You know. <laughs> With the magazines, you had to really. You couldn't just go a, a flipping through, burning all that material. You know, you had to really be careful. Like, do I want to go to page three because this is the foreseeable future right here, and maybe I could just finish with page two today. Because if you just get greedy right off the start and you look through the whole thing, then two weeks later you're you're back where you started. And then but I felt like 
lesser masturbators didn't realize just how much content was in there. Like, do you... Maybe they don't realize it, but the phone sex operators in the back, they're hot too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's more than just the four or five women that Hustler hired for this thing. There's hundreds <laughs> of women in here if you look carefully. <laughs> yeah, I bet, like, 11-year-old Taylor's bank account wasn't necessarily in a good enough spot to be calling sex workers. Well, no, you don't call them. The no, just the ad. The yeah, like, you know, like, call me oh, for a good time. That chick's topless? That, hey, I don't know how much you need, but that's enough. Yep. So. What, was the, what was the one that you were all out of the traditional magazines, and so you had to go for one that might be like, like uh, Better Homes and Gardens or like The Good Housewife or whatever the hell other one. Like You're in a tight spot. Was there one that you, you went to? Uh, I... It wasn't anything People. like that because I, I had found this 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 VHS porno in an old wrecked car in a junkyard. It was called "Give Me Head," <laughs> and uh, yeah, I still remember. And the tracking was all messed up, so you really had to adjust. And like, I would be opening it up and blowing the dust off of the film, and then putting it back in and messing with the traction. And like, large portions of the film were just a blur of like horizontal fuzzy lines and like green and purple waves and then a big titty like just one big titty like a like an octopus eye like floating in the in the top right corner and you knew that there was some and oh okay she's on top all right all right now i'm with it all right i can get with this okay and it would clear up a little more and you'd see some bush and it, you know it you would get the job done though dude i so you were watching it with context clues. <laughs> it was educational early in my marriage i came home with this like it was a, a vhs tape and it was split down the middle half of it was pink half of it was purple and it was like how to please your man how to please your woman right and it was early in our marriage and i'm just like hey you know what this seems like a good idea you know it's not that we didn't know how to have sex or whatever but i just thought we'd add more items to the menu right dude i, I <laughs> It was awful. It was like one of the tips. I remember this in particular. They're like, oh, have you tried fucking fruit? And then she cuts out the middle of a tomato, recommends that you microwave it so that it's the right temperature, and then like jack off your guy with the middle of the tomato. And, and my wife is looking at me like... And I'm like, no, no, that's a bad she, idea. She's over there hollowing out a tomato, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Woody, I've been doing the budget, and we're spending a huge amount at Whole Foods. And <laughs> yeah, but and I'm only just, organic, no pesticides. It, it, it's and you're like, only eating a small cylinder of each bit of fruit. I don't understand. Like <laughs> when I hear somebody say like four things that I don't know about, and one that's total bullshit, suddenly I call the other four into question. That's what happened with this tape it was like all right so some of these tips you know i don't know if she'll like them or not like them but that tomato shit has ruined all your credibility because i i mean i'm open-minded but i'm not a fruit fucker really like that's it's not you my... gotta really be careful with the amount of time that you microwave it for too you know yeah, it's... especially with a tomato you know like with it like for example with a cherry tomato if it's too hot off the grill and you fucking explodes and just burns your entire mouth the regular tomato, if you microwave it too long, stick your dick in there. I don't I mean, mean to brag, but cherry tomato would be too small for me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know about you, small wax. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, I just use a little tiny drill bit. <laughs> now, now, was that the only fruit-based sexual play that was in the tape? Or on the other end of the tape, are they, like, putting condoms on cucumbers and, and, and like... 
the fruit based it, thing was bad. Fruit but like, based sex I remember when they were saying like how to finger a woman. They were like, yeah. you know, like I don't, it was like rough. It was like, yeah, don't be afraid. Babies come from here. And I was yeah. just like, whoa, like that, I, I don't think that's good advice. Oh, that is, that is. I saw that same video. That is a, that's a good video. Is that the video where the guy is showing you how to make the girl squirt? And it's like a perfect woman, and she's laying completely nude on the table, and then like he like. I actually makes think her I, ha I have seen that, but th th yeah. that wasn't this video. I, I maybe okay. just attributed well, see, that quote to this phrase. one. I, lots of guy, lots of times you hear, "Hey, this is where babies come from. Do what you gotta do." <laughs> and like the guys like like just yanking up and down with this motion. Yeah, I've seen that one. To him making a girl squirt is you actually stick a cherry tomato in her vagina. And just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> step on her belly. <laughs> While we're talking about insertions, did anybody else see the, the little gif on Reddit today of them pouring oh, the big God. bag of e Yeah, I thought, No, 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 no. I thought you were about to segue into an ad. Like, hey, while we're talking about insertions, let me tell you more about Nature Box or something like, like no, Kyle, don't. While we're talking about box. No, <laughs> no but, but maybe we can transition out of this eel topic. So, yeah, they, they take a big oh. funnel and a hose. And they stick the one end in this Japanese girl's ass while she's on all fours. And then they've got this big wriggling thing of like baby eels, each about five inches long. And the hose and is they clear. Just, and they pour, yeah, and they pour them into the funnel like she's doing like a, you know, a, a beer bong thing. And they just one by one wriggle through the hose and into her butt. No. Where's PETA now? <laughs> <laughs> this is Japan. You can in Japan. I but do. You see what they do to the dolphins. Every time you think you're crazy, right? Anytime you think that you're like, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm not afraid to try new things. Don't fuck with Japan. Like, you can't hang. No one hangs with Japan. I, I whenever I was in like an uh, Xbox Live like shit talking session, and then I hear a British accent. Just shut the fuck up. You won't win. You won't win. Those bastards play at another level over in England. <laughs> yeah, they just, like, they're I don't know. they like cursing. Just like, yeah, they, they throw out the cunt word and stuff like that. And they're, they're way stronger and they're more clever than me. If I talk trash about you and then you respond in a British accent, it's just like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? It's like oh. it, you don't pick a, a rap battle with Eminem, right? You don't, you don't talk smack with a British dude. That's my role anyway. They poured a whole bunch of those eels into her butt, and I was like, and it was, it was just a quick gif on, on the what mm -hmm. the fuck uh, subreddit, and I was like, I have to know more. So I start reading through the comments, and apparently this is like a 10-year-old video. Um, the really funny part of the video is that one of the eels doesn't go in the funnel quite right. It bounces off and like hits her leg, and she flinches like she's creeped out that it touched her leg. Meanwhile, they're pouring like two dozen <laughs> in her asshole. Like, <laughs> and Ew, they're going in. Of <laughs> the hose is of a certain diameter that they have to go one by one, like literally mm -hmm. head to tail. So it's like into the gas the, chamber. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she's like, ooh, <laughs> like, like as more and more. So apparently, it's part of a longer video that you could go to, but. I didn't trust my virus protection on my uh, <laughs> on my phone or any of my computers here to protect me go to uh, going to that website. But they said it was part of a three-hour video, so I don't know what the fuck they do for three hours. But um, I get fucking two dozen eels out of someone's asshole. Is but, funny, you should mention that. So what what I read happened. There's a little kind of like there's the cliff notes are, are down there, and they said that uh, I guess they get all the eels in her butt, and then she poops all the eels out, and then they start fucking her, and then. Then they realize what? 
a person. Yeah, jump- human beings. Yeah, some some humans jump into the fray. Ooh, now they're really mixing it up, and <laughs> they start they start fucking her. Like I think both holes maybe, and and then a little bit into that they realize we left one of the eels in. <laughs> so we gotta stop and like get another eel out of her, and then they go right back at it again. That's just she became less attractive to me when she did the eels. That I, really? Yeah. That I knew there were no limits then. I was really turned on. I was like, oh yeah, she'd be fine if that was scorpions or grasshoppers or something weird. Like she's she just whatever we need to do, she's up for it. Yeah. Yeah, she's not gonna be skeeved out by a botched circumcision. At that no, point. not at all. She could, <laughs> she could bait a like. This, she, if if we're fishing, this is the chick who could bait a hook. Like yeah. she's not even. Gonna, she's, like, she's like, I've had like thirty of these in my ass before. No big deal. Like, like she doesn't care. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I was very I impressed. There's no Welcome way to that the show, Wax. That's great. I didn't There's just no way someone could film it unless there's like someone off stage with a gun or a katana, threatening her to do that. Like, who is that fucked up? Oh, her, she even says, like, in the dialogue, she's, oh, what was she said? She said something like, I shouldn't have quit my job at the salon. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, I think they said, I, I swear to God it said that. Yeah, yeah, that's what it said down below, that, 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 that she said, I shouldn't have quit my job at the salon. It kind of makes me think of what we were talking about earlier as far as seeing how the sausage is made and think about, thinking about the people behind the scenes. It makes me think of like the dudes behind the scenes that didn't count the eels that came out. You know what I mean? Since there was still one left in, they're like, next time we do a roll call. We if there were ten eels go in, ten ten come out before we we for the <laughs> count. You know, <laughs> like OSHA comes in. <laughs> now Someone. if you eels in someone's asshole. We had Max um. Who was the the porn star? Oh, I feel bad not remembering her name. Uh. She's a white girl. Her boyfriend's name was Forrest at the time. She came on the show. Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> no. It started with an A, like Arisher. Come on, Kyle. You don't remember either? Aria. Aria. Aria Aspen was her name. And um, uh, she came on the show, and her experience in porn was pretty much like, like I guess while the cam was rolling, she was fine. But then afterwards, it really hurt her feelings. And uh, um, I mean, there was one scene in particular where the guy was rough, and I guess there was like doggy involved, and his foot was on her head. And um, she's driving home and just like feeling really bad about the way the whole thing went down. And she said that a lot of girls do that too. And so and I don't know, just like that little knowledge of how the sausage was made, like you know, I don't know. You watching the video? It seemed like everyone was having a great time. You know, like oh yeah, she's into this. Yeah, it's it's acting. That's the actual acting part. Is that like if if she was just like like all those the eels aren't like, actors. No, the eels are not actors, and they're that's not. That's a reality show. Porn, that's the difference. Japanese porn is a fucking reality show. <laughs> they're doing shit, and and you can tell nobody wants to do it. Like <laughs> it seems like the guy porn. Even actors. the guy with the funnel was like, "You sure about this? You want... <laughs> all right then." <laughs> no, he's just some guy from the bait shop. He's like, "This is you." What are you trying to catch? You know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. We just need eel. Yeah. Syphilis. A Syphilis. Japanese crab steak? You know? Somehow that's actually a cure for crabs. They just all grab onto the eels and exit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, like I, it, my thing is, I, I think like guys who do porn tend to do again and again and again hundreds of scenes. They're happy. Most women quit after like one or two scenes. And... I don't know. It just, I don't know. It makes you hyper aware of the fact that, like, yeah, they might have had a really bad experience out of this whole thing. 
I know I know a good amount of people out here in the in in that business in the porn business, mm-hmm. and the, the, they all they all the the dude actually is has the harder job, you know what I mean? That the girls are more sought after because obviously that's what people are really looking at. But the right. man, the man in porn, there's much there's there's a much smaller group of male actors. Like you'll notice that if you watch porn, you always see the same dudes, but there's a million women mm-hmm. because it's doing that shit is not is not easy, man. You know? Yeah, they've got to keep an erection through like it's not like they just got to have sex for three hours and just keep it going. It's like they've got to stop every seven minutes and like, all right, pose like this. All right, now pose yeah. like that. Like like they're just they're doing like a photo shoot with a full erection the whole time. And if they lose it, all of a sudden, the, like like you know, it was like Hutch was saying last week. It like gets in your head. Like, can you imagine the mental games with a room full of people like putting lighting on your cock just right like. Ah, the lighting's bad on his cock now. It got a little soft. Like, like, and then that's in your head. Like, what the fuck? That's awful. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, if, but you're right. There's so few. I've got um, uh, a Naughty America subscription for my 4K and, and virtual reality porn account. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you got, you got to pay. If you want good VR porn, you got to pay. It seems and good 4K too. There's not a lot of content. But as I'm going through there, it's like, wow, the, if you really want to categorize this porn, you should just do it by the guy doing the fucking because there's only like four guys in the whole catalog who are fucking. And like, I don't want to watch that one guy fuck. He's just weird looking and he keeps grunting and stuff. And that's throwing me all off. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can hear him grunting and it's like, I don't want Yeah, too much grunting. You're meant to be so seen, like, not heard like children. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, men in porn should abide by Laura Ingalls Wilder Little House on the Prairie rules of speak when <laughs> spoken to, and even then keep it short. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. The guy, the guy in porn is like a mannequin. You know what I mean? You're just trying, and the girls like the clothes that are on the mannequin. Like you're not, you're not, you're not supposed, you're not the thing that's trying to look good and sexy. You know what I mean? Don't, mm. don't get over yourself, dude. Like work out and you're good. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but I don't want him to be like gross looking. Like, like w- w- there was, there was one of the guys on the uh, the 4K porn. I couldn't watch because he had so much razor. They shave everywhere anyway, but he had so much razor burn on like the area between his from his belly button to his crotch was all like razor burn and you probably wouldn't have been able to see it in 1080p but in 4k it just looks like he's just it looks gross and i can i know in my head because i've had like little patches of razor burn that that stings that stings right now like fun right now he's not having fun with her grinding all over that like like that hurts like he's not enjoying (laughs) this at all in in the back of his head he's like that kind of burns down there i think i think some of that pussy juice went into my like (laughs) <laughs> I think some of that pussy juice might have went into my razor burn. It stings. It stings. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever had? I, I think that's happened to everyone. You know, a little a little bit of vaginal juice goes into some razor burn. And it stings because that is acidic. Yeah, it hurts. It's completely normal. Yeah, yeah we've all scary. we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> everyone has because everybody shaves down there now, right? Yeah. 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 But not Woody's I, acting like like he doesn't know what we're talking about. But but I, I swear that's a thing. I feel like 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 vagina is acidic. It's just that it's rubby. Like it's, I think it's also the fluid. I think that it's acidic. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just like that's rubbing not- razor burn feels horrible. You ever pour like a bunch of baking soda down there and make like a vagina volcano? <laughs> Everyone of, uh, has. It's normal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like kind of like 
dip my dick in water and batter it with baking soda and then go in and it's just like a volcanic yeah, eruption. You know, something just like, honey, you know what? Put your knees by your ears again. Assume the pose. We're going to put some baking soda in here and make a science experiment. Yeah. <laughs> dip, dip in water in the sink, then like do that weird, you know, uh, fucking crab dance over to the sink. Where you just go up there and kind of throw it around and batter it like it's a... <laughs> see, that's the porno I want to see now. <laughs> I want the woman to get in like a face up, a face down, ass up position, and then then to body paint her so that she looks like a volcano, and then the guy to kind of do it like froggy style, if you know what that is, uh, with the baking soda dick, and make some sort of a volcanic eruption. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Like if that's dangerous, let's not do it. But you know, I just, it just heard seems of an, like a fun idea, a new sexual position. It wasn't new to me, uh, like in terms of a new <laughs> idea, but I know the name for it. Did you know what prison style is? Right. Can I guess? Is is that when you, well, when the other person doesn't want it at all? It, <laughs> no, no, no. Come on and tell us what what is prison style? And, and I, unless I have this wrong, it's the lady lays on her belly, right, with her legs together. The guy has his knees outside her. And he, it, it's just it's just vaginal sex, like the doggy <laughs> style, where she lays flat, but you know she's like you know in a straight line, and he's having sex with her, uh, kind of flat doggy style. That's prison style. So she's like, so she's like pushing her legs together, so you have to get through her thighs too. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. But I mean, she's not resisting. I hope in a healthy relationship. But that's like the <laughs> prison style. Like resisting. Her I mean. legs are like bars, almost. You know, like the prison bars, and you're trying to break through the bars and get to the freedom of her vagina. That's I hadn't thought of it like that. I just assumed it's how they did it, in, how they ass raped in prison. But I don't know. I don't think yeah, that's, that's how they ass would... raped in prison. I think there's a lot of, ple- you know, a lot of. A lot of being bent over something, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, I always assume that they mentally them. broke them first. I, I feel like the way to, to rape someone in prison is to make them understand that they can't, that resisting is worse. Yeah, you want a willing participant. I, I was yeah. listening to this guy um, tell stories about like having sex in prison, and it wasn't necessarily rape, it was just like how they got down in there if it was consensual. And he was talking about jelly ass. He's like, You ever give somebody the jelly ass? And they were like, <laughs> No, no. What the, what's a jelly ass? He's like, you take jelly, so a jam, strawberry, great, don't matter. Fill that <laughs> asshole up with it, and ah, eat that asshole, and it tastes just like jelly. It tastes delicious, sweet, nutritious, good for you. I love a jelly ass. Mm-hmm. So, and then they're, they're like, so do you eat the jelly ass? He goes, hell yeah, I eat the jelly ass. And or or do you like to put the jelly in your ass and have it eaten? Oh yeah, that too. Get a little white bitch to eat my jelly ass. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, this is the best segment ever. That was on Stern like a long time ago. But he's talking about jelly ass. How, how was, available is jelly in prison? Very, oh, I guess it's, maybe it's like a treat, like a special treat. I think you can get packets of jam maybe at the, at the commissary or mm-hmm. in the cafeteria. So and like it, they have that ready, ready, readily available source of ass-sweetening uh, jam. I feel know? like if you're, if you're one of the prisoners that's kind of like the – the dominant prisoners, you can just, like, during lunch, you can just take all the weaker people's jelly and save them for later. And then yes. just later, not only did they not get to eat their jelly, they can eat it later out of his asshole. Yeah, and even maybe. then, if you're the big top guy on the food chain there, you can just dictate to other people what the new fetishes are. Now you're all putting jelly in your ass. <laughs> like, what? Why? Because I won't eat it out of there. You all got to do it too. I'm not the weirdo, you know. Like, like but, you know, that's gonna be the new thing. What on the pepper dose makes really me sneeze. Right? <laughs> like, gosh, fuck you. Yeah. It sounded to me like 
that the person doing the eating <laughs> was the one who was like advocating for a jelly ass. Like the guy getting his ass eaten, he's like, I don't fucking care, get in there. But the one doing the eating, he's the one. Hang on, sir, could I just? Uh, I got a bit of jam here. Um, if you, if you will, just let me. <laughs> yep. Yeah, let me just. Let me just get it all out of there now. I don't want to waste any. I only got so much of this jam, and he's like, ring it all out, like. <laughs> I don't All imagine right. prison assholes to meet my sanitary standards. They, they got razors in there. I mean, maybe. I, although, you, I, I think it would depend on the relationship. I, I feel like maybe if you had like a consensual prison bitch and you guys basically had a relationship together, that maybe you could ask Big Mike and the boys to trim up a little down there for your benefit. You know, you'd be like, hey, I'm wasting a lot of jelly here. It's, it takes it takes a whole pack just to get the hair it's wet. It's not just trimming, though, right? There's a whole sanitary... Like, it, if I'm going to jelly-ass someone, I need full faith and confidence that your ass is in a state that is appropriate for jellying, right? Oh, I'm, ass is always ready for jelly time. That's, that's... <laughs> what if you just like, you know, you come back from basketball or something and then wants to do a little jelly ass? No. I think, I think that the place, it probably happens the most often in the shower yeah. area. Yeah, so yeah that's, where, it's convenient like that, that's where I do my jelly assing, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I were to jelly ass, it'd be in the shower. Mm. Yeah. Oh my god, I found the video. It's a minute and 30 seconds. You gotta lo you're gonna love this. All right. This we is a video of him talking about it, because I don't want to watch yeah. this happen. Yeah, yeah, he's talking about it. He doesn't give any jelly ass in, in this actual YouTube video or anything. All right. That's so, so what we do here, Wax, is we start the video, queue up at zero, and then we'll do a countdown and watch it and sing. Okay, is it going to come up on my screen? Uh, no, you, you got to click, click on YouTube. it. Oh fuck! My, I just saw something. I just saw something. Uh... It should be in the Shit. chat. Do you have the chat up? Or do you just? Uh, have uh, I'm, in, I'm down a... by the lowermost box. You're going to see a text little chat bubble. Click that, and it'll open up the chat on the right side of the oh, yeah, sky yeah, window. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's okay. A... Okay. Yeah. You at zero? All yeah. right. Three, two, one, play. First of all, right, if he's a newcomer, right, I want to suck my ass jelly. First of all, right, if he's a newcomer, right, talk to sound. I want to suck my ass jelly. Turn your volume down, Wax. With jelly, without jelly, some people use sir. I'm afraid I would reach my sermon. I'm afraid I want jelly. Wax too loud. I will, you know, come automatically. If he's sucking my ass for about 10 minutes alone, if he's sucking my ass for about 10 minutes alone, Right? It's, 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 a, it's a sensation film that makes you feel real good. Most all gays do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like God suck their ass. It's just like a pussy, right? But the only difference is it's not a pussy, right? It's clean. The person is decent. And the person knows that that's an asshole. But in mind, he, he's looking at it as a pussy because he's in prison. So, toss my salad. Let him eat me, you know, and we're straight. That's it. The most hazardous thing in prison life is being dead over drugs. They can get you killed or raped, one or the other. They can't pay. I had one opportunity with three guys, two of them owed me money, right? So I knew I couldn't get them together. So what I did, I got one one day on a Saturday. I sucked his dick in the closet. You know what I'm saying? I sucked his dick. You know, I had his pants down. He helped us. That's it. He helped us, right? This dick hard. I'm sucking on it, right? I can't write up, not cut Jesus. Man in the closet. He didn't tell, but he couldn't explain. How could he explain that a fag sucking his dick and come up and cut He couldn't explain that. He didn't know way to I forgot about that part. Son of a Jesus bitch. Jesus Christ. 
I'm so for anybody who didn't confused. who didn't follow that, he just explained that there was a guy who owed him money. So he went to that guy and offered to suck his dick in the closet, and the guy was like, "Sure." So he starts sucking the guy's dick in the closet. The guy's dick gets hard, and then he comes up off the dick and cuts the guy and leaves him in the closet because then the guy can't go to the administration and be like, "Yeah, I was in the closet getting my dick sucked by a faggot." He can't tell him that. What's he gonna do? <laughs> God, that's some real dedicated hate right there. <laughs> that is a whole new... He hated that guy so much that he sucked his dick. I, that's but wait, a troubling I, world. I feel like that is half maybe true, and half he was talking to his friends, and he's like, all right, I'm going to go over, and I'm going to tell them that we put jam in each other's assholes <laughs> and eat it out. And they're going to be like, dude, nobody's going to believe that. And he's like, just watch, just watch. I've seen that before. Did, I, I couldn't, the audio was bad because I, I was hearing it through Skype too. Did he mention the whole jelly thing or just tossing salad? I, I didn't hear he it. He called it. I he think said he with, jelly, with jelly or something else. Chris mm. Rock mentions that in one of it, that video, one of, one of his stand-up things. Dude, that's awful. I wonder yeah, if it's true, or or if, they like so they should show that. Yeah, video. that's from a documentary called like Life in Prison or something but, like that. But there's, like, there's several segments. He could have totally just been like ribbing his dude. Wait, do you see what I tell him about prison? You know, they're not gonna watch it. No, they don't have fucking TV. No, He's but in like real prison. But like, dude, I, I bet they, no, I bet they can watch it. I bet that's how they incentivize so many people to give interviews. Is they're like, hey, you know your life and how you ruined it, and it's they not give useless. Give them a lifetime a supply of great jelly. <laughs> Maybe. I, uh... Maybe that's really I. I've been watching Oz, and oh. this is almost a seamless transition to Oz. Uh, have you seen it, Wax? I have not. So uh... it's basically an HBO show from the late '90s, early 2000s. I, I know it. I, I've heard of it for sure. But okay, it's it's really like you know when you go back and you watch a show from like 1996, and even though it's not super long ago, you still know it's going to be held to a different standard of what they're saying and doing, and the level of ex- like how extreme it gets. Violence. This is a, a ridiculous. Like, they could not make this show now, probably, because of a lot of the shit that happens in it. Like, it's it, it's horrifying. If that's what prison's actually like, and J.K. Simmons comes around and rapes you every other day, like, oh, my Dude, God. Dude, no that, one's your friend. Like, in Oz, that, to me, was the big takeaway. Like, oh, you know, is it, do you think this guy's nice to you? He's not your friend. This guy, that guy, you have no friends. And if Guards, you do, nobody. Your your friends will drop you anytime they spot an opportunity. You know. Yeah, it, like it, uh, the attorney who gets put in there, who's like totally out of whack, and I guess killed someone, and gets taken by J.K. Simmons. I'm not worried about spoiling it because from 20 years ago gets taken by J.K. Simmons and, like, basically raped. It's not like a, get it here, I'm going to rape you. It's like J.K. Simmons slowly, like, makes it clear, like, yeah, you're my bitch. Like, yeah, you come over here, you do this, do my laundry, you do that, put on this makeup, put on this dress, sing in the talent show, like, just chips away at the guy's self-esteem and well-being until he's just clay in his hands. Chipping away is the perfect description, right? Because the first things he made him do, you're like, all right, you know, like if I was in that situation, I'd do the guy's laundry too, right? You know, you need protection. He, the guy was in a horrible spot. The whole prison identified him as weak. So you do some laundry. And then it's, I, I think he had him like wear something, right? Is that right? It's been a long time since I've seen yeah. it. And you're like, uh It really started like, to trend downward when he laid the guy down and tattooed a swastika right next to his asshole so that everyone would know this is uh, the white yeah. clan's property or i guess you could just say the clan the clan's property yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it 
Yeah, with the with the tattoo and and there's some lipstick and I think there was some dressing up or something. I don't recall. It's been a while. Yeah. And then oh, and then I mean at that point, who cares, right? He made him dress up like a woman and sing in front of everyone at the talent show for all the prisoners and they're all hooting and hollering at the dude and he's just up there completely defeated like what, what song? I hope I can sing forever because otherwise I'm just going to get raped right after this. I don't Do remember you remember what song. song it was? No, I don't remember. I hope it was What's New Pussycat. Let's just go with it. What's New Pussycat? That's awful. Yeah, I remember like starting to watch that show and being like, I don't like this. This makes me feel bad. And I feel bad for them, all the main characters. And even... Oh. I couldn't relate with any of them, and if and if you do relate with them, it starts making you feel scared that like somebody's gonna come fucking rape you. So, uh, I, but I was looking for a new show at the time, and that's when I first started watching Game of Thrones. Uh, I was like, "What's this Game of Thrones thing?" And then just got totally sucked into that for years now. That ended up working out, but I recommend Oz highly if you can stomach it because it is really upsetting. The you know what else about that happens? It kind of jump in. The, the thing that happens yeah. in Oz, I often put myself in that situation, prison in particular, like. How would I survive in this environment? How would I get by? And I don't see myself having any superpowers that this attorney didn't have. He was educated. He was clever. He was smarter than the other people. But, you know, he wasn't able to... Who is it? Tywin Lannister? Who's the, the Tyrion? The little guy? Tyrion. You know how he manages to like, get out of all this trouble. Like, oh, you don't want to kill a midget. You'll need me alive. And the, no, he doesn't Tyrion Lannister his way out of any situations by his you know law degree. No, he's just fucked. Quite literally. Yeah, that's what I was... Like, it makes you think when you're yeah. watching it. Like, because you have like this misapprehension. I think everyone, or every man at least does, about going to prison and where you'd be. And you watch that and you're like, man, if you're not on point from the the start, from step one, like if you go in and you wait until step three to be like, oh, now I'm Mr. Tough Prison Guy, like that you're, you already lost. You already revealed your hand. And so I don't know what I – if I couldn't make a really friendly Nazi laugh a lot, I'd be fucked. <laughs> like there's no way. Like I would go in you're there like immediately – and be like, like, hey, guys, I'm so glad I'm here. I've been meaning to meet up with you. I missed a couple of meetings back home, and I'm so <laughs> sorry I meant to join. I'm so happy to be here. Just tap me up. You know, you're like, uh, you're uh, like so two Jews, a Mexican, and a black walk into a bar. What is <laughs> the They're yeah, all like, I shoot all of them, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> 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 but really, that, that would be my only Hang on hope. to that one. Hang on to that one. That, that may be your ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I asked my you wife to... for coffee. Oh, I'm sorry, Kyle. She gave me this I was going to talk about thing. the pilot shows. Oh, my God. Well, that's the coffee alternative? Uh, well, no, there's a coffee, too. Oh. It just came with an ice cream sundae for some reason. Jesus. Wow. Well, like, Kyle, what were you saying about the show? The Shield. So The oh, Shield was on FX, and uh, it's it's really worth the watch because it's a it's it's a it's a pre, it's a it's a group of, like, dirty cops who were trying to get money for themselves working a drug unit in Los Angeles. And uh, I think it's L.A. And there's one part where the main guy, Michael Chiklis, like, gets this drug-dealing uh, child raper, and he's trying to run him out of town. <clears throat> and the guy's like, just he's just like, no, no, I'm not afraid of you. You can't hurt me. And he's beating the guy senseless, and the guy's just laughing at him. You know, he's doing that. He's just spitting blood out like teeth are falling out and he's like i don't care i don't care so he turns the stove on the oven and, and you know it's one of those electric eyes on the top that's just a yeah. you know a circle they you know a concentric circle smaller and smaller and he gets to get one arm one of the guy's arms behind his back and like an arm lock and gets the guy's head and just puts the whole side of his face on it 
And I don't mean for like three seconds. I mean for like 12 seconds. And the whole time it's sizzling and the guy is screaming and and Chick- and his buddies are going, let him go, let him go. And he's just like, you gonna leave? You gonna leave? And he's just like, no. And it's just pssst. And when it's over, for the rest of the series, this guy has an enormous burn scar on his fucking face. He fucks him up. And it's that's just one of the torture scenes in that show. And that was on FX. That's not even HBO. I want to see that. It, right. it, my story can't hang with that. <laughs> but there was a time when I w- the SWAT team was coming to my house all the time. And it wasn't really the SWAT team after the first two times. It was just like regular uniformed cops saying, like, are you really killing your wife and kids? And I'm like, no. And um, one of the cops got, like, annoyed by it. And he, you know, he said it kind of under his breath. And I was like, I'm sorry, guys. You know, it really sucks that this, you know, but, like, I wish I could make it stop. And uh, he's like, well, you could just leave town. And I'm like, wait, what? What year is it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, this policeman, like, what, like... Made me feel like I needed to leave town so he was no longer inconvenienced by my fans. If fans, you know. And, uh, like, I, I didn't Protecting like... Protecting you is too much of a job for him, it seems. I, 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 I mentioned it to my wife, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, so the next time the SWAT team came... Or the SWAT team, right? The next time the police were called to my house. It might have been a day or two days at the most later. Like, it wasn't a long gap. And, uh... I mentioned it to him. I'm like, you know that other guy that was here two days ago? He told me to leave town. I'm like, isn't that a little fucked up? You know, I was angry and, and not feeling victimized by it. And uh, whoever his boss was, I don't know, sergeant, captain, I'm not really on top of my ranks or anything, but they came around and apologized on his behalf. They were like, we are so sorry. You know, like, this is not how we how we get down in Apex. Like. Rest assured, he's on six months of paid leave. And- <laughs> <laughs> right? He's in Acapulco right now. He won't bother you at all. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's the, it's like my little, like, a cop told me, like, it'd be nice if I left town type story. I don't know. It's still a little fucked up to me. Yeah. Yeah. It almost, I bet that would make me want to be an even more difficult case and be like, you know what? Send them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they call me in advance. This is what, like, it got to that point where they call me in advance. Are you killing your wife? Maybe. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Get dressed up, boys. Yeah, I would never throw a maybe and just assume that I'd got buddy-buddy with the police. <laughs> maybe. Are you going to come and find out? Please, Mr. Woodworth. Please. Like, <laughs> don't say that to us. Now we have to come out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my point, like right? You killed your kids. It's, it's a, a weird, deranged thing, and you're sitting there smiling on the phone with me covered in blood with an axe in your hand. I'm use tomorrow for ignoring it. So thanks a lot for the tr- fucking trip. There was a comedian. I, it might have been Sarah Silverman. I don't remember for sure. But she was like, if I'm ever rich, if I'm a billionaire... I'm going to use my money to fuck with police, right? You pull through a stop sign, the rain's coming down, the cop comes up to your window and says, do you know why I pulled you over? And she's like, yeah, do you know why I ran that stop sign? (laughs) To to fuck with the police is the punchline. Anyway. Ha-ho, Sarah Silverman. So, you were, what the hell is a a misogynist? Maybe you're a misogynist. Oh, yeah. You evil, terrible person for not thinking female comics are good. Not female comics, just her. Sarah Silverman. Just yeah, Sarah Silverman. Just, just, just her. I mean, yeah. you know, I think she's funny ones. enough. I don't know. I, I think female, do, most like women comics do better in acting roles than they do in just straight up stand up. 
I, I feel like like Tina's... <laughs> female comedians are funnier when they say things written by men. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Fey, um, Amy Poehler, I love them. If they're in something, I'm interested. Uh, but if you know who they a female do... comedian is that is excellent that you should watch mm-hmm. is Joan Rivers. She's oh. dead now. But go watch a couple Joan Rivers stand-up specials. She is fucking hysterical. H- hilariously funny. She never falls on, like, little crutch. I'm a woman. Give me a couple pity laughs here while I bridge these two actually good bits together. She never does that. It's all good, quick, insult. Con- She's great. She's fu- She's got, great. She had these note cards. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of these note cards with little jokes and little quips on them and little one-liners, just but a bump bump kind of jokes. Just tens and tens of thousands of them catalog that she just wrote over the years. And she was really smart, really quick, and uh, she even like right before she died, she died of uh, having this uh, cosmetic throat surgery, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, um, even right before that, she was going on the Stern show. And like she, her comedy hadn't gotten old at all. It was still cutting edge. It was still it was about the Kardashians or about modern things that were happening yeah, she right stayed now. Current. She stayed current. Yeah, yeah. She was so a little was, mean though. I felt like in her. Oh, that's why I liked her. Yeah, yeah. She's very one of these, biting. The founders of the insult comedy shit. I saw that that same thing. Whatever you saw with the note cards, I saw that same thing. I was impressed by that too. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Her and she's. I mean, she's from like the Don Rickles era. Like she founded fucking just insulting the shit out of like roasting. You know. Yeah. I guess that. I guess there was. Uh, she didn't found it, but you know, she's early in the game. Yeah, she was a mean old bitch. She's, she's another doing it for guy a long time. Up is Don Rickles? Because if you're my age, or really anyone under the age of seventy, you probably just know him as an old guy who seemed mostly friendly and shit in the '90s and 2000s. If you listen to that guy's stand up, like there's, there's. Footage of him in, like, the 60s ripping on, like, early 60s politicians because he was still that famous in the early 60s. And he still looks like an old codger in the early 60s, which is remarkable. But (laughs) he's fucking, like, it makes, like, we'll go now and be like, oh, did you hear, like, Jon Stewart at the, uh, like, political news meetup, whatever that is that it's called? And people think he's biting or that he's clever or something. No, go watch, like, Don Rickles. He's saying legitimately mean, horrible things. Two people sitting right there, and they have to sit there and smile and take it. Not like, oh, Obama, you know, oh, first black president, but his mom's white, so is he really? But just like stupid shit. Like it's him, like, oh yeah, you like Don Rickles being like, you had a pretty severe alcohol problem up until ah, I just saw you down another one, huh? How's that go? Like just really like poignant, like oh fuck, that's legitimately mean stuff, and it's <laughs> yeah. refreshing to see. I liked it. Yeah, Don Rickles is awesome. He was on. You, you've seen Jerry Seinfeld's comedians and cars getting coffee thing. Like he's yeah. still alive. It was actually, it was actually, not to bring it down, but it was actually really sad because everybody that he came up with, his whole crew of people that he used to do show business with, every single one of them is dead. And he has like all these pictures, and like he's like the only guy left from his era of Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. and Frank Sinatra and all them, you know. So it's kind of, it's kind of sad, but it was cool to see. Like he, he still does shows in Vegas like almost every night. You know what I mean? Those his racial, like... his racial shit's a little dated. You know what I mean? Like he says some Asian, some Asian shit that you're like, really, dude? You know? Yeah, because he was like getting his start, or I guess getting big during what Vietnam or Korea even? All of them, World War Two, Vietnam. Vietnam, all of them. Yeah, World War Two. He's talking about the Japs still. You know? Won't won't watch TV on a Samsung. Really bitter. But if we were to get in war with China, what would they call them? Charlie's? Um... No, Charlie's is Vietnamese, right? Okay. 
Um, yeah. I don't think I don't think that they, they they'd have to think of something that's dehumanizing that's not officially racist. Like like now I guess now it's it's terrorists. You know what I mean? Because terrorists isn't a really a racial thing. But if you call, you know, back in those days it was okay to just make a racial slur. Nowadays, you you couldn't you couldn't say an Asian racial slur. You'd have to call them like uh, communists. Yeah, did you say that communists? I said Charlie. Yeah, yeah. commies. They might call them commies. I could I could see that. I don't know. I I I remember in um before we were doing all this Middle East stuff, we were in like Somalia and stuff, and they called them skinnies. That was the name. Yeah, they called the skinnies. That is very insensitive. (laughs) (laughs) that is so insensitive to call someone who's starving a skinny i mean i don't know what this i don't i didn't i don't know what we're talking about what the somalians did i'm sure it wasn't great but that's pretty shitty they did drugs and they shot at each other with a term and dehumanize them very difficult target <laughs> right, it's a tactic, right? Because the chubbies are getting shot everywhere. Easy to shoot Americans. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, not so skinnies. Yeah, yeah. You don't need much. You don't need much spread to hit a bunch of Americans. <laughs> they call us like the beets or something for diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Put the die in die. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I don't know. If we started with China. Probably just commies. But even, I don't know, Twitter would have an uprising about anything that you called any of our enemies other than, like, um, you know, somewhat justified uh, fighters from a different region who are totally within their cultural right to do what they're doing. Nah. I feel like you're thinking of Tumblr. (laughs) You know? Twitter Twitter or Tumblr. See, this is... They're both... I don't know. Twitter has another... Twitter has a vast schism. Twitter's everybody. you can go to any trending topic and people... I don't know. No, no, very few moderate people on Twitter. Uh, that, that seems well, true. The moderate people on Twitter, their their tweets are moderate, so nobody pays attention. You know what I mean? That could like be if, it. You, if you tweeted if you tweeted like, you know, I kind of think like uh, Republicans, and Democrats, they're like they're, they're both okay. You know, they're not, <laughs> you're not going to get a lot of retweets. You know? <laughs> See that go wild and trending. It is whatever. Yeah, to get traction, you have to, like, cash in on a trending topic, and a moderate isn't going to cash in on, like, uh, you know, behead Trump or Hillary for Gitmo or something. They're going to be like, oh, that's stupid. That's stupid. You know, like, (laughs) that doesn't make a lot of sense. Trump is running a terrible campaign right now. He is absolutely embarrassing himself. It's a complete idiot. he's, He's trying to argue now, most recently, that... Obama and Hillary literally founded ISIS. He keeps saying that. And he was on this, like, real friendly territory, like, conservative radio show. And the guy goes, you don't mean they literally founded ISIS. What you're saying is they created a chasm by pulling out of Iraq and ISIS emerged from the ashes. No. They literally founded it. They are MVPs. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I listened to that same interview. Hugh Hewitt and Donald Trump. That was his name, the guy who interviewed him. Basically, he gave Donald Trump the correct answer on a silver platter, and Trump knocked the platter out of his hands and, like, just got mad at him for it. So basically when Trump said, you know, Obama and Hillary founded ISIS, what you should take from that is the same thing as, like, like Bush lied, people died stuff, where it's like you don't actually think that they, they were involved intimately with this, but with pulling out of Iraq and then not doing anything about Syria, he allowed that vacuum to open up and for shit to happen with ISIS. You know, it went from being a, quote, JV team to being a real-world power of, of terror. 
And that's clearly what he should have said. And this other guy said to him, so that's what you meant, right? That by pulling out of Iraq and not sufficiently handling, handling Syria, that Obama allowed them in collusion with Hillary to become a larger playing force in the Middle East? No. No, what I mean is that the, he literally started ISIS. He literally started ISIS. I don't care what you say. I don't care who, who you're speaking to. They, they started ISIS. And I'm not backing down from that. And it's like, Dude, oh, he's geez, an idiot. He's an idiot. Dude, the, I got two things, right? One, that it's like he's circled back to his birther days where he's a punchline, right? He's not a presidential candidate. He's a fucking punchline at this point, Donald Trump. And then uh, the second thing, oh, oh, he unveiled his economic policy. And I loved the media reaction to it because they all praised him for not being a complete jackass. They're like, hey, there were 14 protesters that interrupted it. He didn't threaten any of them with violence. He didn't steal their winter coats. He just, you know, he behaved. That's not praising. That's backhands complimenting, no. trying to remind people of shit he's done. They were just saying, saying. No, they did not. Well, I'm not saying they didn't steal winter coats. That, that's not an accurate quote. But they were like, hey, you know, what's really notable is that how well he behaved himself. He, you know, he didn't take the bait from all these protesters. He didn't, uh, you know, come off topic. He talked about his economic policy and he delivered a really, like, you know, presidential speech and he did a great job. But all I'm hearing in this is like, Trump, we're so proud of you. You didn't go peepees on the carpet. Like, you know, congratulations for not throwing feces in the crowd. You fucking monkey. Like, it, one speech, he doesn't go off the rails, and that's newsworthy. And it, Trump is a buffoon at this point. He's a buffoon. And, and I, I saw him interviewed by, like, Cuomo or something, some guy. And... Uh, he was saying, like, all the media is talking about are, are these things. Why aren't they talking about this or that? And he's like, well, maybe we would be if you didn't keep doing this. You know, if, if Trump didn't, like, give new red meat worth of dumb fuckery every day, then the media might be able to talk about Hillary. <clears throat> he's also under a much tighter lens from everyone than Hillary. There are so many examples of... People trying to bring up shit about Hillary in interviews on CNN, on MSNBC, on pretty much any mainstream media and being shut down, being, you know, oh, we're not going to talk about that. The, the, the fucking FBI already said the emails are fine. They're fine. He didn't say that if she were anyone but Ms. Clinton that they would have been prosecuted under the full extent of the law because it's against the rules. Like, it's just weird to see in real time people retroactively looking back at this huge fucking problem that is the email shit and Benghazi and whatnot, and now just going, oh, it's all just trumped-up nonsense. Like, uh, it's just, it's all bullshit. Like, well, the Benghazi thing is a fair amount of bullshit, right? You, you get Republican she did guys. The, didn't she, she lie to the, the She the lied to the mother of, of the, 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 the way, I mean, we talked about the con and the mm -hmm. uh, Benghazi mom and the way that was handled differently by the media. You know, Trump says By the media? About, Stop being a crybaby about Like, all these Republicans I are see... Are you shit? No, no, hold on, no. hold on, hold on. Like, hold on. The media, everyone from every side criticized Trump for the way he handled that, as they should be. This isn't a, a round... This is not mm -hmm. a defense of Trump. He's a buffoon. Hillary did something worse. She lied to the mother of a victim and... No one talks about it. No one talks about it. Just like they don't talk about Omar fucking Mateen behind her in the... Uh, well, I guess people are talking about that. They're just trying to pretend like it's not a big deal. The the father of the yeah, Orlando uh, shooter The context there, which I see it is... Like, Trump is up there saying, can you believe Omar Fatin was sitting behind her? You know, the people behind us, how many of you guys know me? They're all raising their hand and stuff. Meanwhile, this guy's got like a, a disgraced 
Congressman Foley who sent like sex sexual pictures of himself to underage staffers, and that's why he had to resign. You, you've heard this story, and and that guy's like, I know you, Trump, pedophile, and. Like, oh, come on. We all know a pedophile. We've <laughs> all got an old uncle that got a little touchy back in the 80s with somebody or a, a, a cousin who, you know, whose girlfriend was a little too young for whatever state he was in. Everybody's got a pedophile in the family. I'm just or... saying if someone committed a hate crime like fucking Dylan Roof's dad, that asshole who shot a bunch of black people in a church, if that guy's fucking dad was behind Trump at a rally... Mm-hmm. It would be a, it would be top news. It would be trending on Twitter for days. It would be all people would talk about. This really? guy because there's a son, pedophile oh, behind him at a rally right now, and I don't, I don't see it. Something something directly tied to well, a hang, huge like, media story. Like he's not a pedophile Dylan though. What so what, like, did, what did what did what exactly did he do? You, he I feel like you throw sexual, that pedophile tag around a lot. He sent sexual texts. To sixteen-year-old boys is that, that a, work just, for him. Just, yeah, well, that's not, not a, a good thing. But if we're just going by <laughs> levels of badness, is it worse to have someone behind you who sends dirty texts to sixteen-year-olds, or someone behind you who is the father of a, of someone who murdered almost fifty people—a hate crime, fifty gay individuals in Orlando for the sake of them being gay? I'd say it's a hugely different thing. It's it, wildly I'd be different. with you so if it was the guy, but it was the father of the guy. Did either of them it invite is, either one? I mean, it's not really Hillary or Trump's fault that those people were back there. It's probably <laughs> some dumbass who was in, it, like, the security guard let I'm him in because they gave him 20 bucks or something. Like, it's probably... Those, those people are placed back there, and they go to the crowds, and they select people because they want everyone represented. You know, they don't just go out there and go, hey, 60 white people up on the stage. Like, they go, all right, you... You you up on the stage, go up here, you go up on the stage, they pull people, or and of course in like the front row they have people who are closely connected with them. So either they selected this guy thinking that it was, you know, oh this is a Muslim guy, let's like uh, make our, our fucking banner a little more colorful behind us, or they actively invited someone who they knew was the father of a terrorist who murdered forty nine people for being gay. Either well, the way, more, the more likely the more likely story is the story that you first said, where it's some security guard going or some you know, what what do they call it? Like a an ex, a diversity ex, a security guard, guard that's trying to make the background look diverse, like you know the Trump when they go find the one black guy and they make him. <laughs> make him and I, yeah. But 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 I'm saying like that on either side, whether it's the pedophile or the father of the terrorist, like I, I think it's unfair to blame Hillary or Donald Trump for those things. You know what I mean? To to me, the whole thing's a non a non story. I think you're right. Okay. Again, I, like, I, I don't, you know, I, I think that at the DNC they had a lot of people come up that that people were scratching their heads about why this person or that person were there. You know, they they're making this statement about you. You didn't catch this. Same with same with the RNC. Yeah, they're they're well. I, okay, well, I, I just, the thing that I, I didn't like the DNC was that, yeah, okay. So the thing that the DNC did is they bring out all these parents of mothers um, of the movement. Okay, yeah, all these parents of kids who have been shot by police, basically. And one of them they bring out is the the oh. what's his name the Michael Brown or Freddie Gray whichever the one who was like who just robbed a place and yeah. then was standing walking Brown. down the Michael yeah, Brown Michael, yep, his yep. mom's there like mixed in with that mix and so you got to be like well that guy was actually a criminal like like we we got to the bottom of this determined that that guy was a criminal who just had committed yep. a crime who was in the com- in commission of another crime. Who was suspected of some other crimes, and when he started talking to police, like he charged him and attacked him, like got five eyewitnesses, four of them are black, like black judge, black prosecutors and shit. Like that's a bad guy that the police had to kill. Like you might as well wheel out the 
the mother or the father of that guy they had to blow up in Dallas a couple weeks ago. Let's get him out there. He was a there's a black man who was killed by police too. Like like if that's the only thing that it takes to get up there, let's get his mom up there. I agree. It, with it you didn't on make that any one. sense. The Ferguson and guy to, was to bad. Come and back and be. agree with Wax a bit. Like at <clears throat> It really isn't a huge deal because I really do think what happened is that one of her people went into the crowd and said, ah, a brown person, put them up there. You know, right. who cares who they are? It's all about what they are because that's what we capitalize on. I, I think and it's we don't know who he is. All we know about him is mean, he's brown. Gotta, we don't know who he is and we don't need to know. Five, we only care that he's not white. They're doing five of these things every day. You know what I mean? Every every day they're, they're, they're speaking in. You know, they're, they're taking a jet from Iowa to Illinois to Connecticut and doing these rallies every day. So they're, they're, it's just like you said, they're, they're, not, they're not doing background checks on everybody sitting back there. Yeah, it's, not, it's a, mostly a non-story, but I was just trying to draw the point that if Trump had done the, this exact same thing, even the same person, if Trump had done that, it would be breaking, it would be huge. It would be gigantic. It would be capitalized on everywhere. And for some reason, like, it, it just doesn't go the other way. I don't think Hillary. so. I don't think so. Like, like I, I, I look at the news on the left is at least based in like what's happening. You know, if you look at MSNBC, they'll be like, Trump said this about the Second Amendment. And I think that that's bad. You know, I think he went too far with that. The suggestion is shoot the guy taking your gun, shoot Hillary, you know, take down the tyrannical government. Like one of those. I don't know what he says when he, what he means when he says Second Amendment people could do something about this, right? And he's not talking about voting. If you're a Second Amendment guy, you know that he's not talking about voting. Like, that's a, sometimes I don't get these codes. That's a code I'm locked in on. He's not talking about voting. Yeah, um, agreed. But on the right, they will literally invent shit out of nowhere. You know, like Obama will shake hands with China's leader or something, and they'll be like, "Can you believe, you know, how he was subservient to him and all well, this?" Well, like, I mean, you know, look, they, they won't do that. But when he goes and like bows to a bunch of Saudi sheiks, they'll do it because he does. He goes, he bows, and it looks bad. And then he gives that speech in Japan that seems a bit apologetic. They'll point out things like that, I, and yeah, and of course. They'll be like, and Obama okay. takes his 178th golf outing of his career Here's, an, this here's week. a better example. <laughs> when Obama first took office, he sat in the Oval Office without wearing his suit jacket, right? Oh, my God. Suddenly, he's disgracing the job because he's not wearing his jacket in the Oval Office. Meanwhile, dozens of pictures of Bush, right? It, it, people don't wear their suit jackets all day long when they're at work, right? That, that's not a thing that's expected. But when Obama did did it, suddenly, like, oh, my God, he's turned the White House into a ghetto. I don't remember that one. Oh. I don't either. And I really don't. Or, go like, ahead, I was going to say, this, this, this thing we're talking about goes so many different ways. Like, first, first of all, the reason that Trump get, makes some headlines that Hillary doesn't is because Hillary's boring and Trump is fun to watch. Second of all, uh, as far as, like, the way we depict certain people, I'd like to, I'd like to imagine what would happen if when Obama was running... He went up there with his five kids. Shit, a fucking plane's going over me. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> Getting bombed over there. It's five kids from three different wives that were all models. I'd like to see what they would have said about Obama if that would have happened. They ne yeah. they, they've never used the phrase baby daddy or baby mama once when talking about Trump. They've never said that. And I guarantee you, if Obama had the same family circumstances as Donald Trump, that fucking Fox News would say baby daddy and baby mama all the fucking time. That's I think you're true. Right. That, I totally agree with I you. I'm like, not saying that it's a the right is ju justice and the left is evil. Yeah. Like it's way more nuanced than that. I just think that 
the, the whole media is shitty, and they're all going to drum up stories because they all want eyes, they want views. That's where they make their money from advertisers, and so they're going to pander to whoever they think is best. Fox News is going to pander to the right. MSNBC, CNN going to pander a little more to the left. MSNBC, in the case of way more to the left, it, it's just the way it is. But it it's not ignorable that the media gives way more preference to Hillary every step of the way. Every step of the way. Like, I think she's just boring, man. She is Hillary? boring. Hillary's the a more- like, how could you stand out with a sign like, go Hillary, You're, I'm excited about Like, she's right? so fucking boring. That's why nobody cares, because nobody cares. Like, people are going to vote for her because she's not Donald Trump. You know what I mean? I, That's yeah, what I, both I, camps seem to be doing. They're yeah. voting one way because they're, that person isn't the other person. Everybody yeah. seems to hate both uh, of them. See, I, I disagree a little. I think There's they're voting more hate for, for Hillary than there is love for I, Trump. And, I think and they're voting for and against Trump. Hillary is just, you could replace her with Donald Duck. They're voting for or against Trump. In oh, my I exposure. disagree with that. I, it, yeah, like, I like, 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 there are a lot of people who have such a hate for her, like a, a very strong hate. And it okay, goes back to okay. the 90s. Like, this isn't a new thing. There, there are 60-year-old men who hate Hillary who have been hating Hillary since they were 40-year-old men because of her policies and the things she said mm-hmm. publicly. You know, like, like she is hated um, through a big slice of America. Of America. Um, it, and it's not just a Second Amendment thing, but that is a big part of it. She's been so staunchly anti-gun. Yep. And in a way that that really strikes a lot of people as anti-constitutional, like she really seems she's the things she says are outrageous, particularly holding the manufacturers responsible for something that a maniac does with their gun. Y- you can say that, hey, we don't want assault rifles being sold like flapjacks. And yeah, you you do a poll and 60 or 70 percent will say, yeah, I don't want assault rifles being sold like flapjacks either. But they're not being sold like flapjacks. It's not easier to get a book. Than it are to get a Glock than it is a book, like Obama said uh, about a month and a half ago. That's all bullshit. So it, it's easy to agree with the the assault weapon stuff, but when she starts talking about the manufacturers being held legally responsible, that's absurd. That that's like, uh, you know, I, li- I like to draw the, the 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 comparison with with motor vehicles. You know, you don't hold Ford responsible when that maniac in France ran all those people down uh, a few weeks back. Like no one, even for an instant started talking about how to how to regulate U-Haul rentals or how to to make those trucks have less horsepower or or, mm-hmm. or lo- smaller tires or to make them have lower grills so they can be stopped easier none of that bullshit we didn't hear any Adding of that on the front. yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe on the front we could have a big scoop with a mattress in it <laughs> like like none of that no there were no there were no like truck safeties being invented and then there's nobody talking about holding anybody responsible other than the guy who's dead yeah. On PKN, did we watch the like terrorist dead. fist jab video? Yeah, do you remember when Obama fist bumped with his wife? Yeah. Oh, okay, so what happened was at the we could watch the video too at the DNC conference, right? It's two thousand eight. He and his wife do this like fist bump thing. All right, cool. Fox News reports on it, and they're like, "What is this? Some people are calling it a fist bump. Some people call it a pound. Some people call it a terrorist fist jab." Right. What, here's our body language expert to talk about Obama's terrorist fish jab with Michelle. And it's like that is horseshit. And you can say like, oh, the left and the right, they, they both say their own things. No, man. No, it's exclusively Fox News who completely invents stories out of bullshit. Like when you well, call you, there, Obama a so terrorist out of a fist bump. Right. That's, you know, the, the left at least is saying like, ah, you know, 
I don't like what this guy's doing here. This war is being run competently. This policy is, is skewed towards this party that helps. The right will completely invent shit. And, and there's a huge difference to me. There's, there's a, and everyone likes to say, eh, you know, it's all even. There's two sides to every story. No, sometimes there, there's a right and a wrong. There's two sides to every story, there's though. Often two, because every story, Fox right? Sometimes you have a truth out. and a liar. Like, sometimes. I'm not talking about this media anymore. But sometimes you've got a guy telling the truth and you've got a guy telling a lie. And, you know, it, say, all oh, there's two sides to every story. Not, sometimes the liar's lying. And yeah. you know, anyway. and sometimes there are two liars lying. Yeah, for, for and that's sure. what I think it is because both sides invent shit out of thin air. They Fuck. do. It's just easier to target Fox for it. I'll have to fucking look around, yeah. find good stuff. Uh, just like I would have had to look around and find good stuff on Fox News if I was trying to condemn them as well, because I'm not a Fox News fan. Like I'll watch like a clip online if it's someone that's interesting, but I'll do the same for fucking CNN. Mm -hmm. It's just. And I do think that CNN does fall in the middle, not like moderate. I do think they skew left, but that is because I skew right, so that could be my perception problem. But I certainly think it's acceptable to say that Fox News is way to the right and MSNBC is way to the left. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's how a lot of people think about and it. And I agree with you. I think that CNN is definitely left of center. I, I don't feel that that CNN is 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 in the center at all. I, I, I at all. I feel like they're definitely left of center. Fox News definitely right, and MSNBC is so far left that they're almost some yeah, sort of a little left of Stalin. Well, yeah, yeah, I feel. Hello, comrades, and welcome <laughs> to MSNBC. <laughs> Week production was up eight percent in the Western Fold. <laughs> Their employees in the cafeteria waiting a bread line. <laughs> Everybody at MSNBC makes the same amount of money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's um, great. Yeah, Fox yeah. Fox News is the most silly. Conrad Sanders, tell us more Fox about your plans. Fox News Fox is the most Fox silly. Fox News is just like like they're so so blatant and silly. Like, and I, my favorite thing about Fox News is how they they change the game with like a woman has to be like really hot. Like now, if you watch CNN, like they're the, the chicks always on the end and their legs are out. And like me and my me and my roommate, like we fall for that shit. We're like, damn. Like let's watch CNN some more. Like <laughs> Fox no. That. Fox News changed the game in many. Many mm -hmm. ways, and you know, some could argue bad ways. You know what I mean? But Fox News is amazing. So, so <laughs> Stearns pointed this out before. He like like he only watches Fox News, and he, and he'll be talking about the newest hot chick that's on there, and they'll look into it. They're like <laughs> like should she go to communication school? Is she a journalist? Is, was she an editor for for some local newspaper? What did she do? What she? Oh, she was a kickboxing and Pilates instructor. Well, that. <laughs> That explains that body. All right, <laughs> let's hear about the Middle East. Come on. Let's see what you guys, got. Any, any of you guys in California, by any chance? No. no. Well, in, in, I've lived in Southern California for like a decade now, and in San, both in San Diego and Los Angeles. And what you're talking about is true for the meteorologists here on local news. Oh, yeah. If you watch, if you watch oh, the weather. Yeah. Because the weather's fucking nice every day. There's nothing to report. Where I'm from in, on the East Coast, like... The meteorologist is—he went to school for that shit. Like you, you trust him. Like he's gonna tell you if it's gonna rain or not. Here, it's like the same thing. It's like kickboxing instructor. Now you're the weather girl because you got. Have you seen? I, I she's definitely Spanish. Here we go, Mexican weather woman. The yeah. Mexican weather woman, and she's like facing you, and she's very pretty, and she's wearing a really tight dress, and she's got a great figure. And then she turns sideways to like point at the fucking weather, and it's oh. like boom, yeah. Yeah. boom. 
boom! Like yeah. she's got a huge, perfect butt. She like, is like, a perfect specimen, right? You guys yeah. have heard me use this thing before. If aliens came to Earth and they wanted to just come down and pick up a perfect specimen, they might leave with that Mexican weather. Very board. symmetrical. Like, like, like her, uh, her, her, like uh, her measurements would be would be perfect. I, I don't know what they are, but what that's a she's good look. Somehow involved in phase. Are you familiar with this? Phase what? I don't know how far it goes. I watched this. Uh, so the FaZe clan, they were the sniper clan, the Call of Duty guys, whatever. One of them, it might be FaZe Rain, but don't like lock in that because I could be wrong on which one it is. But um, he like tweeted her and they like went out on a date or something. And then I watched a video recently saying that they were together for a while, but it was a YouTube video. So, you know, <laughs> it's right there on the Internet. It must be true. But yeah, she somehow corresponded and at least met up with the FaZe guy. Uh, for at least one date. I don't know uh, how serious they got, but I how think much? that's uh, how much. <laughs> I, I think that I, my my in the, in my head the way it plays out is he tweeted her. She saw how many I, followers I, I, he I, had. I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I it, it, she saw how many followers he had and thought, oh, this would probably be you know like mutually beneficial. And yep. and they got together and uh, you know had dinner or something like that. So I don't know. Watch my show where I tell them it's going to be seventy-two and sunny until September. Like, <laughs> yeah. Her name is Yannette Garcia, Y A N E T Garcia, and she is a she's the finest girl of all time. We're all a very big fan of and her and her we her weather. Oh, I bet I she knows out of that weather. Dude, finest girl of all time was in the Rosanna video we watched before the show. Uh, this girl's this girl's finer, dude. No offense if that girl ever hears this. <laughs> in my yeah. head, that's your girlfriend, so don't pop that bubble for me. All right. Never, never made it to that level. She never did that. Um, <laughs> no. That's that's like a that's a common thing with when you watch rap videos or or I used to I guess in the '80s with hair metal it ended up being true a lot. Like the video chick would end up being the girlfriend of the guy that in the band. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know that. And I know that the, the the dude from White Snake, the that chick with the red hair that was in that video, was his girl. I don't know if that's too old of a reference for y'all or not. Here I go again on my own. <laughs> you think Let it was me, uh, nagging, like just got <laughs> nagged to the point that they had to put him in the video? I think it was budgetary, <laughs> and, and it was probably like maybe that's how he got her as his girlfriend. Like if I'm if if I'm in a band back then and music videos are. You know what they were then. I, you know, before it was a huge thing, and now it's not that big of a thing anymore. It doesn't seem that way, at least as far as production values. We're not seeing too many Michael Jackson thriller type videos anymore. But I feel like you could be like, "Hey, you ladies want to be in a music video?" Right, right. <laughs> and like, you're like, yeah. Can you dance? Not really. Well, doesn't matter. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. We have a very short bench. You've been in a music video if you were on MTV in the 80s and 90s. That means every fucking body sees it. Now, even if you're a star and you have a music video, even even if you're like the chick in a Chris Brown music video, you're still on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, who's yeah. the girl okay. that got made by being in Bruce? Oh, Bruce, 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 was it Courtney Cox? No, it's uh, it's that Rajowski chick. That, He's that's from Blur like, Blurred Lines, is what did it for Blurred her, Lines. Yeah. Oh my God, she is a she is perfection. Yeah, that yeah. One really is She's always one. taking like these full body nudes. And and at first you're like, yeah, it's kind of weird that she puts full body nudes on Instagram. But then you're like, but she's perfect in absolutely every way. It'd be a crime if she didn't. She's one of those chicks where like, <laughs> you see a beautiful woman sometimes, and you're like, 
I hope that she's like taking a lot of nude pictures and like storing them away in the archives for posterity. And one day she can be like, "Look at my titties!" Back in the and you just just so someone could experience it. And I and and I'm glad that I think her name is Emily Rajowski. Emily Radajowski. Yeah, some fucking yeah. yeah. It's 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 a long last name. You but but when you see her, you'll know because like. Every inch is perfect, and she's I've, very beautiful, too. I've often made that argument for, like, hot women at Halloween, right? Like, look, you don't want to slut it up every day. That's going to impact your life. But it is socially acceptable to do that on Halloween. And it's your obligation to mankind to do so. And to yourself. You need to be like, yeah, yeah, I know. I was a good kid and everything. But look at me as a naughty nurse, right? Look, here's my French maid costume when I was 21. And, you know, to boom. Do it. Slut it up for Halloween, women. It's, uh, it makes Halloween better. Yeah. It yeah. really does. And you'll be happy those pictures exist. And if I, anyone's I, like, dude, you were a slut. Say, yeah, it was Halloween. Yeah. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me, let me slip in a, uh, an ad read here. Sure. We just want everyone to remember that this episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you by Squarespace. When you use Squarespace, your sites will look professionally designed regardless of skill level. There's no coding required. Uh, They use intuitive and easy-to-use tools. Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology powering your website to ensure security and stability. They're trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. So you can start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use offer code PKA to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Dude, yeah, my- uh, so whether you're starting a business, building a portfolio, or just expressing yourself online, remember to sign up today and go to squarespace.com slash PKA. Check them out. I have um, a like, paramotor friend. He owns this like Air Force base type thing. It's not much a big field. And uh, he, he wants to have a website where you can like take donations and do this and do that. I keep trying to get him on Squarespace. He's not on Squarespace. He paid Big Bunny for some other thing. And now he's like, you know, like, I can't do this. Well, Squarespace has a, has a template for that. Like, it, you could just drag and drop your way to solve all these problems. But instead, he's, like, out on his own, and he doesn't have it done yet. And really wishing that he'd used offer code PKA for 10% <laughs> off Squarespace. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, so anyway, trying to get my friends and family on Squarespace, because it really would solve his freaking problem. It's just a friendly way to be. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it just works. All yeah. joking aside, don't invent that shit yourself. It's already been invented. Yeah, the work's been done. Take advantage of it. Yeah. All right. Anywho. Topics. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I see. All I have is. Has anybody seen stuff. Suicide Squad in the last two days since we no, talked about it? No, you know, like, like, like I, I feel like everybody's saying it's bad, and and like. I know that there are going to be people who defend it staunchly, and, and you know, I, my my thoughts about it are this: I, it's not, it's definitely based on what I've heard, not going to be worthy of going and spending forty five dollars in tickets and all the other expenses that are attached to that. Because when I watch a movie, I go to IMAX, and and you know, that trip in itself is like a two hundred dollar trip between dinner and driving there and everything. And I don't mind that; I do it every couple of weeks to watch a movie or two. But I'm not going to do it for this movie. I'm going to go watch fucking Star Trek. I'm going to watch Jason Bourne. Or I'm going to watch uh, um, Sausage Party, the new Seth Rogen uh, Pixar movie with all the, uh, the, the, the grocery store items. And the premise of that movie is that all these grocery store items are like living their Pixar-friendly lives in the store. Like, hey, Mr. Sausage. Hi, Mrs. Lettuce. Everybody's having a great time. And they believe that eventually they'll be purchased and go on to an afterlife. And that's where they're going to be happy and in some other realm after they're purchased. And so then all of these friendly 
condiments and fruits and veggies and stuff get purchased and they go to a person's home and then that night the lady cooks dinner and she's dicing Mrs. Carrot up and like skinning Mr. Potato and he's just like <laughs> as she skins him alive and they watch on in horror and everybody knows that the next night it's fucking spaghetti. Mr. Tomato, you're going down. Bag of pasta, you're going down. And they're all like fucking, their minds are blown. So they're trying to like escape or get away and, and that's the premise of this R-rated Pixar type animation uh, comedy that Seth Rogen just made, and it's got tons of big name actors. Selma Hayek plays a taco, uh, which is perfect. Um, I, I think um, uh, Kristen Wiig is in it. I think. I, I hope I'm not getting that that, that wrong. Um, I like her a lot. There's a lot of. It, it's it's going to be really cool. I'm, I'm gonna watch really funny. It looks like a fucked was, up Toy Story. I didn't it know it was rated exactly. R. And I was watching the trailer with Colin, and even in the trailer, it, it's like. Take the laptop away. Like, this is not a children's... <laughs> it looks like a children's movie, but it's not for kids. It, it's, yeah. It looks Apparently, great. Apparently, like, one of the cartoon characters had hair on his balls, and <laughs> they, they had to take that away to prevent an NC-17 rating. It was on the edge of... On the cusp of being, of being NC-17. So, uh... I like so that he balls my, at all. Yeah, that's my next uh, film I'm gonna watch, but but... There's a lot of good stuff out there that isn't Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is going to be one I wait and I rent for $6, you know, a few months from now. Like I, like I just did with Terminator. I knew Terminator Genesis wasn't going to be that great. I didn't bother spending the money in theaters. And then I watched it last night for free on Amazon Prime. I'm excited about the DC Universe, right? When I hear about Suicide Squad, Batman, Superman, all these things, Aquaman, the Justice Hero stuff coming out, I am very much interested in giving it a chance. But... You can't just push out bad product after bad product and hope that people are going to watch your stuff like they do the Marvel Universe things. Like, you know, you're, you got to make your movies actually good, and I will be happy to watch both DC and Marvel. You know, I yeah. love it both. I'm fine with that. But, you know, don't, don't release the Ghostbusters-like shit and then expect me to buy it just because DC's on it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 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 if they want to make me watch a Cyborg movie... They're going to have to really convince me. They're going to have to pick good actors. They're going to pick good supporting actors. And they got to have a story. And I hate that, that I hate, hate, hate that, they, that what DC keeps doing is going back to the beginning and showing us how Bruce Wayne's mother and father got shot and how Superman had to evacuate Krypton. It's like, stop with the origin stories. These are the most popular, best-known ca uh, characters and properties on the planet, it'd be like it'd be like you stopping at the beginning of a Mickey Mouse movie and be like, okay, so he's a cartoon mouse and he likes to get up to hijinks. <laughs> like, like, no, stop. We know who fucking Mickey is. You don't have to like clue us in on like him as a little mouse and like growing up with Mick Mouse. Yeah, you or don't have to start with Steamboat Willie and work your way from there. You can just no, jump right in. No, I don't need to know that he used to be a boat captain. That doesn't pertain to this current story. Like, like, just all I need to know, and and, and I I hate when exposition is sloppy. When there's like narration that doesn't add to the plot of the movie, and I, it really irks me. And not that I'm some expert on filmmaking, but man, the Marvel movies make me feel good when I watch them. Like like even the lesser Marvel movies, like um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is still like a B plus for sure. Um, I feel it's fun. I'm watching Star Lord like skip around wearing that mask and stuff and singing to himself, and I'm just like, this is fun. This is good. And I don't know, especially yeah, Suicide with... Squad. It really felt like I won't. It's, I'm not giving anything away, but like the concept of it is so cool. Of like we're gonna get a bunch of badass motherfuckers. We're gonna put them together and then use them like a weapon of just mayhem and destruction. And they'll just point them in a direction and they cause mischief over there. And it was like 
an hour and 15 minutes into the movie, they realized, like, oh, shit, like, we were really thinking that just this concept was going to get us through this. And so they had to start, like, inventing things out of whole cloth. And it's very disappointing. You said Marvel, uh, or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy B+. I give it an A, because I think that's a great movie. Just It's really good. A feel-good, I, I fun I feel like it squeezed down to a B plus because some, not all the event, the first Avengers and the last Avengers movie are so good. Uh, the Captain America stuff is so good. The Iron Man uh, properties, except for Iron Man three, are all so good. Like it's even some, of, even the Thor movie was really good. It, it, it's it's hard for Guardians to exist up with them without getting squeezed down. It's definitely better than most of the DC stuff, and I'm excited. Like I don't know how it's going to translate to 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 us in the theater. But I know they're shooting the new Guardians, the Guardians 2 in 8K. Um, so, like, obviously there aren't very many 8K projector screen uh, theaters, but the way they downgraded, I think it's still, it's going to be a better quality product than if they didn't shoot it in 8K. And future-proof. 8K, and future-proof big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, new topic? Felt apart. I never saw yeah. it. Well, I don't know. Well, I, never yeah. saw one. I didn't see Suicide Squad. I don't know. I'm so I'm not up on that shit. I don't know. Wax, <laughs> copyright talk. How do you feel okay. when people use your songs? Like in, do you feel robbed? Do you feel like you should? Like I don't know. Like I, it depends on the situation. I, I, like uh, you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of times where somebody will be like, "Yo, can I use your song for this this project I did or this this video I did?" And you'll look and that you know their videos have 50 views average, and you're just like, "Yeah, just just credit me." You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But uh, you know, then it, occasionally you'll get like a an actual placement that involves business people, you know, and then you'll kind of try to get some money out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't get too much placements though. I don't. I've only had a few. On PK8, usually we're. I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but when it's a fragment, when someone like I don't know thought a little piece of it was super funny and they upload it, I right. feel like it it just sells the product, you know? Yeah, talk about PKA far and wide. You want to make a montage of your favorite, you know, Taylor moments or something? I've never had a problem with that. When they re-upload the whole thing, that, I feel like you took my product. Like, no, you can't just re-upload my show and stick it on your channel too. Like, that's not cool at all. Have you felt like that of fragments versus, like, because if, if, let's say hypothetically I use a big wax song, right? Not that that would ever happen, you know, in the near future. (laughs) But there's, like, table saws buzzing underneath it at, like, you know, lowered volume. No one's going to, like, get your song from me. Maybe I, one thing I do a lot is I, uh, I'll, like, play a song and then lower the song's volume a ton while I talk, but just so it kind of exists. And then when we get back to non-talking parts, I raise the volume again. Like, again, I've ruined any listenability. Like, no one's going to take my part of it and listen to it in the car. Right. And uh, I'm like, oh, I want Is that to- the only concern, though? Like, like, isn't there also the fact that you are utilizing it to your benefit regardless of its playback value? That's true. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. It's, it's a very situation by situation basis. You know what I mean? It's the, the depends on depends on how you use it, and you know how much money you're making off of it. You know, because I'm not going to hire a lawyer to get get your hundred bucks, or you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we'll have it, that. <laughs> yeah. you know, now, I, I wasn't saying you. But, right, you know right. No, no, have you been? Depends. Have you been like? Because I remember years and years ago, Wings was a huge fan. 
of what yeah, you do yeah. and your music. Mm-hmm. Were you? How long have you been doing this professionally? Where it's been your job, like being a musician and a YouTube kind of guy. Like, how how long has that been? My last real job was 2009, so seven okay. seven years. Good for and you. It's kind of evolved. It's kind of evolved to the point where YouTube is is. At first, YouTube was a big a big percentage of my income, and now it's not. You know, it's evolved to the the like you know most of my money comes from selling t-shirts and spotify revenue and itunes money and then shows and then like random shit like you like you know recently a song i did six years ago got picked up for an abc commercial and i made a good little bit of like that's what's cool about doing music is like if you make something it just it doesn't go away it lives forever so somebody might randomly pick it up later on you know like people become a become a and just like with your guys podcast there's a new there's somebody who's never heard of you every day that hears you for the first time and becomes a fan you know what i mean yeah who are those motherfuckers i know yeah. we address you guys every now and they're like so so anyone who doesn't know all of us intimately here's the deal who are you if you're somebody who's watching this for the first time how the fuck did you get here <laughs> so you're two you're over two hours into our uh, our discussion here and you have no idea who any of us are how did you get here and why i want to know i yeah, got why have you that- stuck around if you yeah. don't know who we are, yeah, right. <laughs> like, because I wouldn't listen to to, to four I'm, random white guys just just pander to each other so, about. No, someone asked me like, "What do you ever watch the show? Do you find it boring or whatever?" Sometimes I find myself watching PKA, and I actually like PKA. I'll watch I do it too. Yeah, I'll be yeah. like, I can see like. It, you know it, why though? It, go on. I gotta say, like, like I, I, I really put a lot of thought into this. Like, why is it that I can watch a conversation that I had like yesterday mm-hmm. and it's entertaining? It's got to be some sort of vanity thing. It's got to I be. Knew it was gonna it's got to be us. Because <laughs> I bet you're looking at you the whole time. You're looking at your own face, and you're like, get it. What I do is I watch me. I watch me the whole time. <laughs> I get inside my own head and see if I can predict what I'm about to say. Because I don't remember. Like, like I'm just out here kind of like riding by the seat of my pants. I'm not thinking about what I'm saying ever on this show. So like the next day, I've forgotten it all. And so I'm like in my own head, like trying to predict what I'll say. Or then, like you know, if we tell a joke or something, I'm like looking at you to see like if you what your reaction is to something. Looking at Taylor, like like really, and not just looking, but really looking, like reading. looking at yeah. reading, yeah. like like I'm looking at eyeballs and like how a glance will go left or right. And I'm looking at like br- how people are breathing and stuff. It's that I enjoyed that part of it, it's, but it's not vanity for me. Like I I actually enjoy this show. Like I'll, I'll watch it through, and when I'm not like you know participating in it. It's a much more relaxed kind of like feet on the table thing. And I'm, it's like, you know what? Like I actually am kind of sucked into this thing. I can see why someone would get engaged in a show like this. It's funny to me. And, and, and the funny moments are funny. And the, you know, the insightful moments are insightful. I'm like, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I, like I didn't the, know uh, anything the about eels in the videos. I've watched <laughs> the compilation videos of myself <laughs> at least three times a piece. Like just watching it like, yeah, this guy's pretty fucking good. Like, <laughs> just totally, totally narcissistic sitting there. And it's yeah. it's also very flattering to see shit like that because you know at least one person cared enough to sift through all of the 98% of garbage I said to find the the, the diamond in the rough and then put it together. Sometimes and then other times, like, what are you saying? Like, or like you, Kyle, saying that you don't even know what you said. Like, sometimes people will post stuff like, oh, Taylor seemed really wrong about politics xyz at an hour and 58 minutes and 21 seconds and i'll be like y'all bet and i click it and it's like yep yeah i was pretty off base on that like (laughs) just the way it goes but it's good like that yeah i like it i have a topic sure and um sometimes people write to me for advice and stuff 
And um, I don't know. I, I guess it just it, it depends on the topic. I know Chiz hates it when I do this because there's a Patreon level where you can ask questions, and I'm sure this guy didn't do that. But I've been struggling with this. I've sat on it for maybe two days now, and I don't know how to answer him. So I'm going to read this. It's, it's one paragraph, but it should probably be about three. So call it 60 seconds. Um, hey, Woody, I'd like to thank you for the things you've done for your fan base. Your videos in large part motivated me to turn my shit around. This time, since last year, I dropped 40 pounds, starting from 200. I picked up my grades, even got a paid internship at a local animation studio, invested in Canada's equivalent of the S&P 500, etc., etc. Tangent aside, I'm a, I don't want to get too... Like, I want people to figure out who it is. So he's an older teenager wrapping up high school and the title says my parents found out about my condoms a side effect of losing 40 pounds gave me the balls to ask the girl out i've had a crush on for years we're in a committed relationship and i don't treat the responsibility of sex lightly we've been dating for months and we really love each other my parents have absolutely lost their minds over this they want me to break up with my girlfriend the girl whom they'd adored until this Go to church counseling and relegate me. <laughs> You're relegate pussies. Hang in there. I'm halfway. And relegate me to my home for the rest of the summer. They're treating me like I've lost any. Emo- I'm sorry. They're treating like they've lost any emotional bond with me, and it really hurts. I've asked my buddies about this, and they gave me the typical "tell your parents offline," which would work great in a strict uber religious household. Sarcasm. Never thought I'd be writing to a personal idol of mine with a question like this, but from everything I've seen, you, you're you a level-headed, intelligent person who might have some insight. Um, ah, I hate shitty parents like that. Yeah, any advice would be great. Yeah. In short, I don't want to do damage to my relationship with my parents or my girlfriend. So, like... He's being responsible. He's doing what he should do. And he's got some some shitty religious, overly religious parents who are trying to push it. They're going to try to, like... I don't know what they want. Like, like they're gonna obviously they're preaching abstinence, right? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. we all know works so fucking well. It, it's it's the stupidest thing possible. Look, you, you're a good-looking guy. You worked hard to be good-looking. Mm-hmm. I, I I I appreciate you that that you did that. Um, you sound like you really have your ducks in a row here, and you're a great guy, and you're gonna do great things after this because of this. Uh, control you've you've taken in your life. It's a bravo to you. Perfect. You're going to be away from your parents very soon, mm-hmm. and you're going to find that your trajectory is going to outmatch theirs because their mindset is going to is probably limiting them in many ways that they don't even see. And this is one way they're trying to limit you with their own ignorances and viewpoints that clearly probably just don't pertain to you at the and and aren't going to pertain to you in your adult life. So if you can get through like the next six months or whatever until you go off to school or whatever's coming soon, that'd be great. But telling them off isn't going to help anything. Um, it's just not because they're rooted into their religion very, very deeply, it seems. I don't know what my answer is for you, but you're not doing anything wrong. Hide your condoms. Um, hide your girlfriend if you need to. Take your girlfriend to church. Maybe they'll feel good about that. And then take her in the back of the church and rail her so fucking hard. Over the pew? like just Over the pew. Make her... <laughs> Like, while you look at Jesus, because, like, he's the one who made it feel so good. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Just, just wrap I'm, I'm it up. I'm actually, I identify as a sacrosexual. I can only get an erection in holy places. <laughs> oh, I gotta put a, I gotta, I gotta have a crucifix with my daughter. I just can't get it going. If I'm not Eiffel Towering with Jesus, then, you know, they just... <laughs> no, if I don't, if I'm not 20 yards away from a confession point, I just feel guilty. We make you know? the capital letter A. I need the priest jerking off in the corner. Uh... <laughs> but, yeah, in all seriousness, 
just this dude, like, yeah, Kyle hit the nail on the fucking head. Yeah. You, you're doing the right thing, having safe sex, and your parents aren't being malicious. They just are wrong, and don't listen to your idiot friends who are like, just tell them off, because... There's always that guy in your group of friends in high school who's like, oh, your parents said you can't come out this weekend. Like, dude, if that was my parents, I would have been like, fuck you, mom. You're a fucking whore and I'm going to do what I want. And it's like, who at the time, like, you're like, wow, maybe Billy really is just a, you know, Billy badass over here. No, that doesn't happen. None of your friends are going home and you're like, how's your day, sweetie? Fucking horrible bitch. Why even ask me? Like, no, that they're not treat. They're like trying to put an air out there that they're hard ass you know, motherfuckers who are running the house when they get home. But no, if they got in trouble for the same thing and they were like, you can't use your fucking car because we found condoms in your room, they'd be like, oh, mummy, I'm so sorry. I don't even know what they're for. I was just making animals with balloons. <laughs> like, just nonsense. They I, were good for that. Or, uh, or, or, never those, tried. or those people's parents just suck and don't care about their kids. You know what I mean? I, my, I don't my, think my that's advice, it. Do my, you? Advice be, my advice would be to this guy, I think where he went wrong, is a ve- it's a very simple answer and it kind of is exactly what Kyle said. But uh, you, you just need a better hiding place, man. You need to be a better a better condom hider, you know. And if they want you to break up with your girlfriend, fucking fucking lie to your parents, man. Tell them tell them you broke up. Fucking just lie, dude. Yeah. It's, it's I mean unless yeah. unless you're super into the religion too. I, but I'm not gonna base. Or my, hey hey here's one, one life I have on some book that was written about whether I can fuck a girl or not. I don't know. If they don't like your girlfriend. Tell them you've been thinking about your friend John. <laughs> He's a pretty good-looking guy. Ask him how they'd like it if you had a boyfriend, uh, <laughs> but but let them know that you're gonna need some Magnum condoms because John's really packing some heat. And they'll be like, "We can Becky come over. We can <laughs> Becky. Yeah, yeah. Tell her to bring some lube. Billy wants to hang out with her. Like like they they flip the script real quick if you were uh, if you were leaning toward being a homosexual or or showing some signs of that, whether they're true or not. I bet they would really uh, go the other way real quick if that happened. In seriousness, I, I don't see an easy answer to this guy. Let's like, get Billy some. I, I want to answer because he did ask me. I, I he wants to maintain his relationship with both his parents and his girlfriend, and it seems like. That's not in the books, you know. It, if I was his parents, I would look at this guy and be like, "Dude, he's 17, right? Next year he's moving out. Uh, it, if he's going to college, if he's not going to college, he might still move out. You know, who knows? And if they can't, like, if you really want to put the fucking handcuffs on this guy until the day he moves out, then prepare for him to slut the fuck up the day he moves out. You know, it's going to be strip clubs and all sorts of things that his parents wouldn't like if they don't ease in the responsibilities uh, at 17. Um, shit. It, it's... I don't know. I, I, I wish he could have a conversation with his parents along those lines. Like, it's time what to state start... Is, what state does this guy live in? You know, I don't know. I just Oh, he said Canada. Oh, I was about to be like, hey... When you turn 18, like, let's go have some fun. Let's go, like, take this guy on some awful, like, ridiculous, extravagant, like, le- like, 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 Vegas experience for, to, like, to, like, piss off his yeah. parents. I'm just going to go to Quebec. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, that ain't going to work. I, yeah, I don't know. If he has a conversation and says, look, this cork has already popped, but you need to know I don't take it lightly. Uh, I'm doing this responsibly. I love both you and her, and I don't want it to end. Maybe they'll just accept it. In all what seriousness, if that's not like the, the thing, best though? advice is not don't sacrifice your relationship with your parents for the sake of this high school girlfriend is also something to really keep in mind. Like your parents are going to be there for you for 
years. Like, I'm assuming that this is a normal parent relationship where they're just religious, and they really do think they're doing the best thing by saying, hey, don't be having sex before you're married and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not being malicious and abusive. Like, they just are misinformed. So, you know, don't throw that relationship with your parents out the window for a girl that, quite frankly, once you do get to college, you probably won't be that interested in unless this really is a crazy one-off. Unless you're that one in a hundred. Yeah. 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 It happens. It happens. It happens. There. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it can't, but let's all call it the one in a hundred. You know, the one percent chance yeah. that they stay together through four years of college. Um, yeah. D don't trash your relationship with your parents. I, I don't know. I, I still think talking to them and letting them know that you're serious about her and you're serious about being responsible and that they shouldn't think less of you. You yeah. already did it, man. Really? Yeah, exactly. Such a terrible thing. I, You're already going to hell, so just go the fuck to hell. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think a lot of parents... You can't, you can't take it back, man. You know? I, I, I think if they're trying to protect your virginity, they're going to realize they lost that game. Scores posted. And at this point, they just need to make sure that you're responsible. And if you let them know they're winning that game, then you might have something. Did you guys have born-again virgins that you knew? <laughs> is that a term that you guys are familiar with? I am yeah. very familiar with it. I, I know exactly what's up. I've never met one, though. I have. And it is the weirdest kind of cognitive dissonance I have ever seen, where someone, usually it's someone who didn't just like, oh, I had sex once and I fucked up. I'm going to go... So basically what it is, is someone who had sex before marriage, and then they'll go and say to their priest or their pastor or something and it'll go through like a prayer or whatnot not like a specific prayer but they'll just like go through a ritual of like well are you ready to recommit your life to christ can't tell you how many times i heard that in my life ready to recommit your life to christ it's like i haven't fucking committed in the first place i can't re-up i never <laughs> bought the subscription to the magazine and, <laughs> but they basically go and then they'll say like oh i'm a born again virgin like i've had sex but that's not the way i am anymore and these people either never bring it up or they always bring it up as a way to have like a weird kind of moral high ground against people who are currently having sex. Where yeah. it's like, you, Cindy Sue, you were fucking tons of guys way before this girl in college, and now you're the one with like the fucking you know pillar of moral fortitude looking down on her. Like you, you just did it at a different time. Like how are you better? I saw I the know, greatest fortune post. Here with that horse shit. That I would be like, get the. Because some dude fucking said a prayer. You've never fucked all those dudes. Get the fuck off your high horse. That's just hearing that pissed me off for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I saw a fortune yeah. post that was the funniest thing to me. So his yeah. girlfriend had this really weird philosophy about cheating, and uh, uh, sorry, thank you. Um, so her deal was basically, if she had done that with you then she wouldn't do that with other guys. Wait, who is saying this? Who said uh, this? A 4chan Anon guy, right? You oh. know, Anon said it. So, so here's the scoop. Let's say she fucks you, right? Like with her pussy. Now, if she were to do that with anyone else, that would be cheating. But if she blows the guy or gives him the ass, that's not cheating because the she ass. and her boyfriend had never done that, right? So, and he's, he's legit asking 4chan for advice like, is this weird? Do other people have this same philosophy? That that yeah, like like yeah. So you know, that's a new I've one for me. Never heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> only that one whore came up with that system. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm actually they call I'm it the whore virgin. system. Yeah, <laughs> they go by holes like grades. I'm a I'm a stage three virgin. All three holes, you know, untouched. Yeah. And I'm I'm a stage one virgin. I'm slowly, you know, giving it away. But like yeah, the that's... way she meant, like if she blew her boyfriend, then she could fuck other guys and not cheat. Because that hole hadn't been boyfriend dedicated yet. 
Wow, you got to go back there and smash a champagne bottle on every fucking hole. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> right? Like, like, <laughs> all right, that one's mine too. Like, come on, like, every square true. inch of that girl. Give her no outs because yeah, she's, she's a crafty guys motherfucker. Put jobs in the park. Like, like, <laughs> right, she's right. letting guys fuck her armpit <laughs> in the deli. Like, like, she's like, you didn't, you never fucked my armpit once. There's some hairy Polish guy behind her. It's not so bad. <laughs> And then you gotta just be like, well, all right, and stand next to him and fuck your other armpit just as a, you know, set that precedent. I'm marking my territory yeah. now, then. And after this, we're gonna have a serious conversation about what other areas they're fucking like. You know? Uh, <laughs> armpit fucking. That's right. On that, should I, should I, I probably shouldn't transition from armpit fucking to an ad, so let's, let's, let's talk about something else for a yeah, moment. Unless it's a deodorant company. And then go to one. Because I feel like they come to check to see if we do our ads, and they're like, all right, Plick. Yeah. And armpit fucking is the best. Now let me tell you a little bit about Nature Box. Yeah. That's <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got I got a topic there, so I'll put it on the big screen. Would you Ooh. spin this? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd spin it. You did read it, right? I read. Yeah. That's a real. That's only what an eighth of it. Yeah, twelve and a half percent. Yeah, seven eighths of the time. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'd spin that fucker. One of them's 500k. Yeah. 500k, it's a head start in life, but you're not done. Well, if you hit 500k, I'd yeah. spin it a fucking again. Oh, uh, really? You gotta go yeah. to 25 percent chance. Hit 500k a second time, I'd spin it a third fucking time. I would. And here's what I'm hoping. Like, I don't want it to. Be, I want it to be one of those things where, like, if it hits the red. That it's just like boom and it's over. I don't want to be like, I don't want Bob Barker to come out of the shadows in a Satan costume and be like, ah, red it is. And the whole crowd goes, red, 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 red. And they like drag me out. Right. And, like, up against the wall. 13 women in bikinis with big lighters them. killing you very slowly. <laughs> I, take it back! I take it back! <laughs> <laughs> As you're Why in a blind panic. Okay? <laughs> Big Wax, yeah, I, Wax, would you spin this? Nah, nah. Hell no. I, 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 I would. The, 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 I don't mean to be fucking corny, but the greatest gift you have is your life. I wouldn't trade it for any. Fuck no. Yeah, I would. Yeah, just because you have ten billion dollars doesn't mean you're going to be happy. I'll, no, but it means that all the people I don't like will be unhappy. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy happiness, but you can rent it for a lifetime. You can buy a lot of unhappiness for those you don't care for, though, and that's what I'm going for in life. That's that's, that's my motivating factor. So I'll spin that fucker as many times as it takes. Yeah, I'd spin it. What twelve and a half percent? Is that what you said? Eight, one and eight, eight ninety-six point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'd spin it. Fucking one eighth of the time, you're not gonna make it. That's that's better than if if I just from then on, if I swear off driving for the rest of my life, I probably even out. You know what I mean? I feel like. I, Maybe. I, I shouldn't spin it now, right? Like, so I've, I've had some good careers. Things are cool for me. Uh, it is not worth the risk. But, like, 21-year-old Woody, where all this shit wasn't really figured out yet. No dependence. <sighs> That's yeah, a no tempting dependent. wheel. No dependence. There's, there's a time in your life when you would have spun wax? Yeah, about the same time, 22, 21. Yeah, you know, right? There's no promise of the future you've got now. There's no long tail on all these songs you've made. Yeah, but, but I, I don't know, man. It's, you know, fucking, you only get one life, man. Like, any risk like that. Got to go round. 
Oh, that'd be great, man. When that, uh, you know, any any dollar amount, really, even half a million dollars would would be, you know, just go do something cool with that. I, yeah. I like to think of money and and as like things you can do with it or purchase with it rather than just a dollar amount because that's not as attractive. Um, but you know, you see something like, uh, let me pay attention so here. I did what a was thing. the big? Just the big one fun. was ten billion. Oh, man, yeah, I didn't even know that. Billion. Oh, I think I pasted the year. Go there, right? And on the right, there'll be a random number between one and a hundred. Yeah. Click Make it. Make it eight? Uh, no, just click it and see if you get, oh. uh, you know, 12 or lower or 13 or 85. lower. 85. I am in the green with a lot of dough. 65. Yeah? 65? What are you getting, Wax? I don't, it didn't, it, random.org, where do you click to actually get the number? Uh, top right there's a box I got, there. I got 30 dead. I got, I got 50. 50. Really? 50. Uh, so I got I, 50 even. That seems a little bit like. Right I got a uh, 80. So uh, if I were to just look at this thing and assume like the first 12 was the death, I, I think I got a hundred million out of this. Yeah, I think I got uh, one billion dollars. Yeah. No, oh, ten billion dollars. If you go through, so no, no that, one. And what yeah, we would do is like I think I did. Two. Here's what I would. Here's what I would agree with with you guys is we would all spin it one after another and we would split the money among the surviving members. Ah, uh, I, well, you like that plan because you only have five million. <laughs> yeah, you start calculating those odds, and all of a sudden, this pie looks a lot nicer. Yeah, I mean, I think that we'd have to have a rule of like, all right, when we get because it's fifty-fifty that one of us isn't even going to make it. Yeah, but That's if we did it right. like, if we did it a smart way, and we're like, all right, we start with the elder, and he spins, and then you know, as soon as we get to a hundred million, we quit and split it. You know, enough to live oh, your whole. Oh no, that's no fair. You're gonna spin if I spin. I'm not gonna spin till ten billion, and you take your quarter of it, and you get. You're like, whoo! Glad I didn't have to spin. No, no. If we get twenty billion, we get twenty billion. But you're spinning. Yeah, I love Marcus' plan. Let's share. start with Woody. I'll go last, and we split the money. Why would that? that you would once be that member in the plan as well, the safe one. Uh, oh, I thought we started with the elder. Like, uh, if one if one of us gets the red. We all get one leg cut off. No. No. Mm. I don't yeah. want to play that game either. Kyle has a thing. Yeah, he'd rather be dead than not have a leg. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Would you rather be dead or not have a leg? I'd rather not have a leg, but I certainly get it. Especially a, qu a quick shot to the head or a quick beheading or a fucking... Or just take a bunch of heroin and they'll throw you off a building or something like... Ooh. But, but not... Dinner and a show. <laughs> I have a friend. I have a friend who had her foot amputated, and she says now that's the best thing that ever happened to her. Why? She had like a club foot before. Unless she has an extra she foot, foot, then I seriously doubt that. I think she's <laughs> she dating a, a pervert. She had a foot, and she got in her circumstances. She had a foot. She had two. She had everything. She had a normal human body. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She got into a fucking. She got into a motorcycle accident, and her ankle got all crushed. And for ten years, trying to re to heal it, she was in pain for ten years, and she had addiction problems and just constant pain they try and she had did like 30 different surgeries oh. and then one day they cut it they just amputated her foot and the pain went away and now she has a prosthetic limb and she's learned to use it and now she works with people with prosthetic limbs and she says her life is better than it's ever been and it's more rewarding than it ever was I did she have you okay together before Brent, like... you were gonna say okay with a prosthetic i was gonna say i'd be okay if like, like i've lost my left arm because I feel like maybe we could replace that with some sort of a gun arm. Like, it would have some sort of offensive <sighs> capabilities. I don't know what. But I'm imagining that when I twist it in, cert in a certain way, that it's just going to start shooting a machine gun out of my arm. That's going to be a thing. Um, I Those video ideas are endless. 
Yeah, I've always thought that, you know, if you get injured, all of a sudden I'm in a wheelchair. It's like, hello, my friends, as if it's Russian. You know, like, wheel on in there with, like, some rockets or something. Or, you know, if I got a cast on well, with a machine gun Well, explosives cast. are coming back to the channel, so you don't yeah. know how it could happen. Start, start launching. Oh, yeah, I, I was watching those Battlefield videos. You know, they put, in Battlefield, they've always put C4, like, under vehicles and stuff and launched them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ooh, let's do that in real life. That'd be cool because Battlefield 1's coming out and everything. But yeah, I, I'm real weird. It's not just a vanity thing. It's also like, man, are you telling me that I'm, there's going to be a chapter of my life here at 30 years old where I'm going to start learning to, to walk again? That sounds rough. Like, I got, an, I got enough shit going on that I want to take care of without learning to walk again. Let's just start over fresh. I'm, I'm, I'm putting all my money on reincarnation. I'm going to name a body part, and you tell me if you would rather die. Scrap or it or keep going. Scrap okay. it or keep going. Uh, front section of your nose. Scrap it. Just kill yourself at that point. Dead without your nose? Yeah. yeah. They, uh, unless, <laughs> unless the doctor tells me they can fix it and make it look normal again. You can't get any pussy without any nose. You, you start looking like Tyrion in the books. <laughs> you get laid after that. No. Half you, man. If you, if you, yeah, if you, if you look like Skeletor with just a hole right here, and it's always whistling and stuff, and every time it rains, you got to put your nose umbrella on so you don't aspirate. Fuck all that. What's that? Kids are terrified of you. They cry when they. What's see the you. HBO gangster show where the guy's got a messed up face? Yeah, Boardwalk Empire. The, the, the world, Yeah. The, yeah, he's missing like yeah. this much. His whole jaw, and it's all weird, and like he's got this face mask thing like no none of that like i gotta have a nose one not I just think you one could learn i think you could learn to get pussy without a nose and i also think it'd be a new getting pussy challenge you know what i mean it'd be like that it'd be like not only am i getting pussy but i'm getting a pussy noseless you know what i mean and I eating know. pussy you'd be you'd have to specialize in, in smelly the same pussy. way they're trying to get into the best pussy eater there was your nose doesn't get in the way you just you know what i'm saying you probably use Use that hole to kind of go around her clit a little bit. You know what I mean? No like, I feel like that. when <laughs> you're sucking, you like put the hole on her clit and suck like through your nose <laughs> to like get her off with that. Like no, like, no woman is gonna be like yeah, suck my clit with your nose cavity. Kyle. When you're playing I, the I'm get pussy game, you know how much I like when you when you you know sniff my clit into your face hole. <laughs> You gotta get really like from the the eel girl, the eel girl from yeah. Japan. She'd be into it. The weird girls would want you to like blow your nose into their vagina with a nose cavity That's or something. It. Go like to that. Japan, there'll be someone into it. Okay, no. so you kill yourself for a nose, or you, you'd Done. rather die than the nose. Done. Not just one ear, one and a third ears. So you lose one Keep of on your going. choosing entirely. Keep on going. You can get those prosthetic ears. They literally Velcro on or like glue on, and they look a hundred percent real. Did Big uh, Max just take us to the bathroom? <laughs> I can never grow eyebrows. Again. It's not just they shaved them. Someone, you know, accosted you, threw you down. You said, "But you like those eyebrows, don't you?" And then they took a knife and they just kind of like pulled it and they sawed both of them off. And so it's like a weird pinkish scar above your eyes. I I keep going. Um, I think we start with maybe some tattooing to to like cover the scar. And then some hair implants. We can get that fixed. It's going to be a little. Ex I bet you can fix that for less than ten grand. Make it look right. Seven fingers, and you get to pick them. I don't want to live. Okay. Now mm. seven's too many. We'll we'll do six. It's too many. That's yeah. too many fucking fingers, <laughs> yeah, man. <I'm> like <laughs> that means I get. I was like, all right, I keep all of this, but then. <laughs> Right. <laughs> All I can do is like, like, thumbs up and like, 
I think you'd keep both thumbs, both middle fingers, and an index. That's just a lot of fingers like missing. You're telling me I'm going to be missing these two outside fingers, the ring finger and the pinky from both hands. I'm basically going to be the penguin. You can't get mm-hmm. pussy as the penguin. Or get rid of the pointer and the pinky. Keep these yeah. two. Nah, it's too many fingers, man. I, kn- I know a guy who's missing quite a few of his fingers because of a congenital birth defect. And look, he's a nice guy and everything. Maybe there's something wrong with me. But there's something in my genetics, something inside of me that when I see that sort of thing, it's a bit abhorrent. I'm very freaked out by it. I don't want to touch him. I, I feel like he's dirty because of his flipper hands. I know they're not. I'm just saying... I doubt he can wash as well as a as a ten fingered man, and he works hard. So like they're all rough, and like the what comes from having three fingers on each hand is they have to do twice the work of a normal finger. So they're all calloused and like meaty, and like the the musculature is a little bit different than it should be. They look stringy, like that uh that that hunchback from the three hundred movie. He's got weird muscles in his hands like that. And it's all, so, like, corded and a little, like, animalistic looking. I you know? met this guy in Florida one time, and, and like, I, I knew a day in advance I was going to be introduced to this guy, and nobody told me that he had flippers. And I was like, <laughs> and, 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 and I meet him, and he's like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Mark. And I, I shook his hand, and I shook the flipper, and I didn't flinch a bit. But I'm shaking this guy's flipper, and, I mean, it's a thumb, and it's two, like, penguin-style, um, like, mm-hmm. other fingers that aren't quite normal. He looks like the Danny DeVito's penguin with the fucking hands. And I'm, like, shaking this thing, thinking, like, someone should have told me about this, like, weird, like, bony appendage. With you don't no spring that on it. someone. Yeah, it, it yeah. was it, – because there, there literally is, like, like, for the same reason that human beings see a spider or a snake and they get that immediate, like, ugh, like, like that's right. coded into us. The reason that we survived and our ancestors didn't is because our ancestors were fucking terrified of snakes. And when they saw one, they ran. They got a stick and pounded it until there was, it was mush or one or the <laughs> other. Because it's fight or flight in that situation. So for the same reasons, it's, it's not that nice to say, when you see a person who doesn't look genetically sound for whatever reason, or maybe this isn't a person we want to breed with, we're in a, in a similar way turned off by them and have this abhorrent feeling like, uh, maybe we shouldn't yeah. add them to our, our village, our gene pool. Maybe we don't want them over here. That's not a good person. And, and that's it's a, natural. Yeah, it literally... But I, like, from a social level, if, yeah. if you are introducing someone to someone who has missing fingers or appendages, or maybe they only have one eye, or even... Really, anything like that, any serious maiming action, missing shit, you got to let the person know beforehand. Yeah. You can't just send them in blind thinking that they won't make an ass of themselves because you don't know how you're going to react to a, a one, two fingered man shaking your hand until you're deep in that, well, not very deep in that handshake. Like, yeah. it's just, it's courteous to that person he, and courteous to the person. Yeah, this one long finger that he kind of scratched my wrist with a little bit while we were shaking. Not such so a. <laughs> That's not true. So it wasn't so much like a malady. He just had a fucked up hand. Really, one long finger. He had one long finger with tentacles on it that he wrapped around my forearm as we shook. (laughs) Just unsettling. Just unsettling. I don't think I've ever shook the hand of somebody with with a missing finger that I can think of. I, you know, I, I have a couple on a couple of occasions, and I, I didn't care for it either time. Uh, it just truly really didn't. My great grandpa was missing both of these fuckers and half of this guy. Uh, like I guess, thirteen percent of people in Missouri, he got caught in the thresher, Ooh. which threshes. That's what it always is. Wait, what people... does a thresher do? Is it a farm equipment? Is it's, it... a, it's a farm tool. Yeah, and it, it threshes. threshes. 
Yeah. Is it, it uh, <laughs> like for hay? It's, it's like to work with hay and, and crops and whatnot. I don't even know if like Thresher is the specific tool or if that's like what they, it's called a broad range of things on the farm. I'm not a farmer, but that's what he happened to him. He got it caught in like the fucking 40s and it just ripped off two and a half of his fingers. And so oh. then I had to get the talk in like 1992 four of like oh you're gonna see you know your great grandpa don't mention the fact that he doesn't have a lot of fingers or even better mention it and he'll have a good time telling you a story but um it is, it is weird especially as a kid to see that and just be like that's wrong that's what, not enough fingers when i was doing woodworking a lot and i have been again recently but like um i had a lot of woodworking friends and, and if there was ever there are these woodworking shows where typically you go and manufacturers like display their new equipment and things like that a lot of things you could never afford you know they're a quarter million dollars and afterwards, we'd eat a meet up and eat lunch and hang out or whatever. Thing is, a lot of these people were missing fingers. And I often viewed it like, like, is this my future? And, and when yeah, I'm in this... Reassuring. Yeah, I'm like... So I, I, I have this philosophy in the shop where I'm like, all right, all right. If you're doing this, you need to do it in such a way that you could do it for 30 years in a row and not get hurt. You know, there should be no chances to hoping it goes right. No, like, you know, dude, go on. You if you want to see why people lose their fingers to a threshing machine, just without any audio, let that video I just linked play because the audio is literally the audio of a thresher running. But okay. you'll immediately see why a wheat thresher often takes fingers. Do we want to watch this in sync or <laughs> um, no audio wax? Yeah, you, everybody yeah, could probably no, watch it. I don't think you need to sync it up. Yeah, right. you could just play this. It's immediately a... obvious. Oh my gosh! Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Within seconds. So for people that don't know, this thing looks a little bit like a wood chipper. Like if you may be watching this in the car, watching it probably green. is a, essentially a wood chipper. You know, yeah, like and, a repurposed. And they're tool. taking these uh, bundles of wheat, it seems, and shoving them into the thresher. I don't know what comes out the other side, either bundled wheat or shredded wheat. But I think that they're maintaining the wheat part and getting rid of the stalk and, and, and everything else. The chaff. The chaff. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it looks like you, by hand, take the, the wheat and just shove it into a wood chipper-like thing. <laughs> At least he's got gloves on. Come on, Woody. He's being safe. Did you see Those that gloves... story? I think the guy was in North Carolina, too. Where yes. The, like, on his first day of working a wood chipper, a, a guy got sucked in. Young guy, like what? 16, 17, yeah. head first. Um, hand first. No, no, feet first. Hand oh, that's first. right. Feet first. How did he was go it... feet first? Did he jump in? It wasn't his he hand. He was kicking a log. He's so he's got so there's like a log in there, and those things are working by like impelling grinding yeah. wheels, and the log is jammed in there. So he's kicking it, kicking it, kicking it, and finally it goes all the way in, takes his foot, and starts sucking him in. I'm pretty sure it sucked him in most of the way, and then locked the machine down, and then his boss comes over, sees this. And has a heart attack and fucking dies right there. Did the kid die? Yes. Where? Holy shit! I don't know if Kyle Jesus and I have this Christ. story different. I, I I remember there were two chipper incidents that happened within a few weeks of each other. So so maybe I'm combining two stories, or or maybe you are, or maybe we're both thinking about a very similar event. Um, but but yeah, I remember that it was his first day on the job, and he was a young guy, mm -hmm. like 16, 17. So he's, he's dude. Stories like that he are was so nineteen. Uh, and he, like Kyle was right, he got pulled feet first into a wood chipper, and the boss was so distressed by Cox's body that they ran around ripping their gloves and hats off, causing neighbors to think they were being attacked by bees. Um, and I thought I read a thing about him having a heart attack too, but I'm not finding it. 
Is that uh, what the neighbors were doing? We should go help that boy who's stuck in the thresher, but there's a lot of bees over there. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine them just like running around like, like ah, no, oh, yeah. what has happened to Billy? Dude, that's oh, upsetting they said because that... like, you know, like I'm trying to imagine myself as like a 17, 18, 19 year old and that's my summer job or whatever. And the guy's like, all right, fucking take all this big wood, throw it in there crush it down shred it whatever and then i'll be back in half an hour and something gets stuck and you're like oh fuck it's like day one i'm gonna look like such an idiot an asshole i better just start like stomping and like get it through there and then before you know it you're literally dead like that freaks me out because i i can just see myself doing something like that at that age the boss wasn't like so terrible like it, he assigned him a task that he thought was safe for a beginner he was uh sandwiched by two more experienced guys and in 26 years of doing this only one other person has ever been injured it sounds to me like that was a dumb kid. I think your boy is slow. <laughs> He's slow, slower now. <laughs> <laughs> that Fargo reference. Yeah, he, um, he, come on now. Like, like when I look at a wood chipper, I don't know if anybody here has ever worked with one, but like they are terrifying to even look at. Like just, I look at it with the same fear slash respect that I do only a couple of tools and pieces of machinery. A metal lathe is one of them. When I see a metal lathe and I work on a metal lathe. Wood lathe too. It, it's this thing where like, you know what to do and you know what your next move is. You know you're gonna turn this dial this way and you're gonna move this up the workpiece. You know what's next, but you still stop. Look at your hands, get your gloves on tight if, you're, if the job is glove appropriate. And a lot of those jobs are not glove appropriate mm -hmm. and people don't know that. And, and, and you really think, all right, this is about to go there it's turning counterclockwise. This many are okay. We're safe now. Because if you don't apply that level of concentration every fucking time you do it, if this is a job that you're going to do a thousand times, one of a thousand times, you just get sucked the fuck in and it skins you Can alive. Can you say what a metal lathe is? I, I... It is, uh, it's turn, it's, 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 uh, it's almost it's, like a sideways drill press, but you, instead of a bit, it's like a giant piece of metal, often like three chuck. feet long. Yeah. And it, it, it spins metal sideways. So on a metal lathe, you typically have some automated thing that spins, um, they, they call it a tool. You know, it's a, it's a pointy little thing and it chips away at the metal and you can like make a lamp or something with decorative things. Oh, okay. So when it. like you watch those, like the banisters in a wood, sure, uh, sure. Stairway, they do right. it with the wood and they kind of like make a pattern with the little yeah. rod. Okay, yeah. Get, it's a similar type thing, except in the metal world, it's usually a little more automated and precise. In the wood world, there's usually like a guy with it. And tool. much more powerful. Like, I don't know mm. what the horsepower and gear ratios are exactly. But it would be like comparing a drill press. I, I think of a of most wood lathes, maybe because my wood lathes were never like top, top, top tier wood lathes. But they got like a few horsepower, like a, a couple or something like that. It's it's sort of similar to a drill press, but like my metal. The he... forces are. Did I break up or something? For a moment, you did. No, you're good. Oh no. Oh. Maybe I messed it up. I was gonna say that the fucking metal lathe is is a kind of. I don't know if you guys want to watch this video of someone being killed by a metal lay. That seems a little gory. Uh, is there one of just someone being grievously injured? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we can tie it back I'll into. I watch it until it gets crazy. I watch it. I mean, I'll watch it, and I, it's not. This isn't my first time watching someone die on the internet casually. Right. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if this is. I, I haven't watched this before, but I, I usually don't like them. But 
it'll give you an idea of what a metal lathe is if you're interested in that. Oh, now that I know what I'm going to watch, I don't know if I... Jesus Christ, I'm watching Ooh, this. Ooh, this isn't... I'm just getting still pictures. Oh, my yeah. Oh! Yeah, this is probably some graphic content. But, yeah, know, I'm not showing this on the show, but I'll describe yeah. it. There is a person... It looks like he wore long sleeves, and the long sleeves got wrapped up by the piece of metal. And this is an issue. Like there, are, I work with equipment a lot, where oh it's so strong that human body doesn't have much impact on slowing it down. Like my tractor is a really good example. If you were to hold, like, or get caught up by that PTO shaft, it would spin, and like what a human has to offer wouldn't even slow it down. It so that's what happened to this guy. He's on a big, strong machine. It looks like his clothing got wrapped around the workpiece. And therefore, his arm, like it's not just broken; it's it's liquefied almost. Like it's just wrapped around. It's, it's like taffy, and and the guy's dead, so he doesn't really care about his arm. But yeah, it's it's like he's still st being held in a standing position by being so be right taut in yep. this lathe. Like but that up to his shoulder, it's just taffy wrapped around a workpiece. Um, yeah. The horror of such a thing. I don't even want to go into thinking because it's pulling tendons and veins and, and stuff and out of his body and wrapping those as well as you would imagine. It's just so horrible. I don't even like thinking about the intricacies of that injury and what went on. Mm. It's terrible. So like I, I, I've got a metal lathe. I don't fuck with that thing. I don't want to. It, it, you know, if, if I need something done on that, I'll hire somebody to come do it, or I'll just go to a machine shop. But I don't want any part of that thing. It's not even. It's just too dangerous to fuck with. I don't. I get absent-minded and I daydream sometimes when I work, and that's a job that you could be standing over that lathe for an hour doing something. I can concentrate for 20 minutes long enough to set a detonator and do that right. But I don't want to be sitting there for two fucking hours grinding the same piece, the same motion over and over. I could forget and get sucked in. It could happen. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. There has to be a way to make that safer. Like, <laughs> is there? Well, Can they, there's like, put a shield so, up or something. Well, so there's CNC machines that are completely automated. You know, they mm -hmm. they do everything without without any input. But the quality, you know, the thing about a machinist is he can go in there and take a, a cylinder of aluminum and turn it into an intricate thing. He, you know, he can bore out knob. the center. There's yeah, there's so many different tools that that the lathe can utilize. It can it can bore out the inside of things. It can shape them in ways you wouldn't imagine. Um, you know, it's how you make things. It's a maker type tool. It's it's a base level tool where you're starting with just a piece of stock, just a piece of cylindrical aluminum or steel or really anything because those things have carbide um, cutting uh, cutting teeth or whatever. Yeah, you can turn it into anything. I watch guys you on YouTube and it's interesting. They're like, hey, you know what? I need a shifter knob for this thing. So they just take a piece of aluminum shape it like a shifter knob, thread the inside by operating the lathe very perfectly, and uh, and all of a sudden you have a threaded shifter knob that he just puts in place. And yeah. th if you're good at it, there's nothing you couldn't make. You can make screws, you know, if you need to. You can make bolts with it if you need to. You can make the things that make things mm. with, with, a, with a thing like a metal lathe. Um, when you see a, like a dead, or I'm sorry, I cut you off. I was going to something else. Go ahead. I don't think you Oh, I was off. done. No, oh, you're good. Yeah. About the uh, the body, the dead body thing we we're looking at. I just was curious, like how similar you guys are to me with this. So when I see dead bodies, and it's and like I know that that person didn't wake up that morning being like, I'm gonna kill myself or like whatever, and you just see like an accident happen. Like one of my first thoughts is always like I I'll look at like their pants or their shoes or their shirt or something and just be like, man, this guy had no idea that that this was gonna be the last time he put pants on like this is going to be the last time he'd put shoes on the last time he brushed his teeth that do you think like that too like yeah 
I bet yeah, you this sometimes. Guy, this guy probably wishes he would have wore a tank top that day. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Swags, man. Because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> we had a guy in machine shop with long hair, like like down uh-huh. to here, and he would wear it long, like he was fucking Jesus Christ or something. And I and our, and and our shop teacher, like one day, he was like, "Come here, let me show you something." And he put in the gore video, and it was some shit like that. He was like, "And there's a guy whose hair gets sucked in, and it scalps him, and rips his face, and like 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 turns him into the Red Skull from the Marvel movies, basically." Oh. You know, and he, he's like, that's what's going to happen to you. He's like, I've seen you lean over that workpiece. I've seen your hair be, be this close, and that's all it takes. He's like, that will be you. And next day, ponytail. <laughs> he was in a ponytail yeah. mm-hmm. and tucked in the back of his shirt, and then and he was over there working with a ponytail. And it was a better look for him anyway because he, yeah. he was on a one-way street to being a no-face. Like what is what's your first thought though when you see a dead body like that? Like is it something banal like that? Of that's it last time that guy put on those glasses. Is. Time like, to like, death. Like, time to the death videos... is what I'm looking at. I want to know like because there could be an awful looking corpse, right? Like let's say you jumped out of a building and you're smushed, right? Your, your whole body, which was normally a foot thick, is now three inches thick, right? It looks a mess. And I look at that and think, you know, that looks bad, but it was not a bad way to die. You know, Correct. he went from live to dead in a heartbeat. And that, that's not so awful. When I see that guy, I'm like, ah, oh, he kind of died from the arm down, right? He might have died yeah. over the course of 25 minutes where people were In like, horror, I don't know how to extract him from this machine. He bled pain. out. I'm sure he was um, in uh, shock. shock. Yeah, I you. bet he yeah. bled out. I mean, that's right. his head crushed. Like the last picture from the, not the last picture, but the one before, right? That's his fucking head that went through that thing crushed. Is it? I need to look again. Right? It's almost, you can not even like recognize some of those body parts because it's just a pulp. But you can yeah. see his hair, like the, not the last one, but the one above the last one. That's his head, right? Yeah. It's, it's almost like, you know, like a hematoma. Right. Oh, is wow. hematoma the right word? Not hema, because hema means blood. But whatever yeah. that, like, he- hematoma what, is. Toma, where it's like a bunch of teeth and hair and like nails and shit oh. that grow. Oh, like one of those body. tumors that grows it's Like teeth one of those hair. tumors. That's what it looks like. It looks like just an amalgamation of you're people right. parts. He did die quickly based on that head trauma. I think when you see something like that, you can't help but the first thing you think is like, you think, what if that was me? I mean, that's the first, when I see that guy's head, I'm like, I, I think of if my head was put through a fucking thing and then crushed like that. Like, Wouldn't be that I mean, bad. time you fucking drive a car, you know what I mean? This shit happens all the time. Oh, speaking of freak accidents, did anybody see? Let me. All right, let me sneak in a, a quick ad, and then we're going to talk about oh, a child gosh. dying. All right. Oh. Let's see which ad, Kyle. And today's ad is for Progressive Auto Insurance. (laughs) (laughs) It should be. Tired of eating the same bland food while trying to stay healthy? NatureBox has the solution to your problem. Making smarter choices doesn't mean you have to eat boring food. NatureBox makes snacks that are that are full of flavor and none of the junk. NatureBox makes over 100 ridiculously delicious snacks that are made with better for uh, better for you ingredients. Simply choose what snacks you want, and they are delivered right to your door. Some of our personal favorites are the peanut butter nom noms, the chocolate hazelnut granola, and the praline pumpkin seeds. I've got some of these dark cocoa nom noms here. They're they're pre- they're pretty good if you like chocolate. Uh, NatureBox is constantly adding new and interesting snacks for you to, to discover every month. Plus, they believe that you shouldn't eat something you don't like. So if you try a snack and you don't like it, NatureBox will replace it in your next box for free. You can't do that with any other, uh, any other snacks. So go to NatureBox.com PKA right now to get two bags of delicious snacks without any of the junk for free. 
That's naturebox.com slash PKA for two free bags of bold, unique snacks delivered right to you. Naturebox.com slash PKA to get two bags of snacks for free. Uh, snack, healthy, snack, easy, Nature Box. I really did like those. Uh, they were like cheesy pretzel bites. Mm-hmm. And I think they had like, I think it was like cheddar and beer flavored or something like that. And, uh, and I don't like beer, but I like these things. And uh, I'm trying to think what else I got. Oh, those pineapple granola bars I got were really tasty, too. I, uh, I kind of lived on those during when I was traveling back and forth in Texas. I was um, slow to tell them what I wanted, but I can't wait to get them. Man, they're good. Um, I got the, the little chocolate chip cookies. Uh, they tasted a little bit, just a little bit like Cocoa uh, Krispies, the old mm-hmm. cookie cereal. Um, but they're still current, tastes- baby. <laughs> but 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 better but but much better like the cocoa krispies kind of taste like shit if i'm being honest they've got this like oily uh after thing on your tongue that and so the nature box things don't have that they've got these little tiny oatmeal chocolate chip cookies that are delicious i'm a big fan of those uh, i don't usually huh? i was gonna say you don't like you said you don't like beer no nah, i don't like beer i thought you were drinking bud light the whole time we were doing this no nah, i got pepsis oh so nah. the whole time i thought you were, that was a bud light no, no, I, I really don't like beer. Um, I, I, I just never really like to drink. Um, I, I've done a good bit of drinking, and it always goes poorly. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I usually, I usually drink too much. I get to a point where like I'm feeling really good, and I'm like, man, I'd feel even better if I had another drink. And I have that drink, and I'm like, I don't feel so good. Maybe I'd feel better if I had another drink. <laughs> it's like, oh man, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> it's just, uh, and. It's always gone bad. I've had a bunch of situations where I've ended up like vomiting out of cars and vomiting in restrooms and just seen being really sick. Yeah, he's seen it. And, you know, just ruined mm-hmm. cool nights, you know, with like, all right, it's midnight. We hit every bar on 6th Street here in Austin. Now let's vomit in our, in our hotel room for the rest of the night. Right, um, right. So I haven't really drank much at like, – like as far as like social drinking, like – if if we're somewhere where it's a it's not a it, you're gonna be an odd man out if you don't just get a fucking beer you're gonna be lame or something like I'll totally drink, um, but I, I I I don't have any beer in my house and like I don't have any reason to have any beer in my house like I don't want one ever. I feel like the mm. people that often drink so much that drinking becomes a problem is for whatever way their their body chemistry is such that they frequently get the perfect nights right. For me if like to drink enough that I get like a nice happy buzz. But I don't get like, not even sick, but just like feeling bad, like hungover. Uh, that is is flipping a coin and landing on its side. Like in line there, eh? Yeah. Somewhere between three and five years. Right okay. Yeah, I, I just never seem to nail that. Like drink, have a great time, get a fun buzz, feel great tomorrow. Like that. It just it's it's not in the cards for me. And I. I I don't know. I don't think more experience would fix it or anything. I think I'm just wired to, to either not have enough buzz or get sick. All right. So maybe some of you um, remember the water slide in Kansas City. Oh, uh, yeah. I just heard that, about that. So it came out um, maybe a year or so ago, and it was such a big deal because this water slide was so big, uh, so powerful, um, so high, so tall, all that stuff. It's uh, it's got a couple of drops. This uh, this water slide. It starts out and you you go straight down in a three-person raft uh, at a very high speeds, 
and uh, and you go down a hill, and then you go up a hill, and then down again. And the way it gets you up the second hill is with a series of water jets on the slide that are pushing you along and up the next hill. Now, the combined weight of the three persons on the uh, raft is supposed to be 400 pounds or more to make sure that the raft always maintains contact with the with the slide. Well, what happened here was a series of failures with that system. First of all, the reason this slide is in Kansas City is because the, uh, the, the, the state Republicans have kind of made that area a low regulation area. So it's one of the few places that they could build this enormously tall and dangerous water slide. And, and some of those regulations had to do with the size of the people. Like, you know how it says you must be this tall? Well, there mm-hmm. they don't do that. Let's carry on. Yeah, yeah. The, the height thing changed, and even the age thing um, had been reduced to down down to like maybe ten years old, from like fourteen or something like that. They they figured that what's really important is that we got four hundred pounds on this raft. So this kid who was the son of this Republican state uh, senator goes up with two of his friends. The three of them don't weigh enough combined to go down together. So they put the two boys on with a stranger send them down and now it's the the last child's turn and for some reason they put him on with two women and since he is the lightest of the three he goes in the front and the women so are what not happened, big they're not big they don't come to the needed 400 pounds they've said that that is a failure with the scale that's obviously a failure with whoever's picking and choosing he didn't want to make the kids skip two rides in a row that's clearly what happened if you think about it like if anybody's ever been to the top of one of these water slides it's a shit show. They're just trying to get you off and gone. Yeah. And, uh, and so they go down the first hill. They come up the second one, and they kind of keep going up. They, they lose contact with the slide and start flying through the air off the track. Well, they've got these big metal rings that go up and over the slide and have netting strung between them to keep you from just flying off into space. Well, one of those rings completely decapitates the child in front. Cuts his head clean off. The head, the head keeps flying backwards and hits the woman in the face behind her, doing some uh, fr- uh, fracturing her skull and her face and like messing up her orbital socket, you know, around her eye. Um, and both of those women's faces hit the net and it scratches them all up as they hit this net going dozens of miles per hour. The boy's headless body slides to the bottom of the sh- of the slide in that pool of water they used to decelerate you at the bottom where his friends are waiting. The, you can see the pictures of that area soaked in blood. It's just red. It looks like a shark attack. And, and they're screaming as this headless child's body comes to the bottom, followed by the head, followed by the two severely injured women. Dude, that is one of the most ghoulish, Terrible. horrible stories I've ever heard. Have you seen That's- the boy? Yeah, I just saw the picture of him. He's uh, not a, the injured picture, the pre-injured picture. Yeah, just like he's the most adorable, head. like cute little boy. I sound pedo, but like it. No, that's yeah. not pedo. Uh, just saying yeah, that I, a, yeah whenever I say it, it's what he's like. Where's the head? At? <laughs> 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 Who wants the head? He's dead. It's like I a dwarf head in like, Game of Thrones. You're like, leave the head. <laughs> Um, that's funny though. Oh man, that's it's so that's horrifying. Yeah. It... Did you say it's a four hundred a four hundred pound minimum for three people? I mean, that's considering you got a man in there. That's all. Considering it it's a children's ride, that seems like a fucking. It's high. not a children's ride. It, it, and the, the owner has specifically said this is an extreme. This is not a family ride. This is an extreme ride. The people who do this are akin to the people who skydive and race cars. This is an extreme ride, and it is. It's scary. And you can see a YouTube that. video of it going as planned. 
So we can. I'd like to see that. What's yeah, the name? Yeah. The... You can say that it's not a kids' ride, and they did. The Kyle's right. <laughs> but I the feel bathroom. like you can't just say it. Like <laughs> it's at an amusement park, right? There's tons of people going on, families, moms, kids, etc. Like just because you say like, oh no, this one is like bungee jumping. You know, this one is like skydiving. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make it true. I assume. And there's no there's no age limit, right? Just size. They, and, and oh, and I, I don't blame the guy at the top of the slide very much at all. He shouldn't be put in a position where if he doesn't accurately guess weights like a carnival person, then it's people like die. Well, he's got to do math. It's, it, it does. Do these okay, three you're right. There's a scale. 400 pounds. And it's his one job, really, if you think about it. Uh, like, like maybe he wasn't made aware of how important his job was. Maybe no one said, hey, at 320 pounds, children lose their heads and we all lose our jobs. Bro, nobody probably said that. They were like, hey, dude, 400 or more, right? And he's like, yeah. And that was, was 320, it. 320, the total weight. It's two women and a 10-year-old. Let's say the average woman's 125, 130. So 260 plus. A, yeah, I mean, if it's, I don't know. If, you, if it's 400 is the minimum weight. In reality, it should be like 200 should t make it airborne. Like, you know what I mean? There shouldn't be like, oh, 399, 401. Like, it should be no yeah. fucking. There should What's be the, no. At 350, people that, die. Yeah. Here's the problem with that, though. Because of the nature of the ride and those water jets that force you up, you have to keep the weight in a median area. It can't be too low and it can't be too high, or the ride just doesn't work because of the nature uh, of what they've done. Right. It, it's and this video, right? Yeah, if, if you because early on they had incidents of people going, you know, they go down the first hill and they start going up the second one and then whoop, ah, oh, we didn't make it and they're just right. kind of, you know. So this video I sent like really gets to the point immediately with the ride taking off and going. Some uh, some somebody made a good video. Do you want to watch the, together? The yacht video. Um, yeah, no, the most no. recent video is two minutes and thirty six seconds long, um, and it's it's it just shows someone quickly like ride the ride. Do you want to um, go to where it starts? Gotcha, the ride gotcha, starts. Gotcha. It starts at like one second. Like it immediately well, starts. No. It... Oh, oh, am I wrong? Yeah, yeah I'm at 30 like, seconds. Uh, they're still at the top go, of the slide. Oh, my bad. Go to two minutes. Two minutes? Yeah, they sit there for a while. Oh, dang, my bad. It looked like they were like immediately going to like get kicked off. All right, I'm at two minutes. All right, I'm at, I'm at 204. Let's sync up. Okay, so yeah, this shit's more like a roller coaster than a water slide. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm 204. Okay, right. 204. So, so, so while we're paused here at 204, you can see that netting in front of them. That's not the netting he went into. It's the second series of netting. But you can kind of see a ring that creates the top oval-shaped perimeter of that yeah. net. That's what took the boy's head off. Not that particular one, but the one on the second hill. Okay, let's, uh, let's go ahead and watch this. Ready, set, play. Looks like a ton of fun, if I'm being honest. Like, Look at this. Oh, I'm sure it was a ton of fun. Look at this. Oh, oh that looks like awesome. Shit. Now the now the jets are shooting them up. And they got airborne and flew into those nets. Yeah. And then, oh, it's a short ride. Yeah, you can definitely see exactly where it happened. And you can imagine, like, if the three of us were on there, there'd been no issue whatsoever, and it'd been a hell of a time. But you put a kid on there with two normal-sized women. See, that's the problem. I feel like yeah. if this ride were in Georgia... We'd have found two big old girls to put on there with that kid. <laughs> that ride wouldn't have even made it up to the top of the second hill. Just uh, have a rule. Must have one adult man per ride. We get to ride the ride more, and you pretty <laughs> much cement that it's going to be... You take an adult man, you put a small woman in there, and then even, like, I don't know, a 12-year-old kid, you'll hit 400 pounds. Like, you'll hit it. 
That's right. Because you know? I, I read it. I wonder how long, how long, how long did this ride operate safely until an incident happened? A year, you know, year. one year, not that long. Because that's that's pretty remarkable There's, in itself that it only did it. They, it even lasted not e that long. Not even that. Because here's the thing: um, it didn't used to have the jets that pushed them up. I read this, and uh, and you could get stuck at the bottom. So they added those jets, and they added the weight minimum at the same time. So it felt like they were still dialing it in, right? You know, first you had people getting stuck, yeah. then you put like jets at the bottom. Now you got people launching into decapitation. They should uh, have like sandbag kind of devices. You know what I mean? Like if if you have three people that are under the limit, they should have some type of Velcro sandbags on the side. What they need gotta... are giant walls and no roof, so that if crazy airborne happens, they just stay in the tunnel and land in it. Or just a seatbelt. Well, just they had a seatbelt, seat a Velcro seatbelt. Yeah, the raft went. It's not like the boy was thrown oh. from the raft. The whole raft flew. Yeah, that's why the women the were hurt, too. Everyone on that okay. raft got head injuries. I misunderstood the dynamics of that. All right. Oh, man, that's fucked I up. I mean, at the end of the day with amusement parks and shit, like, nobody bats a thousand, man. There's going to be a couple fucking tragedies <laughs> here and there, man. It's just like, one fucking, like you know what I mean? Like, there's the, every, you're not going to hey. Would you no even want to go if everyone survived? Like, like, who wants to go on that fucking ride? You're like, oh, you, you heard about the new thrill ride at Adventure Mountain? No, what's it like? Ah, oh, it's incredible. All kinds of hills and turns and flips. Really? Anybody died? Well, no, everybody who doesn't makes it out. It's not actually dangerous or anything. Well, that doesn't sound like any fun. What, what about that big water slide in Kansas? Oh, the lopper. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little too hardcore for me. I don't want to do that. That's the one I want to do. Like, I mean, if I'm being honest, the fact that that boy, that someone just died on this ride, makes me want to do it more. It's, have you it, had you heard of it before? Yeah, yeah, well, I heard. I, it. I, I mean, the only reason I know about it is this. I mean, any publicity is good publicity if you want to be the devil about it. You know what I mean? I've never heard it. I'd... I just yeah. think it's interesting that Kansas City apparently like had an area where this was fine. <laughs> like how did like and, like if they took this in like the middle of Missouri they'd be like oh no 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 we're a little more progressive here, like no like how does that happen, that it, they just make it I, a special laws for this one water slide so that they can be like ah uh, you know this is this is only legal in this city, like that. I, the way I see it honestly I think it's a bit of deregulation. They, 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 the article I read made it seem like it was because of the Republican led state Senate. I don't know if that's true or not. But I like the idea of there being a thrill ride like this that is dangerous, that is edgy. I don't like that there's kids getting on it because a minor really can't make that decision to spin the wheel like we were all making earlier. He doesn't know he's spinning the wheel. He's going out to play on a water slide. It's fucked up that you're putting a 10-year-old, or was he 10? Is that, was 10. that his, That's what I heard. Yeah. You're putting a 10-year-old on, 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 this, on this ride when it's being dialed in and it, it's... It's sort of an experimental edge of your seat kind of prototype ride. It's not the it's not like the Batman at Six Flags Over Georgia that, of course, it cut that one guy's head off. But he had jumped three fences and was standing on the ground. Nobody on the ride got hurt mm -hmm. except for the woman whose leg hit him in the head. Of course, that poor lady never walked right again. But you know, it's they're they're thrilled. But that wasn't because of the ride. It was because no, that was because of the, of the asshole who mm -hmm. snuck in. Yeah, like remember the Superman like tower where that lady got her foot cut off. Yeah, where, you know, I don't know if you know the story that it's Superman's a ride they have. I think Six Flags, like they put a lot of the same rides under similar or slightly different names at every location. And it's right. a Superman and it's this big tower where you basically go up and you're sitting there and your straps kind of like strapped to the outside of this tower. So you're not really protected. And then you fall down really fast and they bounce you back up and a cord 
one of those, I don't know what the name is, the metal cord that kind of powers it, snapped and then whipped up and just lopped her foot off. Just, yeah, I, like ghost shit. There was the movie. Just saying that they saw the foot still in the shoe, like, fall. Because they weren't moving, they're just up and down. So everything they the, cut off is just coming straight down. I think the reason that all those rides are named, like, Batman, Joker, Riddler, and stuff like that is that maybe Warner Brothers, who owns DC, also owns the Six Flags companies and stuff like that. So they're, they, the Batman name is theirs to use, you know, for free. Uh, I think that's the deal. Because it all seems to be DC comic stuff. I don't see Iron Man the ride. It's uh, but in in Atlanta, um, for anybody who likes roller coasters, I love roller coasters. I go to Six Flags a couple times a year. They've got Superman, and and you get in it, and you're in like Superman flying position, like arms outstretched on your stomach. And uh, if you wait an extra five minutes, you get to be in the head of the line on the front car, although it's not a car. And that really does feel like being Superman or something. That's so much fun. I love that ride. Have you guys Have seen you ever the been movie to Ghost Point? Chip? Have you? No. There's two topics. No, I haven't been to Cedar Point either. Oh, never mind. It's the best roller coaster park ever. It, it blows that. everything else out of the water. It's incredible. Check it out if you live in Ohio. Yeah, man, that, that, uh, that, that cable breaking and cutting your foot off is just kind of like another thing. You know, you go to McDonald's. Oh, I've and, seen Ghost Ship. Let's you know, watch you this to... scene. This oh, is... saying, oh, shit. I didn't hear you say that. No, what were you saying, Wax? I was saying you go to McDonald's, the, the milkshake machine's broken. You can't get a milkshake. You go to wherever that was, the roller coaster breaks. Somebody gets their foot cut off. It's you know what I mean. Shit breaks. Milkshake <laughs> foot. You know. Yeah. This is one of the best opening scenes to a horror movie in like cinematic history. Are, are you guys ready? Best I don't know about that, but I like ghost it. Ghost ship opening scene. All right, ready, set, play. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when I saw this. Yeah. It was, it was a little scary. How old is this movie? Uh, pretty old, 10 years. Yeah, more. I, would, I would say. I, it, um, always, it made me respect high tensile yeah. tensile wires I, afterwards. I've, I've done a lot of like car recovery, like with off-roading, yeah. and everyone would reference this movie as what happens when it goes wrong. Yeah. Oh, this is spelling it out. <laughs> uh oh. Boom! Mm. Oh no. They're all looking around. <laughs> well, shit. Hi. <laughs> that would have been a good day to be a a midget. midget. <laughs> Is the girl or hurt? Just I not can't tell. Like dancing. Or a, yeah, or a break dancer spinning on they the ground. They need a scene like this in, at the end of Game Why of Thrones, and Tyrion just walks away like, "Ha!" Oh, he got finally. Now. <laughs> Is that Ben Stein? No. He did look like him though a little bit. Fat Ben Stein. 
Yeah, so that's pretty rough. Yeah, I remember that scene. That, the little uh, girl's the last person left. She was yeah, short, enough. short she enough. She survived. Oops. Wow. Oh, that makes me want to watch the movie. That's the opening scene. Jesus Christ. Well, it just seemed relevant to all this roller coaster high tensile talk. It was. It was definitely relevant. I just, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> That's what they were going for when they made the scene. Well. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, tell everyone about Tracker while we're here. <laughs> yeah, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Kyle. I like smart it. cars, smartphones, smart homes. Technology has made everything smart, but when you lose those smart things, it can make you feel really stupid. Tracker makes losing things a thing of the past. However, Tracker is a corn-sized device that locates misplaced keys, wallets, bags, computers, anything in seconds. Just pair a Tracker to your smartphone, attach it to anything, and find its precise location with the tap of a button. It's that easy. Lose your phone, press the button on Tracker, and your phone rings, even when it's on silent. With over, with over 1.5 million devices, Tracker has the world's largest crowd uh, GPS network in the world. Largest crowd GPS network in the world. So your lost items show up on the map, even if it's miles away. Never lose anything again with Tracker. Listeners to our show here get a special discount of 30% off your entire order when you go to the, T-H-E, uh, tracker.com and enter promo code PKA. The hardest thing you'll ever have to find is their website. Go to the tracker.com right now and enter promo code PKA for 30% off your entire order. Again, that's the tracker.com, promo code PKA. Link in the description. Check them out. Cool, yeah. cool idea. I, oh, oh. Speaking of that, um, I got some like PK branded trackers the other day to add to my collection. So I got three trackers now. You want to see them? Sure. Let me grab these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about trackers. I might as well. As long as I didn't lose them, out. Anyway, that would be a problem. <laughs> uh, let's watch Kyle dance around his room. <laughs> watch the trackers be on the desk, which I think is what he's checking. I think he got up, walked away from the desk. Now we're watching Kyle Butt, mostly. Look for trackers. Should I go get a tracker? Why did he bring a knife to go to the other part of the house? Maybe he keeps it somewhere yeah, dangerous. He'd like Especially a bayonet. I'm in, I'm in a creepy mood. <laughs> I mean, he, I think Kyle may be a little, little into ghosts, right? That's Not into true. ghosts, but, but he, he believes ghosts. Or at least he said at one point he said there's at least one ghost out there. He said I something is... like, "You can't prove there aren't ghosts, therefore there might be ghosts." Which... I know that in order to leave his room, he had to get a knife. Maybe that's a big an knife. It's like a bayonet. Yeah, and, and I don't know that knives work that well in ghosts. Do you still work with herbal tea, <laughs> Wax? What's that? Do you still work with herbal tea? Yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah. So you guys not, as, not as much as I should, you know. He's got a, he's got a, he's got more of a nine to five family life than I do. Uh huh. But I should, hmm. should work with him more. But I'm most, I'm mostly like kind of like a, uh, a cave dweller working by myself in my studio. You know what I mean? Just kind of, kind of loner. Yeah. Are you into like what other hobbies are you into? Like gaming, shooting. You know, when we have no, people I'm who are into, into shooting. Uh, I'm into, I'm into. I, I just grilling shit in my backyard. You know what I mean. This year I took up. I started taking up yoga. This year, now I'm into. The, now I'm into that. You know, I took took started taking that up this year. I'm interested and, in how boring your hobbies are. You're like I like grilling and yoga. Uh, I like skateboarding. Skateboarding's a little bit more. Okay. You know? okay. Skateboarding's fun. 
for yeah. other people, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was that skateboarding is kind of like when it's like when I was a, when I was younger, I was really into it. Now, like I you know I still like like to go to the to go to the store. I'll, I'll use a skateboard. You know, do you what feel I mean? like your gonna, skateboarding talent? Risky. As a guy who's aged, I don't know how old you are. Thirties? How old are you? Thirty-seven. 20s? Thirty-seven. Okay, so maybe you've experienced this to some extent. Like silently, some of your athleticism has been removed without telling you. You know, you were doing kickflip, ollie, whatever the fucks, you know, fifteen years ago, and now you're like, ah, maybe I shouldn't. Like, does that happen? Yeah. There's, there's not only it's not only the the lack of athleticism, it, even more so, it's the the gaining of fear, like, like I, if I'm doing something difficult, I'm not just thinking about physical pain. I'm thinking about like how this will affect my life. Like, do I have insurance? Like, <laughs> when, like, I go to the hospital. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it goes beyond that. But, uh, yeah, I took I, I, but I started taking up uh, yoga this year because my roommate got me into it, and I was, I was like, I, if you would have told my fucking eighteen year old self that I would do yoga, I would be like in my old school homophobic ways probably told you nah fuck that you know but now now i actually feel like i'm in better shape than i've been in since i was much younger because of it you know i'm 100 percent sure that if i did yoga i would pass gas and that's like i don't want that i don't want that, I don't want that at all I, 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 can't, I can't take it i'm never gonna do it that's very very common isn't it in yoga it is. It so is. do those rooms just smell like hot <laughs> shit <laughs> Nah, they always have some kind of like girly can It's feminine, man. They always got some kind of candles and shit in there to, to cover up the B.O. and farts. <laughs> I do like candles a lot. Maybe I would enjoy it. I just... It's, it's good scenery, too, man. The, the girls are good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like, I don't want to... Because the, the guy who's leading it, is it a guy? It's, it's usually a girl. Usually, okay, well, then never mind. My, my apprehension was answered. That's really neat, Kyle. What is that? I got one too. That's the PKA tracker. They sent yeah. us some custom so, labels. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is that product I was talking about before. Um, you know, you just—it's really small and discreet, so you can kind of like put it on. I've got mine on like a a handgun bag that's got my ammo and and my nice pistol in it that I take to the range when I actually go. And I figure if it gets stolen, you know, I could track it down the road or something like that. Maybe it just gives you. Slip it, it in you your backpack it, at school, and then if it's ever like if you lose it innocently or if it's stolen, you'll be able to hunt it down. It's very light, and uh, you know, it's a good idea. Um, we've got one on a dog that that's that's silly. One of our stupid dogs that likes to run away. So you know, you know that you you pull the thing up, and you're like, oh, good, he's in the backyard. It's not like he just made a beeline for Alabama. It's about the size and weight of a quarter, but it's a tracking device. And you just stick it in something you want to make sure you don't lose. Very James Bond. If you had told me that when I was a kid, I'd have been like, ooh, ooh, how much is it? $500? $1,000? A million? Because you yeah. have no concept of money. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was in kindergarten having an actual discussion with a, a colleague of mine, a fellow five or six-year-old, <laughs> being like, you really think your parents have a hundred dollars? And they're like, yeah, I bet my dad has a hundred dollars. And I'm like, there's no fucking... There's no way your dad has a hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. And like he was wondering, like I, I had it in my head that a hundred dollars for a couple of years at that age was like the top, the peak. Like if only someday I could, I too could have a hundred dollars. Like I, I had a similar experience. I had, I was probably a little older, like seven. 
and uh, I was at a friend's house and someone they had came around with a hundred dollar bill. I didn't know they got that big. Like hundred dollar bill <laughs> was like, I, yeah. and we all. I remember we laid it on the table. We made it like extra flat and like crease free, and we just marveled at the hundred dollar bill, you know. And it's like, oh, we we haven't even looked at the back yet, and flip it over. <laughs> we were just amazed by this hundred dollar bill. It was pretty. Cool. We always had uh, dad always kept cash around the house, so I was familiar with the denominations. Mm. I, there's a $500 bill. I, they don't make them anymore, but they exist. I saw a guy, um, Trump signed one, and uh, it was pretty neat. I liked his reaction. Like Some guy had an autograph from Trump on a $500 bill, and he's like, hmm. And when you get Trump to go like, damn, a $500? You know, then, then that's a neat thing. You know, yeah. like, it, I, Look, I don't want Trump to be my president, but... You'd let him sign your $500 bill? Yeah, I kind of think having a 500 signed by Trump would be cool. I think, you know, I'd try to get all of them. Like, hey, Cuban, uh, who's the guy? Bloomberg. Elon Musk. Uh, or the Facebook guy. Uh, Zuckerberg. Um, or Bill Gates. The Bill, yeah, all. get all the billionaires to Maybe sign Maybe get one five. of those sheiks uh, over there in Saudi Arabia that, like, controls the whole country's gross domestic product, you know, in, the back, in their back pocket. I wonder, where does Putin rank? Like, I, oh, I, feel I, like bet he's top, I bet he's, he's top 25. 25. Is he secretly worth like $100 billion? A number Dude, I, I can hardly number comprehend. One because he can just co-opt any industry in Russia and be like, oh yeah, this is also mine now. So I have access to all this. Like, it's he took not over a, a small country last year, so I would say yeah. so. You know, it's not like I, I he think a hundred billion in a savings account, but I think he has access. I think to he does. I've, I've read that. I've read that he's funneled away enormous sums of money into private accounts. I, I've read that. Who knows? You know, right? Uh, you read on the internet, but you would imagine that he would. He would. And I've seen this uh, in the same video that was calling him out for having stole this money. <clears throat> I saw these videos of him doing like state media, like you know, an interview for Russian TV. And he's in the, He's in supposedly his home, and it's very austere. Like there's like a it, the, the TV is not a flat screen. There's like brown couches and carpet, and it's like. That is not where Vladimir Putin lives. Because in the next scene, they're like, here's where Vladimir Putin actually spends his summers. And it's like, it's one of those houses like the English, like, noble mm-hmm. people have, where it's not just a home. It's an estate with, like, multiple functions. Like, oh, there's where they smoke the meats. Yes, that's the meat smokery. And here's where we make our fine cheeses for the servants. You know, <laughs> like, like there's it's a compound. It really is an estate where, like, servants live on the property and the the property is hundreds of acres and there are fences that look like they're not just meant to keep hooligans out they might be able to keep some armed men out you know to keep people in yeah (laughs) or that too yeah Yeah. do you ever see a house so big that it pisses you off yeah why would it there was a go on like i was seeing like a like a good example of one a very large home that doesn't piss me off is woody's because, probably because I actually know you, and so you could have bought one of these houses I'm about to talk about, and I'd still be 100% biased. But I was looking on, the, like, Forbes has this section on their website that's, like, most expensive current houses on the market and whatnot. And I clicked it just to see what it was, and it's, there is, like, a $100 million, it's basically somewhere you can buy in California that's your own Rhode Island, essentially. And it's just, it, I look at it, and I'm just like, do you... God, like, I know you got so much money, and you just probably dislike people for not having as much money as you, but, like, 
do you have to make it so you honestly live in your own world away from the peons and the paupers and the serfs? Because that's what it is. You're keeping the world out. Like that sounds great. Maybe for like Zuckerberg, it makes sense because <clears throat> everybody's trying to fuck with him. But if you're like I don't know some oil baron that nobody knows the name of, and you live in that house, it just seems douchey. That's you know? what that guy out in Texas has with that eighteen thousand acres of property he has. Like eighteen thousand acres. It's like I mean, he 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 takes his tank and like just shoots job. it. Yeah. Well, not really. I mean, it's it's he bought it so he could live there. He lives there. Like he doesn't. What did, what did Taylor say? I didn't hear his words. It's his job. Oh. I mean, it kind of is. Like he he utilizes that ranch as like a hunting ground where people can come and pay. And but all that set up as a nonprofit. You know. It, this is where he lives. It's just his kind of playground, and, and and he's he does socialize with people, but it's his friends and family. It's no one else. It's 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 there are because you're in a remote part of Texas to begin with. I mean, you can drive and find neighbors, but <clears throat> you got to drive to find them, and it's not like there's more than a dozen neighbors. Uh, then you got to drive half an hour to get to a town. You know, it, it's absurd how remote he is and how far the average person is pushed away from him. I. I live in a nice home. I, I like it. So I watch these shows, and in my head, I'm almost like mentally competing with like the nice homes on TV. I always lose. They're always nicer. <laughs> like you know, when they feature like Paris Hilton's house, she's not slumming it in my house. It's always like ten levels beyond. You know, we have a Your guest house, house. Is her like they're bug bombing her main mansion, so she <laughs> stays in that one. <laughs> we have a guest house, but it's not that nice a guest house. You know, their guest house is like 2,000 square feet, like it's a house house. And then their house is like 12,000 square feet. We're half of both of those. And, and you know, like I, um, I'm in the center of 14 acres, which is kind of nice, you know, and I, I feel like I have a buffer from other people. But like Kyle's like, yeah, this guy, he, he wanted land to shield himself from whatever development, he just wanted to be alone. So he's in the center of 18,000 acres. It's a whole different game, like I, I you I, cannot see it, it's literally yeah. you can't see property that another man owns right out there like we go to the top of his mountain one of them and he, it's like that scene from the lion king it's like everything the light touches simba yes. this is ours i could fly and, my paramotor there and see nothing but his land that's incredible um and it's it's outrageous i would like I, I, that I, I like what that guy has going on like like I've seen, I've met a couple of rich people and, and like that, that Mo, you know, lives in New York and in Manhattan and that kind of busy, blustery kind of thing every day going in with a suit and tie and doing his job. And he's got a cool job and he owns a, a few different things and it's multifaceted and all, but man, he's working. But then this guy is like the opposite. He's figured out this thing where like, he just kind of like lives on his own playground and, and he uses that money in ways where... He still does. He doesn't have to pay taxes on it necessarily. He finds ways to to hang on to his money, and you know by putting the place in a nonprofit, by by a lot of things like that. Um, but but when you look at his toys, every time I see one of them, I've never been like, oh, that's just a waste of money, man. Why would you get that? He gets because he, he gets like experts to tell him what the cool thing is. Um, so if he's got night vision, he's got the cool night vision. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, you're not fucking around here, are you? Holy <laughs> shit. When he puts a laser on his gun, it's the good laser. So, like, he's loading us all up with machine guns and suppressors and night vision, and, and we're hopping on his, like, every, the vehicle you get in is the top of the line, the gun you're holding is the top of the line, the house that it came out of is the top of the line, and then, you know, 
he also owns a barn full of tanks and artillery pieces and shit like that. It's it looks like a blast to to be him. That's yeah. I, I'm hearing this, and I, I shouldn't be comparing myself. This guy's so wealthy, but like like I have a golf cart. I love my golf cart. I think it's the greatest thing. I I love getting around on it. We were just picking up the trash cans from the curb today via golf cart, right? But this guy doesn't have a golf cart. He has like a six person ATV with great suspension. Better. He's Go got on. a Ford Raptor. Four by four door that he's put a big raised sitting platform in the bed of so that it sit you're you're sitting above the top of the cab and that's like a sixty that's like a sixty five thousand got like the nicest truck I can't even picture truck. this yeah I, but he also has like UTVs and stuff right you buzz around oh the best they, yeah these this crazy Raptor racing thing with a big roll cage um, and then he's got this other one that was like a a four person. Uh, I wish I knew the model. It went fast though, and we're going. And he drove us out. Uh, it's nighttime. We're all armed, <clears throat> and he drove us out in the middle of nowhere, hauling ass. He was going real fast, but I, you can't scare me in a vehicle. I, I you just can't. I'm I'm I, if, I'm 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 prepared for the wreck. I'm almost looking forward to it because I want to see what's coming. It looks fun to me, uh, especially mm. if there's a roll cage and a seatbelt. I'm, you can't scare me. I, and, and every time, I just, you can't. I want us to wreck. It'd be fun for me. So, like, he's trying to scare us. And I'm just, I'm loving it. And, uh, and on the way back, I'm like, can I drive? He's like, sure, sure. I was like, all right. Let me know if I go too fast. <laughs> I'm going so goddamn fast in this thing that it's, it's like a gravel nighttime half-assed road. Mm-hmm. And I've never been down it before. Every turn, we're sliding into it. Every time we're going down hills, and I should be on the brakes because at the bottom there's a maneuver. No, I'm sliding into the maneuver. I'm doing my best to terrify them. And finally, about five minutes into this drive, as we like go over a hill and like through some bushes and, and shit, he's like, All right, all right, that's, that's probably good enough right there. <laughs> yes, I scared him. Yes, I got him. I, I felt like it was a real accomplishment because like I, I really like off road driving and any kind of like aggressive driving at all i i really enjoy that when i when i got to that i think his name's billy baldwin the uh the the like super truck driver he drives those million dollar um like desert racing trucks Mm -hmm. like when i got to ride with him on one of those jump tracks and that it's a million dollar fucking truck and he's like one of the best in the world at it I love that shit like like that thing did you hang out with dan blazarian that day do i have my tricks mixed up yeah okay yeah yeah, so that that thing was cool. Uh, I, I like anything like that. And when I see that racing on TV, where is it motocross? What what's it called? Where when the car? It's like I want to call it Baja or um, Iron Man or like all of those things. Yeah, yeah. I, in particular, I like the ones that look like they're in Europe or something. So there's like trees and stuff. Rally and racing, maybe rally race. Yeah, I would love to do that. I want to <sighs> do that so badly. It looks like so much adrenaline. The whole fuck. It looks like you're just like. Dude. Just fucking shifting gears and fucking sliding into corners and jumping shit and then rolling and rolling and rolling. <laughs> like, I think of myself as kind of fearless at these things, but the stories you're telling, I don't think I could hang. I think I'd ask you to slow down too. And rally racing, that shit looks dangerous. Like they're on cliff edges and stuff. Like the the other uh, Pikes Peak races. Have you seen that? I don't like that. I don't like that. Now Holy I don't want to go off a cliff. Yeah. I want to roll into some trees. That that's that's how adventurous they I am. They both seem like, like terrible ideas. See, I would never do. I, I 
No. You'd be like, hey, we're going to go risk our lives for, for fun for a minute. And I'd be like, no, it's fine. I'm going to stay in the mansion and make up an elaborate backstory about myself to tell the help and have fun with that. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do. And then I'll smoke a $20,000 cigar or whatever the hell he gives me as consolation. I'd be that setting up video so, for the interesting like, corners. I, I get, do you get a little like, – I'm sure Kyle doesn't because you enjoy these risky things. I get like almost – a feeling of like I'm better than you when I see someone who dies in like a very avoidable thing where they're like that guy recently who jumped out of the sky with no parachute and he basically just needed help getting to his target just in case with guy the guy being like falling right next to him like you good you good what it's like all right see ya and like they left if that guy had died like it's it's, it's fucked up but wouldn't don't you feel a little bit like yeah I'm smarter than that guy I'm better than that I guy make smarter on a certain level because I would never do that. I would never jump out of a plane no. knowing that the ground is approaching. No, that never I, occurs I, to me. I like it when people who are really pushing boundaries like that succeed because because when they fail, I feel like it's it retards the growth of that industry or that sport or or just people who are getting into it. And in the space industry, that's happened a bunch of times where you know we have an explosion, uh, we lose a space shuttle, and then it's like, oh shit, no more missions for the next four years. And it's like, how far does that set us back? I'm not getting any younger here. I want to see some vert semblance of space travel happen eventually, right? I think we all do. Um, me probably more than others because I, I grew up with the Star Trek and just loving it so much and the idea of uh, of leaving this planet and, and going into space and the infinite universe and all that it might hold and could hold mm -hmm. is so fascinating. It's such a it seems so much more important than anything that's down here. Like uh, like you know, it seems so much more important than Donald Trump. Space maybe, but I think it's in the same category as when you see one of those guys in like Thailand who's like looking an alligator in the face, like slapping it. Being like, I fucking dare you to move. And then he gets his head bit off. Yeah. I'm watching it like, you asshole. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. better than you. I didn't have to do... like. It's that. It's yeah. not like I enjoy seeing people fall from the sky and die. It's just when they do, I can't help that little visceral feeling of like, I would have never done that. That's a way to die that will not happen to me. <laughs> yeah, 100% what I... guarantee. Unless I'm kidnapped and thrown from a plane, that, that will not happen. Not that one in particular, because I could see myself doing that. Like, like that one to me seems like a calculated risk. It's like, I don't know much about how accurate you are when you jump out of a plane, but I bet that guy did, and he knew that he could hit that fucking net or he wouldn't have done it. And, and, and so it looks to us on the outside, people who don't jump out of planes and don't understand how accurate you can be just jumping out of a plane, that like, holy shit, it must have been like a one in, a, one in ten shot that he, he makes it. He did not hit him, the center of that net, though. I yeah, assume he was, he was going. He was close enough. But... I mean, he. I mean, he didn't hit a bullseye, but I mean, pretty fucking die. good. That thing was about as big as like four houses or something. I don't know. It was. It looked to me like it was maybe fifteen thousand square feet or something. Twenty thousand square feet. It I didn't just, look big. If he was on a parachute, he could have landed. If he was in under a parachute, he could have landed on a frisbee, and he missed the middle by like a hundred feet or something. Like I, I was just like, oh, I thought he'd nail it, but. Good enough. Yeah, when they announced like the net thing uh -huh. as the fall started, I was like, oh man, this guy is trying to hit a postage stamp at the bottom of this fall. This is going to be crazy. And then you see the net, and it's like, how did. Like, it would have been harder to miss this. <laughs> this uh, he, he was way up there when he started. He, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's the thing. He didn't jump from like, um, I, I don't know how high they normally jump 4,000, 5,000 feet, whatever. He didn't do that. He had to have oxygen when he took off. That was one of the reasons why he had accompanying uh, jumpers 
is because he had to take off his oxygen mask and give it to them. You're not allowed to, like, just fucking throw something. That's a big no-no. And especially when the camera crews are there and you're setting some kind of world record, you know. <laughs> so he's got to hand that thing off to somebody. You can't just let Did it he go. Have I thought he jumped at 13,000 feet. He had oxygen. Um, I thought that he jumped from much, much higher, and that was oh. why he had the oxygen. I could be wrong, though. I only I watched him do sure it either. one time. Yeah. I, don't know, I always thought that – I always had heard that, like, just the jump itself going that far – could kill you even with that before the impact, like loss of oxygen or hard racing or just the speed you're going or some shit like that. So, so the um the oxygen's thin up above like uh, thirty thousand feet or oil. Well, it gets thinner the higher you go, and at some point you've got to have oxygen. When they call, I think they call this halo jumps. We had a friend that did it, and when he went hypoxic in the plane on the way down, um, so that could be a problem. But not from like normal jump distances that they do. And the human body has a terminal velocity, a maximum at which it can fall because of the, the because of the air resistance, and it's like 150 miles an hour roughly. But uh, our buddy that we had on a couple weeks ago was talking about jumping. He wears a heart rate monitor, and he says it goes up to like 160, 170 beats per minute when he's jumping, which is terrifying. And I remember thinking about that and watching this guy set this record, and he also had a heart rate monitor, but I think his was only up to about 130. And I remember like thinking like, ah. Oh, He's not as scared as Richard Ryan is. <laughs> yeah, that. I think that once you there's no more air, you should either get inside something as you continue to ascend, or just avoid it. How just stay about, in places where there's air. How do you feel about <laughs> sea? How do you feel about deep sea exploration? I think that if you have air strapped to your back, you're fine. But if there's some magical distance down there where air just can't be held by a container, like you, you shouldn't there just is. be holding your breath, going like another twenty feet, another twenty feet. Like no, just like, <laughs> get, get out of there. What that stresses wildlife? me out more than anything. I'd be more worried about wildlife as far as the deep sea goes. Wildlife, really? Think of that lassophobia, like fear. You don't know what the fuck. I mean, you don't know what the fuck is down there. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's their territory. You know, there's like, some yeah. shit down there. You're not gonna go skydiving and like you're not really worried about like some fucking enormous like bird. You know what I mean? That's not gonna happen. It's not out of the realm of possibility that, you know, at at some deep section of the ocean, like deep underground, that there's a fucking monster down there. Like something prehistoric. And and even deeper down, like the stuff that interests me that really blows my mind, like when when they start talking about um the Jupiter's moons and stuff, Titan, that, that might hold life underneath like an icy uh, uh, layer that's up top is like that I, I was reading that they discovered that there's this huge under, underground ocean under our, the Earth's crust that's like as big as the, it was like as big or bigger than all of the oceans that we currently have but underground. And I was thinking like, what if there's some shit living underground in a giant like deep dark ocean under under the Earth's crust? Like that stuff just like, kind of blows your mind. That's yeah. about Maybe they couldn't survive in the temperatures as hot as the surface. Or wait, yeah. it's cold? Wait. Would it would be, be uh, very hot? cold. It could be no, one or the other. Yeah, it, it, it's got... Because if it's close to the core, it starts to flip the other way, right? Yeah, if, there, if there's... Go far enough down to be close to the core of the Earth, but even at some no. areas at the bottom of the sea, there's like those vents where you can watch it, and there's just boiling water going straight. Yeah, it's seen that. hot yeah. uh, magma that immediately like boils the water around it, and then there's like hot jets of boiling water going gas. out. And those gases so that are coming up. So yeah, yeah, they're loading up. to hell, stuff. man. We talked just, about yeah. space exploration. So I'm for space exploration. I like it. But I, I often have this thought like nothing cool is going to happen during my lifetime. 
I know we have to like waste the next hundred years before anything cool happens, but I feel like getting to Mars is going to be somewhere on the coolness scale of the moon. Like, we'll get up there, there'll be no life. Instead of being gray, it'll be red, and yeah. like, it's it's boring as fuck. You know? like, I feel like we're in the just... stage where we're like an 81-year-old guy when the Model T came out. Mm-hmm. And like, you see all the potential and all the super awesome shit that's coming, but you kind of got to temper your expectations and be like, well, I could die any day now. So I'm Maybe we'll get some gears next year. This. Gears would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, until we start traveling. I think you're wrong about the Mars thing, though. I, th- I think we can be mm. more ambitious than that. Here's what I think is going to happen in the next 25 years. I think we're definitely going to go to Mars. Um, I, I hope it's the United States, because I hate seeing these joint ventures between China and Russia and India, all those motherfuckers. We don't need them up there planting Leeches. flags. No, they need to stay away from our space uh, space rocks, but unless they want a space war. Because if there's anybody that can fire a space war, it's the Americans. We're prepared for that shit. Star Trek, Star Wars. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, I don't we'll make see that no happen. Chinese star movies. No, that ain't happening. <laughs> no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll win the space wars if they come. But I think we're definitely going back to the moon, and by we, I mean humans. Uh, moon and Mars, I think, will colonize Mars to some extent. Like, there'll be a guy up, or three up there living in a biosphere, like... Kind of like uh, some wa- like the Martian, you know, something like that'll happen for you know, or so. I really want them to go to those the moons of Jupiter to go to Titan, where they have hypothesized that there could be life under there. That there's all the the makings for life there. It would be I've warm enough. It would Neil be liquid Tyson water. Is it is in favor of that? I don't know if you got it. Neil from deGrasse the same Tyson. Place. Yeah, Thank him you. and lots yeah. of others. They they talk about it a lot. And, there, and then there's a movie. Um, I've talked about it before. It's it's probably a B minus movie, maybe a C plus movie. Uh, it used to be on Netflix. It's called like Mission to Titan or something like that, and uh, it's basically a space movie where they do just that. They land on the moon, they start drilling, uh, they send a submersible underneath, and they and they find some stuff, and it's uh, it's good. I I'm just convinced that during my life, all we're gonna do is land on other dead planets and see rocks that could have existed in Arizona, and well. Probably like, more or it's less. Hard yeah, to get that not much, excited. I, I'm excited about that. I think the idea of going to Mars is a big one for me. I wish that we, I wish that like we had a politician that gave a shit about that. Like, like I, you haven't heard Trump or Hillary even say a word about this, the this uh, about space. I would love one of them say like, like you know, give me a Kennedy spot style speech. And this decade, we will go to Mars. Not because it is easy, but because it is hard. Like, like, come on, let's go. Let's go to Mars. Let's do something cool. Let's plant an American flag on fucking Mars. That'd be very cool. Inspiration. I get, I get feel like they need another country to compete with in order to do it. They'd have like China or, or Russia or somebody would have to be like they need their leader to say that for anybody here to give a shit. Like you know, if Hillary Clinton started talking about space, Donald Trump would would rip her for thinking that's important. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. And vice versa. Space. What about jobs? You know. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Space jobs. <laughs> that sounds like something Trump would start talking about. This yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's like, he's like, I got a job for every Mexican, and it's in space. <laughs> like, we could all get behind that. The Mexicans, and, uh, the yeah. Mexicans in space, and then the Mexicans are going to pay me for the fare for send them to space. Ah, he's a baby in space. So rock. yeah, that, that is exactly that's, that's so on point though of if either one of them said right now like you know we need to go into space the other one would be, be like that's not important you right. idiot we really do need to wait until 
another country acts like it's a big deal and play off of that competition. Yeah. What if ISIS was the? What if ISIS could build a rocket ship <laughs> and start going to space? We should let them have beheading those big ass Martian creatures with the big. <laughs> can you can you see the Martian sitting there like tied up in the sand with his his hands behind his back, a real like confused look on his face, like how did I get here? Allah <laughs> <laughs> jumps like, <laughs> what have I the done? The first thing feel intelligent life in outer space is it being summarily beheaded. <laughs> because it was a sorcerer. Uh, well, be because it was a sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> you could not live in another place unless you were a witch. Like, <laughs> you know what be all, what's awesome about that is ISIS. Their space program could be called ISIS. Just add in space to the end of it. <laughs> Islamic State in Syria and space. In space. <laughs> Let me tell everyone a little bit about Blue Apron. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set, they set the highest standards, the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best for less for less than $10 a meal, in fact, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. It's easy. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients that, uh, and can be arranged uh, and prepared in about 40 minutes or less. And it's flexible. You can customize your recipes each week based on your preferences, choose delivery options to fit your needs. There's no weekly commitment, so you only get deliveries when you want them. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by by going to blueapron.com slash painkiller. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash painkiller. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Can't recommend them enough. Check it out and make sure that you select your preferences every week because I definitely forgot that more than a few times in a row and ended up with fish when I did not want fish. Yeah, so, and although when you fish. first start when you first start your plan, you can select whether you want fish in your bundle or not. And I think you probably like me was like, all right, let, let me Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to open my uh, open my palate up to whatever Blue Apron had to offer, and so I clicked everything despite the fact that I don't really like fish very much and uh, I don't really love pork. Um, and I kind of wish I hadn't because it's they're good ingredients, they're good recipes, but it's not magic. They're not going to suddenly make fish taste like something good if you just don't like fish. So pick what you want, and then, like you said, you can go in every week and customize exactly what you want. So I liked uh, like the lamb and beef cheeseburgers. and uh, Chicken, beef, it. and lamb are the ones yeah. that I have selected, or maybe those are organized differently, but I got rid of fish and no vegetarian option because then they're just getting away with sending you leaves and berries for the same price. <laughs> Bio so get, weed. get some meat. Yeah, vile weed. We went. I, I didn't check <laughs> fish, they but you, I, they send you all the ingredients. That, they send you every ingredient. It's pretty neat. They send you every oh, yeah. ingredient and the amount of the ingredient that you need, and they send you like a recipe card. And like, what was the neatest part about it to me was that it added more items to our menu. Like, if your house is like mine, there's like I don't know six or eight different things you eat all the time. Exactly. And yeah. yeah, so this would bring them in, and some were hits and some were misses. But you know, when it's after like a month or so, you're like, ah, oh, you know, we've gone from seven things we like to ten things we like. It expanded our our menu options by a bit. 
and it's pretty yeah. neat. Yeah. Diversify that palette with Blue Apron. I like that they literally only give you as much or as little as you need. So, I, I don't know. I guess it, when you're putting your own recipe together, you might end up with a whole bag of fucking carrots, and who likes carrots? Yeah. Uh, what Blue Apron will send you one carrot. They will send you one tomato. They will send you <laughs> one two-inch long cutting of ginger root. If that, if all you need yeah. is to like put a little ginger on something, then you don't need a whole ginger root. You know, you just need a little little garlic. Like it, it's funny. They'll send you a garlic clove, right? A garlic clove is the size of like a baby carrot, and uh, but then it comes in a paper bag that's suitable for like to send a kid to lunch with. So yeah, so we would like take the things out of the packaging because it takes no time at all before you've got like nine paper bags in your refrigerator and a, a food you can hold in your in your palm, and it's like yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta take these things out, store them, and then go for it. Yeah. Do they give you, they give you an option for like say you have a family of however many like you like this serves four, this serves two and two kids or exactly it yeah. definitely I remember a, there was two and four I don't remember what all the choices were. But we just we were like, oh, we're a family of four, so we just chose that, and other people yeah. can choose two or whatever. I mostly ate that food by myself or with my girlfriend, and I got the family, the four-person family meal. So there was always plenty. That, that I liked, uh, I like doing it that way. I might actually try that out, man. I kind of like, I'm kind of, you know, I'm I'm single, and I just I fucking cook a bunch of shit on Monday and eat it until Thursday. You know what I mean? Dude, it's perfect for you. Big thing of yeah, I need to, I need to diversify my palate for sure. You do, and I'm glad, or maybe they do, let you pick specific meals, but if they don't, I'm kind of glad they don't, and I haven't looked into it, because mm -hmm. otherwise I would have eaten that first crunchy, like, sautéed chicken, orange chicken thing, and then just never gotten anything else. So <laughs> I was blown away when I got that. I was like, this, this tastes like I got it at a restaurant, like, and this happened right here. Like, it was, <laughs> it really is good. <laughs> yeah. But. Anyway. I, I ate my uh, favorite meal the other day. I went to Morton's and uh, I got I got a bone-in filet mignon. I got the iceberg wedge salad with the blue cheese and the egg and the bacon. Yeah. I got a shrimp cocktail. It was a $23 shrimp cocktail. <laughs> I got, I got um, five. Um, yeah, yeah. They come out in this dry ice uh, little little container with the dry ice foam like coming up around them and a big pool of like um, uh, ice all around that. And real presentation thing, twenty five dollars for five shrimp. Um, <laughs> I got, I got the uh, the chocolate souffle that you gotta like have them make for like half an hour or whatever. And uh, uh, I got like I got some like twice baked uh, gratin potatoes. And uh, yeah, that was it. I, I love. That's my favorite meal. Is to go to my mouth is watering. Is to go to Morton's and get like that delicious steak, that delicious salad, and one of their delicious uh, sides. Is that and your then there's row meal. It's part of it because, like, I ate all of my food and then I ate more food. Like, I ate two steaks. I'm at, like, like I, I go if I if I'm going there and I'm gonna spend two hundred and twenty dollars on dinner, then like, I'm not, I'm I'm going with an empty stomach. Like, like I haven't eaten that day, and I didn't eat dinner the night before. So when I show up, I'm fiending. Like, like that salad, I'm eating every scrap of that salad. <laughs> and, like, looking around for the steak to come at this point. So like, I, I really enjoy my Morton's trips. That guys, was very like uh, food. The last meal you get after before being executed. Yeah, it's but, definitely part of it. Yeah. What would you get, Wax? Your last one. You're ex you're gonna be executed. You have to take the method of execution into account, though, because your loved ones will be watching. And if you load up on ice cream and then they electrocute you to death, who knows what'll happen? That'll stink. 
I think I mean I think you I think you have to go with an amazing steak as one of it. I think you have to go steak as as a as a as a part of it. You know what I mean? I think that's just fucking you got to get a steak. You know what I mean? And shrimp cocktail was actually or a lobster tail. You know, a lobster tail maybe. I like shrimp. I'm from, I'm from Maryland. Probably some crab stuff. Maybe a, a really well-made crab cake. You know. If there are enough courses and stuff, does it prolong your life? You know, like if you get some meal that G.R.R. Martin would describe, like, would you live another day? Because <laughs> uh, bring on the honey dormice. I'm not <laughs> quite. Ah, another pot pie. You know, <laughs> He's like a Mike Peckish for a rooster. Look him up. Like, just keep them coming. Yeah, you know, they're all like 13 courses that he describes over nine. 19 pages. So the hangman is saying that <laughs> we either do this now or tomorrow. I'm going to the garden as my last meal for a reason, and I'm going to get as many breadsticks as I want before you send me that jam. <laughs> <laughs> Local news. Anne has been eating breadsticks for 24 years. As and can salad. Grind. Don't forget the salad. Uh, I'm grind that. Have yeah. you guys been watching the Olympics? Yeah. Dude, oh, the man. other the, Olympic pool turned green. The... They're both green now. It's did like... I talk... <laughs> Did I talk on PKN or to either of you about the Filipino Splash Brothers? No. I don't think so. So there are these two Filipino high divers. They're calling them the Splash Brothers. Now, when a high diver comes to the board, uh, forgive me if I use some incorrect terminology here, but if it's a German, an American, a Russian, uh, you know, someone like that, they're coming up there and they're as cold as ice. They're a competitor. It's just stony eyes, dead expression. They adjust their fulcrum on the board. They get up there. It's they have the exact perfect amount of steps. They take the steps the exact same way. They and they because they've done it a thousand times before the same way. They bounce once, bounce twice, and then do their flips or twists or whatever their routine is. And then tiny, tiny splash. No fear, not even a, a hint of it. It appears watching them do this. These Filipino. Splash Brothers, as they're being called, come up there and they're like, "All right, I guess this is it." They get a running start, bounce, and then you can see the fear in their face as they start transitioning into backflips. It's just <laughs> the first one goes up there. He does about two and a half backwards rotations, flat on his back, <laughs> big, deep. Cannonball type splash, like it looked like something from the fail blog. <laughs> I got it playing. Uh, he crawls out. He crawls out and goes to the hot tub transition pool. Diver number two comes up. Same thing. Also, <laughs> ah! splash. They're both in the pool waiting on the scores. And, you know, an Olympic score. I mean, you got five or six judges or whatever, and they each hold up a card with the numbers. He goes. Zero, zero, <laughs> zero, zero, all the way across the board. And they just look at, you, at each other and kind of, <laughs> well, what are you going to expect? At least we didn't die. <laughs> Enrique didn't fucking make it. It's funny. <laughs> like, there were three Splash Brothers. The <laughs> third one cracked his face. They're landing like oh, this, but in their feet. <laughs> it honestly so... looks like someone was standing at the end of the diving board with a gun. <laughs> like, go on, you do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks like he got plucked off of the gymnastics team at the last second. Oh, there's only they only allowed 12, not 13. What am I going to do? You're, you're doing the high jump. He's yeah. the only <laughs> diver. He's the only diver but that before he does his routine, he looks over the lifeguard like, hey, hey, you awake over there? Get off your phone. Pay fucking attention. Pay <laughs> fucking attention. This is going to be rough. 
<laughs> he's got to psych himself up before he gets to the board. Dude, oh, this I is love great. seeing that. That is one of the funniest fucking things. <laughs> I love these. I've never heard these. I love these dudes. This is <laughs> More than a zero. I mean, they actually did something. They no, didn't do nothing. They didn't do the dive they were supposed it's to. It's a gravity-based event, right? Everyone hits the water. Okay. <laughs> we grade you on what you do before, during, and and after you hit the water. Like 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 you can't it's just like you jump can't the water just like <gasps> <laughs> like scared, like visibly like looking for the right place to go. He swims the wrong direction. <laughs> they gotta they gotta yell this way. The ladder's this way. <laughs> Poor guy, they look terrified. I've been watching oh. the swimming. Missy Franklin's having a bad meet. That makes me sad. I'm like, Aww. I don't follow swimming super close anymore. So a lot of the guys I root for were good like four years ago and stuff like that. Michael Phelps is killing it. Uh, that's that's pretty impressive. He won an individual gold and some. Relays. Did he only qualify for one individual event though? Mm, I think he qualified for more than that. Okay. I don't know. But I know he's um, got twenty fucking medals now, more than 20, a lot of countries. Twenty two now. Oh, maybe I'm out of, yeah, I'm out of date. I think you're you're slightly behind. It's that's a lot of that's a lot of medals, dude. A ton. In college, uh, I swam with this girl, woman, whatever. Uh, by the time she was a senior, she was like an eight-time All-American. She was very, very good, and uh, she had a shoulder injury. And we were up against these like heated rivals. Now the men's and women's teams are kind of different, but we swam at the same day. You know, like the things be interchanged anyway so we're up and our coach gives us this giant pep talk he's like i fucking hate and then the other coach i hate that guy we we compete against them every fucking year and he is the biggest piece of shit in the whole conference if he left this school and went to alaska i would drive our asses up there in a van just to kick his ass again and uh, like it, it was so it was like a big heated rival, and he didn't give these speeches every game. You know, I, I'm, I was excited. I was a freshman, and I had never had a coach like pump up a team like he did before. Now, um, I'll, I'll mention I did win my individual event, like the the my, my fly, but um, the men's team got their asses kicked as a team. <laughs> but the women were mega competitive. It was like super super close. And the last event at a, at a collegiate event anyway is the four by one hundred relay. And uh, this woman, Connie, she had a busted shoulder, so she couldn't swim that day. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been so close. Connie would have won every event. But uh, um, it's like it's coming down to it. All the girls, no one knows who's going to win this thing. It's it's just like it's it's a toss up. And uh, I was I was right there, like I'm sitting on the bench, and my coach is watching. And he's got his clipboard out, and she taps him on the shoulder, and she's like, "Put me in, coach." And he's like, "What?" She's like, "I can beat these fuckers with one arm." And uh, he's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. So she goes up there. Her shoulder's injured. That's why she's not swimming this event. Her shoulder is like, it's like some sort of like labrum tear or something like that. And she has to rest it because she wants to be at her best, um, you know, come uh, the nationals. So she can be all American again. Anyway, so she goes up there. Now, the deal with freestyle is you can swim any stroke you want like you can do butter breast you can make up your own stroke there's just a few rules like you have to be above the water uh, after like 15 yards and another rule is you have to do the same stroke for an entire lap so you can change at the um at the midpoint but you can't change in the middle of the lane so uh she's swimming anchor and uh, like no one knows what she's got in the tank or what can she can do she's not training she's injured and uh it comes into the, the, the anchor leg and she's behind 
right? They, they, she, they've handed her a deficit, and the whole meat is hanging on this thing. And she goes out there, and she swims with one fucking arm. It's like this one-arm butterfly thing. And she's keeping up with the other team's anchor leg, one-armed. And then she does her flip turn, two arms. She busts out two arms, and she cuts the gap in half. Lap three, one arm again, right? The thing hurts. She can't do it. Come the final lap... She breaks out two arms, she passes the other guy, and she wins the, the thing. It, it, like, went down as legendary. Uh, it, like, fucking Connie busting out this, like, one-arm relay win out of nowhere. Uh, That's she, really cool. She was amazing. Fucking Connie. Fucking now, on the, on the flip side of the Olympics, getting away from that heartfelt, emotional, wonderful <laughs> victory, I've been going to this subreddit called Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just like ass shots creep shots of olympic athletes and stuff like that i love it so water <laughs> polo is a good one because those chicks like to like pull the other chicks titty out as like a uh to throw them off base you know it appears to me that water polo is a game where like i don't know 10 or 15 adults get into a pool that's too deep to stand on the bottom they tread water and they try to throw a soccer ball through a net on either end seems so fucking stupid but the best part is there's titties and ass like, these chicks are, like, pulling each other's bathing suits off so that the other chick will have to, like, rearrange her boob and put it back away and can't focus on the ball anymore. <laughs> that, and of course, strategy. it's real good strategy. And then, of course, there's, there's women's volleyball. And I, I, that you got both indoor and beach. Beach is much better. There's, yeah. there, there, it's much better. I, I really love the Olympics for the incredibly hot female athletes that are just specimens of... of physicality and muscularity they're just just asses that look like they could just destroy your your penis if they wanted to they could like you'd be fucking them and they would just like flex their butt muscles and it'd be like those chicks that crush watermelons with their titties like your dick would just implode like like <laughs> there's some there's some beautiful beautiful i was watching at the, uh, uh, at the water Olympics. polo i was watching a, a tiny bit of water polo more like a youtube clip of like a section of it and one of the most depressing people I'm sorry, depressed people in sports have to be goaltenders in water polo because all it is is a very slow approach because obviously they're in water. Like you can't like sprint up and down the field or the pool and they get real close to the goal and then the goalie kind of does a little wiggle maneuver with his lower body and he goes kind of like wiggles himself up and he tries to put his hands up because it's way higher than where his head is in the pool. And then he, like, has this look on his face. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm fucking waiting for it. I'm fucking waiting for it. And then without fail, the guy with the ball goes, Foo! and it just goes straight past him and into the net. And every time the goalie's just like, oh, God, 10 out of 10 times I have that one. Get in your game. Get in the game. It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Because this is a sport where when you take the best of the best of the best, there just isn't parity by position. So similar to lacrosse, the best goalie on the fucking planet is going to stop seven out of ten from an average guy you know like the <laughs> best goalie on the pl if you take a professional hockey goalie and kyle you you can leave kyle out there for for a week and a half and he will not score mm -hmm. if you put kyle in a pool with that soccer ball give him six or seven minutes after he's acclimated <laughs> himself to the temperature of the water and then he will walk over there and score <laughs> because the, the, they have doomed these people from the start these poor poor water polo goalies all this pressure on them, and they can't do anything to stop it. Like, it's just, they're too slow in the water. I, that really just gave me a kick. I liked that. <laughs> they, the goalie just sits there and treads water the entire fucking time, just fuck until somebody... Everybody does. That's, yeah, that's everybody does. Sport. 
I want yeah. you wonder like it's kind of weird to me that there's there's water polo and then there's polo which is on horses and shit. And they're yeah. like and they're just like let's get rid of the horses and do this in a pool. Like oh, they start with horses, but they always they all drown in the first inning. So then, <laughs> yeah, I love that this they drag the horses out <laughs> and start. Well, they wanted two. to take it from an incredibly rich sport to just like a, a little bit of a rich sport. So you don't need a you don't need a horse, but you need a pool. You know? I just see those as two different sports. Like to call them the same name is a little ridiculous. You know, like there's polo on horseback with like a fucking croquet mallet, and then there's water polo, which has no croquet mallet or horses, and it's in a pool. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more like water. It's closer to soccer. I don't know. Yeah, it's like water soccer. Water there's rugby. no animals involved it's in like, one. It seems you know? like water rugby, a little yeah. bit too. I, I don't know. Let me tell everyone a little about Loot Crate. <clears throat> this episode is being brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and much, much more. Make sure to head on over to LootCrate.com painkiller and enter offer code painkiller to save $3 on your new subscription today. Loot Crate is more than just a subscription service. However, it's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with one another around the unboxing of each month's crate. And they guarantee $40-plus in, in value in every crate, sometimes a lot more. Every month, there's a different theme, and all items are curated around that theme. Previous crates have included items from franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, The Walking Dead, The Legend of Zelda, and many more. From bad guys doing good things for the wrong reasons to good guys with questionable tactics, August is the perfect time to explore the anti-hero. Walk the hero-villain line with this 100% uh, exclusive collection of items from DC Comics, Archer, Dark Horse... And Kill Bill that includes two collectibles, a wearable, and of course, their monthly tee. And don't forget the pen. Remember, you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when that cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com painkiller and enter offer code painkiller to save $3 on your new subscription today. Loot Crate. I'm on Check the Olympics website. Just like, because Kyle's piqued my interest. <laughs> In MMA, sometimes the women wear, like, uh, it's almost like a sports bra slash t-shirt. Like, it has little sleeves on it. That would seem to make a lot of sense. Like, like people just couldn't tug off your shirt if it had little sleeves on it. In water, though, you know how it, like, you get, like, suction and, like, air bubbles. Maybe that could be, I, mm, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, bubbles. stuck to you and you're, and you're like, not as, like, uh, I don't know why. I, I would have, one piece. Here's what I think it is. Hey, what's the site you guys, what's the site you're looking at? Yeah, I'll link um, yeah, link. Here's what I think it is, honestly. And I think this is the reason why uh, the women's volley, beach volleyball players are basically wearing, like, thongs with their boobs hanging out. Nobody will watch that shit otherwise. Yeah. Okay? That's just the truth. And, and there are women out there who will, who will like poo-poo on what I just said and say that's sexist. They're not fucking watching it. I'm the one watching women's volleyball, not you. Don't act like you were watching that thing buying some O'Neal shorts because you watched some big booty Brazilian <laughs> go out there and fucking save one. No, I'm watching and I'm the one who might buy some O'Neal shorts because I watched a big booty Brazilian chick save one. I'm their audience because I like watching the scantily clad Athletes do their thing. It's, those, it's hot and it's entertaining. Those are like the women that complain there aren't enough engineers, yet they studied like, I don't know, politics or something, poli-sci. It's, it's like, dude, there's not enough women engineers because a lot of women don't like being engineers. That's the thing. Why aren't you one? Well, I don't know. I just don't appeal to me. Yeah, that's right. That's the scoop. Yeah. How many WNBA games have you been to this year, ma'am? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to watch that bullshit. Me either. They should be in bathing suits and I'd watch it. 
Like, get some titties bouncing while you run up and down the court with that ball. If you can't dunk, you better entertain me somehow. Yeah, the, the <laughs> UFC fighters get it. They wear they wear less. I like it. I, see now, like it's rare that I'm watching. A, I'll, I'll say this: there's nothing sexualized usually to me when I'm watching a UFC fight because those chicks are fucking hardcore. Like when you're beating another one bloody, there's nothing hot about that really. I just respect the the. Okay, maybe you're into that. Oh, yeah, I recognize they are. When you see a woman with a bloody nose, you get an erection. I understand. I understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that for me, uh, in that moment when I'm watching like Holly Holmes come out and I know she's about to fucking punch somebody in the nose and the blood's start, about to start flying, I'm not looking at her butt. I'm watching her feet, footwork. I'm looking at her hands. I want to see where what she's looking at. What's she looking at at, at the other girl? I, I really... enjoy the spectacle on many levels. I really do. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, you know, like, I, the women fighters, I, I feel like a lot of women's sports benefit from the fact that they're, they're, they're not all killers in there, right? You know, shucks. When I swam, it was like you could just see the attitude there between the men and the women. Like the guys lived and breathed this shit. It was their whole sense of self worth. It was their passion in a way that, like, you know, the top ten percent of the women did. You know, the, the top ten percent women was the average guy, like killer. Not, I don't want to say killer instinct, but like you just like passion and drive competitive. and competitiveness. Competitive. The way they push them. The way they push themselves to like like to suffer, right? Suffering is a skill, and it was way more common amongst the guys than it was against the girls. Um, these UFC fighters, the women, are all just they're 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 there with the guys. I think they're just they're yeah. suffering at the same level that they are. By at. nature, they just have to be like like they they just have to be to get where they are mm-hmm. doing what they do. There was no. They're like the Spartans. If you're a woman who's become a, a mixed martial arts fighter, you've been through so many things where there was somebody giving you shit about being a girl and like not thinking you were tough enough, and it, right. you passed through those filters that separate the tough girls from the non-tough I, girls. I, they're I, over there. I love. You're them. the one who could hop in the Marines if you wanted to. I have so much respect for them, but. I like their tight asses as well. Ah, oh, yeah, that's good. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, most of the time, some of those chicks look like they they might have some fat cocks and instead, you know, <laughs> like a tight ass and some big balls tucked up underneath that <laughs> underneath it too. That last fight, um, uh, was it Misha Tate that lost this at UFC yeah, 200? Or, Amanda Nunes. Yeah, the girl who beat her. Mm-hmm. I think she's she's ethnic. I, I don't know. She looked look, she she's looked like uh, Spanish. Brazilian, I think. Brazilian. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looked like a Braz- very strong Brazilian man. That, that that is what it looked like. Like man, she that did not look like a lady uh, before, during, or after the fight. Just saying. Um, and I don't require that my female fighters look attractive. Um, but I'm just, just saying. Want to I'll, beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. yeah, I just want to beat the shit out of each other. But after that, when I was like, ooh. That's the ugliest female fighter I've seen in quite a while. That looks like a dude. Huh. Yeah. I'm going to look because I think... It's kind of funny because like it, it goes the other way. Like a dude, a dude who's a fighter almost has to kind of look attractive to women. Whereas like a woman that gets all like fucking tough and shit is kind of like... At least for me personally, I find that super unattractive. Like a brute. I think also the reason that... Or I'm sorry, I stepped on you. I didn't... No, I, my, least, my, least fav, my least attractive... Uh, trait in a woman is masculinity. You know what I mean? That's I, like I want my girl to be. A, I want a girl to be a girl. Like I don't want you to have fucking mu- at, like six packs and shit. I don't know. I'm on uh, your side, a hundred percent with that. My I, uh, I, 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 I,
is on your <laughs> no 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 I I I I'm, I'm I side more with Woody than than you two definitely do on this I. I my thing is that, like I don't like I like all that stuff like like I like a girl with like a big big booty that's like jiggly and like literally this big and that's good like if it's literally this big like that's awesome but I also like like a girl who could like run a marathon and her butt is like this big but it's tight as fucking steel and, like that's hot too I also like a girl that's got like I, I Girl, the six pack is hot. Like, like I dated this stripper for a while and saw her, and she was so ripped from like riding that pole that like, you know, just 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 like when she's riding me, it's just like a, a wave of muscles that like extend that. from her groin the, to like the top of her shoulders. Fifteen that are all different tight. ways. Fifteen different ways women could be hot to Kyle, yeah. and I think that's cool. Like it, um, for me, the it's a, the list is a little shorter, but uh, but I definitely don't write them off the list if they have like a six pack ab or like they got. Um, is the, I think the I think the thing that puts it over the edge for me is the veins. Like if your arms have like veins, like a fucking WWE wrestler. I think oh, that's that's a little much. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a lot. But I even mean, a six, even a six pack for me is too much on a girl, man. That's mm-hmm. I, I, that like if she does a lot of crunches and her shit looks flat and washboard or whatever, that's cool. But once it gets to the point where I look, I don't know. That's you just my it. preference. Yeah, you feel I like it. a girl. I like yeah. a girl to look like a fucking girl, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, soft. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, I want like like I I like the idea of some kind of like warrior woman who I think could totally knock me out with a right cross right now if she wanted to. But I also like the idea of like a tiny little like ninety five pound girl who I could literally like, I don't know, come beat like like she could give me everything she had and I could kill her with one hand. Like just yeah, come out a little more, pow yeah, come on, <laughs> oh not even close, boom no no not even close. <laughs> like like I, all of those things are good. Yeah no I, I I like them soft I like them hard I like this is a bunch of different varieties. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think you guys, are, you guys are on the wise. You guys are on the wiser side in this argument. You, you, you're giving yourself more options. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to close yourself off. I to got anything one option, after. really. No, we're on. <laughs> right, wax, don't listen to them, wax. We're you're on the mine. side where we don't think it through and we stand by it until no the Jews, end. though. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Jews. I misheard him. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, but, I hated a Jewish. <laughs> I you justify it afterward. No, no, trust me, trust me. I, I did let you, you know. <laughs> anyway, I'm watching Olympics. Went in the other direction. They're legit unzipping each other's bathing suits. Come on, come on, let me that link. <sighs> yeah, I'm not seeing that link. I see the other sports. But I don't, I don't a direct see link to that, please. All right. Oh, bathing suit has oh yes, I've seen this. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, these, so these are like dirty water polar ta- tactics where you like you come up and like give give each other wedgies and try they to have zip a, each other. They have a big zipper along their like spinal cord, and it, yeah, women are just legit like yanking wow, this at is zippers. A great, see, this is my, this is a great sport right here. Anyone or, is the crowd watching along right now? I don't now? care is what's the, going on above no, water. No, they're not because I, I don't know that it's not going to get like X rated. Go to women's water polo slash uh, dirty water dirty plays underwater. The username is um, sports foxes. foxes. Yeah, and this is this is pretty great. This is pretty hot. It's 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 shot under the water, and it's I don't know red team versus blue team, whoever the fuck they are, Mm -hmm. and it's just everybody has a wedgie. Everybody has a camel toe, and all these women are doing their best to expose the other woman, uh, the other women, uh, and, and like fuck with them, like dragging them underwater. Oh, that's some elbows to the face at like uh, yeah. fifty-five oh. seconds. Sometimes they're just sinking oh, each other. Oh shit! 
Wow. I just saw the elbows you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I see vagina. Yeah. Ah, vagina! What's the time stamp? <laughs> vagina at like 110. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right at the end there. That's pussy! Pussy! <laughs> pussy at 110! Yes. 108. 108 for those of you out there who want to find that woman wearing the red Speedos vagina. <laughs> sport. That really, that sport is... There's so much more going on there than literally what's above the surface. I think like, I'd like that sport. Really yeah. fucking that lady, as soon you know as they got underwater, they vicious. Just throwing the elbow. That sport needs to be viewed like at the aquarium where you're <laughs> you're underwater and all and they're up there. I would pay ten times as much to watch that sport from that viewpoint mm-hmm. right. than from above the water, where you just see Quite frankly, a lot of these women aren't very attractive. That always sounds so shitty. I hate we we make fun of guys for being I, I ugly too. I think the too. thing to add in is very ass. none of the women look good don't on swim day, right? They don't have makeup because it would run. They've got caps on. The things that they do, excuse That's me, to make themselves them. look their best are, are hard to pull off on swim day. Man, did you see that picture? It's like one swimmer, Myron, uh, another. That chick looks like she put her makeup on that day. Or she's just a natural fucking 10 beauty, yeah, like yeah. world-class beauty. That, that, that chick had a very perfect face and body. Yeah. But a lot of these like women, uh, water polo ladies are fucking ripped and, look, and are more like, they're like scary. They're this kind of scary, bulky women that like don't really turn me on. Like I'm not into that. I don't want you to be like bulky and scary. Um, and, and a lot of them are that way. But wow, they even I'm looking at the thumbnail of that video we just watched, and it's just ass. It's just a big ass in the. In yeah, the, that's uh, a really that thumbnail has a really thin, a very thin g-stringish fucking. It's probably yeah. a wedgie. It totally. Very, she has a very long taint. She has a very. That's about long eight taint. pixels from porn. <laughs> uh, in a minute and eight seconds, we we get pornographic, right? Absolutely, yeah. That's good stuff. I like the Olympics. I'm glad to see that. So none of my, um, not many of my predictions have come true th- thus far. Nobody's really. No terrorist attacks. No terrorist attacks. No huge meltdowns. A bunch of little things. A bunch of like reporters getting robbed. And uh, there was an Olympic athlete five. that got beat up. A judo guy. Yeah, an Olympic judo silver medalist, if I recall correctly, yeah. got beat up and robbed. And, and, you know, he's got like the silver medal and a black eye. But the black eye wasn't from his event. It was from like. Being from the robbed later. He, he was a bronze medalist. He's, He's oh, like, if he? you think uh, the competition inside the Olympic Village is tough, you go outside. Those guys will whip your ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are a rough bunch out there. I told them I was a judo guy, and they didn't they even laughed. care. They, <laughs> they used a knife. You know? Right. Well, you want to say that's com- why he's the bronze medalist, not the gold medalist. Uh, gold medalist. Yeah, gold medalist would have been fine. his ass kicked by a dude on the beach. That's funny. It's I funny. think no terrorist attacks. I mean, Rio Rio has a reputation of such kind of a dangerous place. Maybe even the terrorists didn't really want to fuck around with the locals. Yeah, we're not going there. We'll get yeah. up with Zika virus. Fellas. <laughs> even yeah. ISIS doesn't want to take over Brazil because it's such a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> there's no sand. Yeah. Wait, there <laughs> is sand. There's sand, of course. There's, there's beaches. There's like... much, much more sand. I've got a friend. It who... is funny, though, to cons- like that. Them calling another place a shithole when their their shit is Libya in the middle of the desert. Yeah, yeah. I got a friend that lives over there in Brazil. He he, uh, he got one of those pocket Portuguese dictionaries and just fucking winged it, and uh, ended up marrying a woman whose father owns this big sugar plantation down there, and now he farms their giant sugar plantation and is in line to inherit it. 
and uh, uh, and he's always it, like like really made a killing uh, by by hooking up with this Portuguese lady, and she or this Brazilian lady they speak Portuguese is fucking so hot. And I was like, do all the women down there look like that, or did you just get a good one? He was like. They all look like that. He's <laughs> landed in that. He's like, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. They all look like that. <laughs> and I was like, shit, I want to go because her ass is so big. And then like, whenever I watch like, um, you know, anything in Brazil, like like it seems like they always focus on the beaches with all the 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 nudity and the gigantic Brazilian women's asses, and that's always nice. I, I like that a lot. My brother lived in Brazil. He lived in Rio for a year, and he said it's like that. He said it, the the chicks are ridiculous. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I'll be going anytime soon, though, because of the you know the Zika virus and the gun battles and such. Dude, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, you know, I, there's gun battles in Los Angeles. You know, I still live here. <laughs> yeah, but not even like playing. Not even battles. the same ballpark, much less playing the sport, the same sport as gunfights in Rio. You know, like the Chinese, there was a bus of Chinese reporters who got caught in the crossfire of a gun battle in Rio. Like, they could have the Olympics in L.A., and at no point would a bus load of, you know, I don't know, Saudis get caught in the crossfire right, between right. a couple of gangs. I didn't hear about that. Like, I didn't hear about the Chinese guys. Yeah. Did you hear about the guy in the kayak who hit a couch in the middle of his race and capsized? Yep. I did. No, I didn't hear about they that. They under the water stuff. surface, and he just... Ran into it and capsized in this nasty ass water. That's uh, fucking. I'm say, looking that up immediately after this podcast. They say if you ingest one teaspoon of that water, you will get violently ill. Like, 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 like one teaspoon. That's all it takes. Just keep your mouth shut, guys. Everyone, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> Even the Olympic pools are like green and disgusting and murky and stuff like that. It was one of the teams. I think it was That's the Australians. Stuff. They were training with snorkels, like doing their warm-up laps and stuff with snorkels on, so that they didn't get any of the water in their mouth and nose. That's yeah. you know That's what a event terrible they, place to be. The at. event that I wanted to see, and I don't think it's been broadcast. I think they do like an open water swim, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are some swimming competitions that would take place in those disgusting rivers. Like there's no way to get around it and get in a pool. They're just in that awful water. And I haven't seen that anywhere because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but the beginning of that event starts on the beach and everybody runs out into the water and jumps into the water and then starts stroking. You would yeah. see them hit that foamy, disgusting, like, Stuff that's there by the beach, you know, where the disgusting water, like the the waves, the waves lap the beach over and over and create that brownish green foam. You would have to see all of that. You'd have to see them running. Like, I, and I'm thinking, like, what if they step on a glass bottle, like fucking Samwise Gamgee out there, and cut their foot halfway off? Oh, that's a. I I, yeah, I don't know where the next place. I think the next summer games are in Japan, so. Uh, I think I'll feel much more uh, confident about that if I'm an Olympian. Shit, there they, they got the fucking Fukushima radiation. Yeah, yeah, but that's... You know, we we no. won't go there. No, <laughs> yeah, you just avoid there. That's yeah. why there's no organics in the water. They're fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like it's... Shit, world championships? I'm having a hard time finding the Olympic version. Yeah, there's a 10-kilometer race in the Olympics. It's open water. I Damn. just don't know the date on it. You couldn't pay me to swim through 10 kilometers of that water. First of all, I couldn't do it. Second of all, <laughs> if I could do it, I wouldn't do it. Because that sounds like a nightmare, swimming through 10 kilometers of that shit water. 
with dead bodies in it. There was a there's a race in Ocean City that's 25 miles, and um, like it, it. it's too long. I never swam 25 miles, but a friend of mine did, and uh, he got last place. But it turns out like every finisher gets like five hundred dollars, and last mm. place gets an extra thousand. And he was like, "Awesome!" <laughs> you know, he wasn't trying to get last, but he got I the would bonus be last money. every year. I think it was Ocean City. Oh, yeah, Ocean City, boat, New Jersey. Like, in Maryland? The first no, 24 New miles. They, they swim around the whole island. The island's 10 miles Drinking long. all day. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. they... <laughs> show back up drunk. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I do. I'd get on a boat and be like, if it's it, maybe they're swimming across a lake or whatever. I'd be out there on a boat just drinking with my buddies. Like, it's the end of the day. Like, all right, time to knock out this last mile. <laughs> no, no sweat. Just like swimming all drunk, tired from your mile, collect your extra 1500 bucks. After attempting to cheat in a 25-mile swim where he reportedly drank with his friends to the point of inebriation, then tried to swim the last mile. Problem is, he went the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what would happen. How long is 10 kilometers? Like 6.2 miles? Too long to swim. Like, that's so long it's, to swim. I swam a five-mile race once. It wasn't that bad. Jesus. Yeah. That is as far as shit to swim. Five miles? Yeah, they did it in Ocean City every year. They made this big deal out of it. I remember there was a guy. Like, a lot of people like entered it. It was like 500 people or something. They'd come from all over. And uh, this guy who used to train like on my – I was a lifeguard on the beach. Got like 40th. And they're like, dude, he's really a something swimmer. He got 40th, whatever. And um, uh, I'm like, 40th out of 500? Like – is that that big a deal? And uh, the the my, the guard who was next to me was an older guy, and he basically said that I couldn't do it. And I, and I'm just like motherfucker, you think I like you think I can't finish top like ten percent in that race? And uh, so I just went out there and did it. And I won't say that I didn't try. Like I was swimming hard, but there was a point where I stopped and like fucked around with the people in the safety boats. And, uh, you know, they, 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 I asked them for a drink and they had fucking like vodka in there. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought it was going to be water. And I got third. So I did pretty well. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. nice. Did you drink the vodka? Like, I thought it was water. So once I realized it was <laughs> vodka, I was instantly like, <laughs> like, like they fucked me up. Like, I thought I was getting a little like sip of water because the, the lifeguards would like, yeah, they just had all these boats along the way in case anyone yeah. got in trouble. And I didn't expect him to be out there getting drunk, but that's what they were doing. Of course. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that seems to be a big part of boating. <laughs> these were rowboats, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, they, I mean, you got to do something. Uh, that, 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 even more reason to drink. <laughs> Fuck that, man. Yeah, I, when I, you I, get rid of drinking, the ocean becomes way more boring. Like, suddenly yeah. you're just... You know, uh, ah, I'm just surrounded by potential danger. There are critters out there that'll poison me if I step on them or something. Like, no, you need you need a little bit of beer. You do. You guys want to wrap? Yeah. Yeah. Let me uh, let me read let me read this last uh, little word from our sponsors here, and we'll get some. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Thanks again to Loot Crate, the monthly subscription box for geeks, gamers, and pop culture nerds. From bad guys doing good things for the wrong reasons to good guys with questionable tactics, August is the perfect time to explore the anti-hero. Walk the hero-villain line with this 100% exclusive collection of items from DC Comics, Archer, Dark Horse, and Kill Bill that include two great collectibles, a wearable, and of course their monthly tee. And don't forget about the pen. You only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash painkiller and enter offer code painkiller to save $3 on your new subscription today. 
Very cool. Check them all out. Thank you so much, Wax. For Wax, coming where can on. people find um, your stuff? What's that? Where can people find their stuff? Your find stuff. Uh, my main website is wax.com.com. That's W-A-X-D-O-T-C-O-M.com. Uh, my Twitter and Instagram is at BigWax, B-I-G-W-A-X. And uh, if you want to just know a little bit of shit, just go to YouTube and type in like Wax Rapper, and and you I have a gazillion videos on there. And uh, thank thanks you guys. By the way, last time I was on here, like I mentioned one of my videos, and so many fucking people watched it. And I still to this day have a lot of people who heard of me from from you guys. So I want to say that's awesome. Oh, that's hey, all, if, dude, if check anybody, out Rosanna. That's, that's my what favorite. I was say. Wax and Herbal Tea is his YouTube channel, and the song is Rosanna. It has 37 million views. And one million of those are me. Yeah, really, really funny. <laughs> Very good video. Gorgeous, gorgeous chick in it, and uh, Wax makes it funny at the same time. Very good, very good. Thanks, yeah. man. All right, all right, guys. PKA two ninety five. Thanks, See you later. later.